Welcome to the Pulp MX Show, presented by Motosport.com, Fly Racing and Decal Works. Coming to you live from Las Vegas, right outside the Lion's Den, with your host, Steve Mathis. And now, strap in and get ready. It's showtime. I just don't like the guy. The guy's just a douchebag. Wah, wah, wah. Yeah. Welcome, everybody, to another edition of the Pulp MX Show, presented by Motorsport.com. Fly Racing and Decal Works coming at you. It's Monday, August 8th, 5 p.m. Pacific. Holy shit, we got a lot to talk about tonight. I know there was no uh, Lucas Oil Pro Motocross Nationals, but we had a week of Loretta Lynn's with some upsets, some uh, uh, real uh, twisting uh, uh, plot points in that race. We have this Super Motocross Series, three extra races tacked on the next year, 11 Nationals. We got World Supercross News. Yes, buckle in, strap in. Lost to get to and uh, a real great in-studio guest to get into it with as well. So looking forward to tonight's show. Thanks for listening. Thanks for watching. If you're watching us on Mav TV, Tuesday nights, it's amazing. Thank you for that. Appreciate all the uh, DMs and tweets and everything else about watching uh, my beautiful face at a sports bar, at a Hooters, at a uh, gym or whatever. Um, I was actually at the gym. Swear to God, true story. Two weeks ago, I was at the gym. A wall of TVs in front of me. I was on the treadmill, and there I was on Mav TV at the gym. I quickly looked around at every hot chick in the gym. None of them noticed. None of them cared. But, yeah, I was on the TV at the gym, everybody. Mav TV, thanks, everybody, for making it happen. Great show tonight. Cole Martinez is in. A very unexpected two-time champion from Loretta Lynn's. Cole Martinez had a, uh, some good results in racing Supercross over the years. Drifted to the off-road world. Went back to Loretta's. Got a couple of championships. Jason Wygant will be calling in. He was the voice of Loretta's all week long. Chris Riesenberg from Race Tech was at Loretta's as well. I have some questions for him. And Jeremy Sism, who is the owner of AEO Power Sports, dealerships in California, dealerships in Arizona, as well as the race team with uh, Varese and Derek Kelly, who have been absolutely doing a great job as privateer race team. So please uh, check that out as well uh, if you can. And, uh, yeah, thanks to those guys for coming on board tonight. Thank you, people, for watching. Thank you to the uh, using the Amazon widget on pulpmx.com. Appreciate that. Uh, it uh, takes you right to Amazon, make a few purchases, and uh, and helps us out, man, as well. So thank you to those people doing that, as well as the uh, pulpmx app. The new app is coming out uh, any any time now. Once that once that Mac gets fixed, uh, it, it's definitely coming out. Uh, so appreciate that. Loretta Lynn's talk, Super Motocross, World Supercross, all uh, all on tonight's show. 702-586-7857. If uh, you've got something on your mind, uh, give it to, give us a call and uh, we'll talk about it. Also, we're going to talk tonight, MXDN, hashtag Raise It for USA. Uh, something really exciting that my co-host here is uh, involved with. And uh, so we'll talk to uh, about that. We'll talk to um, you people uh, about MXDN and uh, and everything else. So And uh, we're going to give some stuff away from Rental. Thank you to the folks at Rental for uh, the cloth pads that they are coming out with and some purple bars. We'll talk more about that later. Thank you to Motorsport.com, Fly Racing, Decal Works, Race Tech Suspension and Engines, X-Brand Goggles, Rental, Michelin Motorcycle Tires, Acherbys, Firepower Batteries and Chains, Maxima USA, Pro Filter, Skosh, ORW, OGO Power Sports, FMF, Guts Racing, 
Atlas Neck Brace, Works Connection, MotorcycleIndustryJobs.com, Get Data, WUSA, Ride Engineering, Intense Cycle, Suspension Direct, Manscaped, Weissco Piston, Twisted T, all on board with us tonight. In studio, he is a uh, former national championship winning mechanic. He worked at Pro Taper for a while. He worked at Answer for a while. Now he's at Renthal for the last couple of years, doing great things for the folks at Renthal. And uh, we had a good mountain bike ride today. Paul Parabinos, what's up, man? How are you? Hey, Steve. How are we doing? Well, we're good. We had a good e-bike ride today out in the desert. Uh, rocky or not? Uh, well, I mean, it's you, always, it's always are- rocky in Vegas, but uh, it was good today. I brought my own bike. Um, which I've kind of been on yours the last couple of times, so I enjoyed yep. that. And we upped the pace a bit today, I feel. We did, We yeah. tried to go fast. We yeah. tried to hit some jumps. Yeah, I don't. I, I like grinding <laughs> these rides out. I like you are, You're a grinder. You I, are in it for the fitness aspect, for sure. I like suffering, you yep. know. I like that kind of aspect of it. And you are just, I want to go as fast as I can down the hills. Yes, yeah. I want to I try to go down as fast as I can. Okay. G- yeah. Give me a good time. Right, right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so we fundamentally, we're not great riding partners, but today was good. Yeah, yeah. we benched race a bunch and, yeah, yeah got, got our exercise in so we could eat whatever we want for lunch. Uh, <laughs> hashtag raise it for USA. We'll get to that a little bit. Uh, it's, a, it's a golf tournament to help raise money for Team USA. We'll get to some of the things that uh, about Team USA that I, I got a vent about. And uh, you got yourself a fancy new title? Yes, I Team do. Team USA? Yeah. Team, Team USA Development Consultant. I like it. Yeah. That's what they're calling me. So we'll get into it later, I guess. Yeah. Or we can get into it now, whatever uh, you want to do. But, um, but no, yeah. No. Let's, let's talk Loretta's because we're just going to come up here and, and we're going to talk Loretta's with him. Um so you you've been to the ranch you've won titles at the ranch you grew up going to the ranch i've only been there once um this and just from afar looking at results and text messages and reading racer x race report kind of like and and cole martinez is going to join us tonight like all over the map like guys who were expected to perform didn't guys who didn't you wouldn't think much of won. Uh, uh, we had a claiming rule go on. We had uh, Michael Lessie show back up, and he got uh, penalized. Uh, it was all over the map, right, Loretta's? It was high drama. It was exciting. Um, track was different. The flo- I, I, w- I really wanted to see how Loretta's would be affected by the flood that they went through, right? The place was immaculate. All, all the structures they rebuilt, the place looked brand new. But I think it did lead to a little bit of a different racetrack. You know, all that different dirt and sand and gravel created a pretty hard base. So I think it was a different year. And, and then, yeah, like you said, we had a lot of upsets, a lot of inconsistencies. We only had one person win six motos. Um, and usually he's 50 years old. And he's 50 years old. Um, I think we only had four double title winners. And a lot of big-name guys didn't get it done or had mechanicals or had mistakes. It was, it was really all over the map. A lot of, a lot of good competition and a lot of inconsistency. Um, <clears throat> all right, let's start with this. Uh, Hayden Deegan, probably the, um, the next top prospect, right? Yeah. Uh, broke a wheel, collided with Evan Ferry, broke a wheel. Yeah. That title was done. Uh, the other class, he dominated it, went 1-1-1 in a schoolboy, right? Schoolboy 2. Um, did he do everything that – Everyone kind of thought he would, and 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 does he did he position himself after this week as the next the next one? Yeah, I think so. I uh, without a question, I think he's he's legit. Um, I mean, he didn't win the uh, amateur rider of the year award that went to um, a kid named Avery Long who won two titles. But in my opinion, Blue Crew, Blue Crew as well. Yeah, but in my opinion, the best amateur rider at the ranch was was Hayden Deegan. He won four motos. He got second in another one, and he had a DNF in the other. He won one title. But, I mean, he was fast. He he won from the back. He won from the front. Um, he showed good speed. I mean, yeah, I think, yeah, he was uh, he's legit for sure. Okay. Uh, Chance Hymas, uh, the next guy at Factory Honda. Uh, you know, he didn't have a great combine at Redbud, 
And this week, look, Jaime seems like a great dude. We had his dad on the show. I've talked to Chance, working with Weimer, a great buddy of ours. I don't want to, you know, crap on the kid because it doesn't mean anything for his future. But not good. Not good at all. No, obviously not the week that he expected to have or any of us supporting him expected him to have. Like, uh, it just, it's, but it snowballs. And I've been at Loretta Lynn's and lived through it when it snowballs like that. Like, that place will bring out every gremlin, every issue, and if you let it kind of beat you mentally, it'll it'll kick your ass all week. And I think it started off on the wrong foot for him. He's been having a couple rough showings the last couple times he showed up, right? The combine, as you as you mentioned, didn't go well. And, like, he and didn't yeah, even I think get he on was, a podium, man. No, he didn't. Yeah. I mean, he didn't show a ton of speed. He didn't get any good starts. He um, didn't show a lot of, like, really great fitness even. Like, he just had a really bad week. I think he was, you know, getting arm pumped quite a bit. Um, I think he was struggling with bike setup. Um, yeah. yeah, I mean, I saw him sit in a lawn chair after the end of the week, and, and I told him, don't worry, dude. You've already done enough out here to earn the next level. So yeah. just worry about the next level. Yeah, like, yeah, you could tell he's upset with himself, right? Yeah. You could tell everyone around him, he's like, he's like, I would imagine he almost feels embarrassed. Yeah. Because, like, man, I should be – I'm factory Honda. I should be right. – right? And it wasn't that at all. So – what do you do? You you put it behind you and you move on. And hopefully, I still believe in him as a professional. Yep. Um, I still believe in him, and he'll figure it out. But yeah, shit week for Chance. Rider D. Francesco, another rider we saw race some nationals. Uh, pretty good showing. Millville, I think, got a ninth in a moto, or maybe eleventh or something. Um, he was in position to win the Open Pro Sport, right? Yes. Uh, bad start and the mechanical. He was good, but. Not, I mean, he didn't walk away from the ranch feeling good about himself either, huh? No, it's, he started out his week pretty strong. I think he won uh, his first moto of the week. Um, he actually showed, he to me, I, I believe he was the all-around best A rider. I do. But the results don't don't show that because he did have a mechanical in one moto. He was on his way to winning another one when he did a front flip and the bike hit his back. And, um, yeah, got a fifth that moto. But he, he, did, he won from the back. He won from the front. Mm-hmm. Um, a really cool thing that changed this year at Loretta Lynn's is the pros went 25 minutes. In the past, they've always gone 20. Um, I mean, to me, it was just Ryder, Cole Martinez, and uh, Braswell that can, of the A guys that could really go 25 minutes, the best, yeah. their best pace. Right. Uh, but Ryder D, not as impressive as Deegan. Like, Deegan, to you, was um, the I showing mean, of the week. It, I wouldn't say, like, that, like, Deegan's faster than Ryder and he would no, be no, Ryder. No, but yeah. just, you know, no, a, um, a more impressive week oh, for uh, sure. in Tennessee. Yeah, for sure. He yeah. won He won four motos, and right. Ryder won two or three, I think. Yeah. Um, yeah, pretty similar, I guess. But, yeah, Ryder had a mechanical, so did, so did Deegan. Yeah, just similar weeks, but Deegan got a title and Ryder didn't. Right, right. Caden uh, Braswell, uh, tell me about this kid. I, I don't know anything about Gas Gas. And just, yeah, yeah, he's from South Carolina. He's gone to um, maybe it's North Carolina, but I, uh, he's been at Loretta's a lot, and he has a pretty good record at Loretta's, like always top 10, often top 5. But he's a quieter kid. Like he's not a – at least from what I – I have, I yeah. know nothing about him. Yeah. I'm just saying what I what I know about him. Um you know, not real media darling or social media savvy, it seems yep. right. So I think he's a little bit unknown and he's lets his results do the talking, but he made a statement, I think, this weekend for sure. Obviously he's the Horizon Award winner, that's a big statement, but he's kind of been hurt all year and under the radar and, and has Does he have a, a ride with anybody? He or? is he is part of the brigade. Okay. You know, Orange yep. Brigade now yep. is also Husky and Gas Gas, so he is part of that program. AEO does his suspension. We'll mm-hmm. talk to Jeremy Sism about him later. Um, to me, the, what, his speed was good. It wasn't electrifying, but his fitness was really good. Like, and he's a, I'm getting a note that Braswell is from Florida. He lives in Florida now. Okay. Okay. He is from okay. South Carolina. Right. Okay. Yeah, I, he lives in. Florida tra- guy, so yeah, he lives this. and trains in Florida, but he's right. not OG Florida. Okay. 
Um, <clears throat> so he doesn't have a real a, a, a walk to the – unlike other Horizon Award winners, he doesn't have a, a path to the pros I, right now. To, to my knowledge, I don't think he has any sort of concrete deal to be yeah. a professional next year. Right, And right. I think his future is up in the air. Like he has no Supercross experience. He did not – he didn't do any Supercross futures this year that I know of. Maybe – I don't. I don't believe so. I think he's had a few injuries the last couple of years. Okay. I, mean, I could be incorrect. Yeah. But um. But yeah. He, a, a statement at Loretta Lynn's. He was consistent. He was always pretty much a good starter, and his his fitness impressed me. And that I think is you know when when we watch all these amateurs at Loretta's, like anybody who's in that tower watching, we're picking things apart. And sometimes you have to put results aside a little bit. Sometimes it's like the qualities yeah. you see in the rider, the, his yeah. tendencies, what yeah. he can do. Like, hey, this guy can go wide open the whole 25 minutes, or he just needs to get do a little this, or do a little that. Or, um, so, but yeah, I think, uh, I think he has a bright, brighter future as a professional than he did as an amateur, is my opinion of him after watching him this week. We couldn't give the, award, the Horizon Award winner to Cole Martinez or Mike Brown? No. I mean, so, those guys look pretty good. Mike Brown's not eligible, neither is Cole Martinez. <laughs> Mike Brown really. has a real good future at Loretta's. Yeah, well, yeah, he'll probably win again next year, right? So he's he won six motos again. He actually got the Vet Rider of the Year award. He was the best vet at the oh, week, okay. of the week. All right. Um, yeah, Braswell is your Horizon Award winner. Um, Casey Cochran is your Youth Rider winner. Uh, Avery Long is the Amateur winner, and uh, Caden Dudney, a, a 80 kid from Texas, who won two competitive 85, 10 to 12 classes, like with a. There's a stacked group in that age group right now, and, and he won both titles on a KX80, which is um, underpowered and overweight compared oh, yeah. to his so, com competition. Yeah, yeah. so, so uh, impressive. Okay. And so, uh, yeah, you were pretty impressed by that. Impressive. He was just very consistent. If you look at right. the results of that class, they're all over the board. Like Vincent Way has a moto win, but he has a ninth. And Seth Dennis has a moto win, but he yeah. has a seventh. And yeah. it was, they were legit. And as much as this pains me, Paul, <laughs> Renthal.com, Paul Parabinos, Evan Ferry, sick all week. He went to the hospital at one point. Uh, he didn't perform. He, he didn't. Yeah, he, he, didn't, he didn't even race his last moto. Rough week. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he was. Uh, he was. It hurts in me, Paul. It he, hurts me. he was in contention for the B title going into the third moto. Yep. And yeah, that unraveled. I, I believe he crashed, maybe on the first lap or something. And and yeah, just uh, an underwhelming wink for sure for him. I would imagine. L like his dad, maybe Supercross only. Yeah, yeah. And, and yeah. I spoke to Timmy at length under the starting, um, you know, structure there, and I mentioned that I was like, well, you know. Timmy, the fairy bloodline, he's obviously going to be a Supercross guy. Yeah. yeah. And he yeah, was like, yeah, that. of course. Yeah. We all know this. Yeah, so we all know that. He right, understood. Right. Uh, I believe, I think Timmy's nickname was the King of Supercross, I think. think was, I think was, you guys beat this King of Supercross, or he did. Oh, yeah, no, we beat Handily. Him. Yeah, yeah. Many we, times. No, yeah, for especially sure. Especially at the LA Coliseum. Uh, Rentall.com, more titles than all the other brands combined in the uh, pro paddock, whether it's in the MXGP, whether it's up in Canada, whether it's in America. Uh, the best riders choose Rentall, whether it's a sprockets, chains, bars, grips, uh, Rentall.com, real cool uh, dealer, locator, part, and dealer uh, product stock uh, part as well. Uh, locator on the website. You can also check out the uh, the bar uh, bend on their website. Really cool, informative website, rentall.com. And uh, I was telling you, we, we've done a lot of giveaways over the years on the show. Yeah. And I don't know if there's been one that's more popular than those purple bars. The that limited edition purple bars, which, by the way, like, to me, in my opinion, you need to have a Cowie <laughs> and maybe a Honda to, to run them, to, in my opinion. I wouldn't put them on a Yamaha. And it didn't matter. 
It didn't matter for it our didn't. listeners. I was shocked. It didn't matter for a lot of p- things I Red, saw on social gas, media. Gas, it doesn't matter. Whatever. And it, w- and it was super funny that they but, they introduced the new KTM shortly after we did our purple bar launch, and the new KTMs had purple in the graphics. I was like, holy moly! Yeah, what a nice coincidence yeah. that is. So we are uh, we have more uh, fat bars and twin wall bars to give yeah, away purple I br- ones. I brought three more of each because yeah. they were so popular, and um, yeah, they were marketing samples and things that I was using for, and they're no longer need yeah. to be used and yeah and they're brand new so we got to figure out how we're going to give away six purple bars tonight too. yeah yeah we can do that we'll do an email thing uh you know what let's uh let's introduce the uh, minions while we can oh yeah um uh directing the show holding things down over there new segment i wasn't listening by travis marks what's up marks how are you hi what's going on rough start are we up or no yeah we're up i'm, <laughs> okay. not, I'm not very happy right oh. now but why what, yeah, what, the computer crashed my or? computer crashed yeah so. oh oh Okay, goddamn. Yeah, pretty much. All right. Well, sorry, I'm not more like full of energy, but turn, I'm pretty pissed off right now. Turn so. that frown upside down. You know what would help? What sushi? Well, we're getting we're sushi. getting it. Right. We're getting yeah. it. We're getting sushi See, tonight. Now, now I'm smiling. It's complete bullshit. Oh, I'm gonna never gonna good. financially recover from this. I appreciate the accommod- the the accommodations. You know, you you walk into this palace with high ceilings and such organization. Yeah, I I pulled out the. Uh, the room service menu and sushi was at the top okay, of it. Okay, so, all yeah, right, great. I'm excited about it. Uh, taking your phone calls over there, holding things down. Uh, he is uh, barely awake. Producer Pete, what's up, man? Can I request a new segment called Is the Show Almost Over? Sure, yeah, we can do that. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Let's do that. Okay, so he, here's what we're doing, Producer Pete. We're going to get you into the game early on the show. We're going to ah. get you in early. Okay. Yeah, you you want to get your stud going early, like you're talking. You're, it's football talk almost. We gotta. We're gonna okay. get him when some I targets. When I actually have energy is when you'll get me on. Then we're gonna get him involved. Seventh caller gets a pair of purple <laughs> uh, okay. rental bars. Is not where I thought you were going. Seventh with this, caller. So, okay. uh, uh, and ask if they want twin uh, fat bar or twin wall. Which one they want? And ideally, if they have a dirt bike, not just people trying to get. And, stuff. and they need a oversized bar mount as well. That's almost standard nowadays. I, well, we had a guy at KDX. Remember <laughs> KDX guy? Yeah, you'd be, I, I you'd know. be surprised at <laughs> what people have. Yeah. I, I am surprised. Seventh sometimes. caller, 702-586-PULP. And you producer Pete, I will be watching Consider it done. these seven lines. Don't cheat them. We just had them. one. Yeah, don't cheat I'm them. I'm going to announce it as it comes in. There's two. No, there's one. Nope, still. still just Sorry. one. People are going to stop calling. You can't say that. Two. It's all delayed. It's all good. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, seventh caller. You wins a it. set of purple Renthal limited edition bars. Uh, Jason Wygant coming right up here on the show as well. Uh, thanks to the folks at Firepower. Uh, great chains, great batteries. Uh, Firepower Honda guys, uh, also a big part of um, of everything that's going on in sport right now. They got a World Supercross team. They got a, a, a Supercross Motocross. They had a Max Anstey at some nationals this year. Firepowerparts.com. They got chains made in Japan, featherweight lithium batteries as well. You can get more power and supreme reliability by choosing Firepower, firepowerparts.com. Check them out at your local dealer. Go to uh, firepowerparts.com and check it out. Next year, Dean Wilson will be over there from what we hear. Uh, you know anything about that? Really? Yeah. I don't. Okay. I, I, that's news to mm-hmm. me. <clears throat> Firepower Honda, check them out. Thanks to FirepowerParts.com for bringing us uh, Paul Parabinos. It's it was such a like. Look, you know this amateur stuff better than I do, right? You're you're more plugged in than I do. But it's, I mean, and I'll, I'll maybe get Weege into this question too. Uh, um, Martinez, Alessi, uh, Jimmy Albertson, Heath Harrison. These are guys whose pro careers are done, yeah. and they're back at the ranch and they're beating these kids. 
not all of them and not all the time, but certainly, you know, some pretty impressive showings against most of these kids. Is that good or bad? Like, where is it? What's your impression of that kind of stuff? To me, when a, and no offense to Cole Martinez, but when a guy who was a top 10 250 supercross rider, now off-road, goes back to the ranch and runs with Ryder D, <clears throat> who I think has a great future. Don't get yeah, me wrong. Yeah, yeah. He's got a great future. But when he runs with Ryder D and beats him, I, I kind of go, I kind of say, hey, hey, all of you amateur motocross people just <clears throat> beaten off over the amateur races. Calm down, because here's a professional. Yeah. I, you I, said yourself, 25 I, minutes. Right? I don't know. It's it's right. It's our sports changing and evolving, right? I mean, we have guys going longer as professionals, too. Like, the older guys are beating up a lot of the young pros, yep. too. Yeah, we got a, uh, we got a top 29-year-old Eli Tomac. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. Um, I, we have training facilities all over the country now. Is it is it more of that route that's – is the amateur class – Is it hurting slow, them? Is it hurting the amateurs? Is it – all these top amateurs are only riding a 250 anymore. They're not riding the big bike as well either. Like they're not. I I don't know. Yeah. I don't know how it's how we've evolved to get here, but it's it's present. It's truth. Like the older yep. guys are, the old dogs are still. And, and look, it, and pretty damn good. Everything goes in what ebbs and flows. So <laughs> yep. I'm not ready to be like make a, a a judgment on. But this was a weird year. It was in yeah. my mind. Ryder D and these other guys, Gavin Towers. They should be working these older guys that show up at the ranch with. Yeah, 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 and maybe that's again. And then I mean, Chris Kiefer's getting beat by some guy, you know, Mike Brown. I mean, right. no, I'm kidding on that, but yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, no, I know what you mean. Yeah. Like, and 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 I, I don't know if there's a one answer to it. Like, it's got to be a cum- culmination of things, and it's just society and culture. Uh, I mean, we're talking. It's a it's a whole different world now, and it's like a lot of these older guys keep showing. Up. Like Weege mentioned on his Weege show, it hasn't really happened before. Emig was yeah. the last guy to come yeah. back to the ranch and race like a be an older guy and come race back and race and, and actually won. beat him. Yeah, but won. that was Jeff Emig, like yeah. national champion Jeff Emig. Right. I was a pro that year. Yeah, he no came offense back, to he Heath Harrison. Us. No offense to Heath Harrison and Cole Martinez, but yeah. they're not Jeff Emig. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. I mean, I vividly remember remember hole shotting and leading a moto at Loretta's and Emig passed me, and then Brian Gray passed me, and then Richie Owens passed me. Okay, yeah, and I, yeah. I faded. <laughs> I faded. But anyway, Emig won that year, and yeah. Brian Gray was the next big like pro guy to leave there, and he his last Loretta's. Emig smoked him. Emig took the trophies from him. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we got our winner, by the way. We got our winner. Jordan won a pair of uh, fat bars uh, from the Renthal guys. We'll, we'll have more contests. We'll do some social media stuff. A cloth pad as well. We got to do some. We of have those. lots of cloth pads. Yeah. And, and this is like, these are the early samples. They're still not in stock and not going to be oh. in stock for a little bit. Oh. This is like this is we're rare. giving the pulp fans a way big nice. earlier shot nice. here I like because. It. You've been yelling and screaming about them for oh, a while. So. I've been on you for cloth pads for two years. Yeah, so yeah. we're we're actually going to collect a lot of content with Doc Wobb over at the um, yep. Vet Motocross of Nations. Yep. He's going to have all these uh, cloth pads and all the colors on all his bikes with all his riders. He's going to get us a lot, of a, con- a lot of content, and we're going to kind of share that with all our distributors and customers on our social media um, platforms and kind of launch it just that way. And that's yeah. at that same time, product will finally be shipping to distributors. Right. Um, we have the Parts Unlimited show next week. I'll be showing them there. So, um, yeah, okay. they're coming. Uh, uh, back to Loretta's, and we got we got Super Motocross to talk about. I, I hate that name. Prater was said he loves the name Dave Prater. I, I, said that, <laughs> I don't like that name, Dave. But anyways, uh, we got Super Motocross to talk about. Jason Thomas just got back from Sweden, so when he comes on, we'll talk about that. And then, of course, World Supercross as well. Um, so, look, I'm not judging the amateurs from a week at Loretta's, right? Like, right. I think Hymas will be fine, and Ryder D will be fine, but... Can, you know, um, okay, Jet's not really a USA amateur product, right? He's come from Europe. Jet Lawrence, yeah. Jet Lawrence, yeah. Yep. He's, you know, um, uh, 
Romano, uh, Fry, uh, Thrasher, um, Kitchen, Kit, Kitchen. Uh, what, uh, do, what are uh, we naming? Uh, uh, we're naming uh, like um, Horizon Winners. Or yeah, yeah, yes, yes. Canard, uh, Bogle. No, no, not oh, back those. Okay. I, I, the most recent ones. Okay. Um, and again, like, uh, uh, why am I hell? Am I blanking on the other star kid, Romano and LeBlanc? LeBlanc, thank you. <clears throat> so LeBlanc, Romano, yep. Kitchen, um, Pierce Brown. Yep. The, the the recent crop of kids. Yes. Fry, Cantrell. I'm not judging them because it's too early. Like they just started racing. Lots can happen. But are we in a down cycle a little bit for American motocross stars? Are we a little bit of, you know, down on some of the kids coming up? And, and we can get into the facilities and, you know, reasons why. But I don't see, like, okay, Kitchen won a moto. Good. Got second another one. Good. You know, Kitchen probably stands above the other kids. Yeah. Pierce Brown and, and, and Volin and, you know. Volin is a little special case because he's – no one really thought he was ready anyways. Mm-hmm. But anyways, are we in a down period for American motocross kids? Like, I mean, well, not, well, I think know. what you're saying is the trend or the especially over the last however many years seems that the amateurs aren't taking to the pro step as good as they used to. And then right? we see a Martinez come in and, yeah. you know, so, yeah, are we are we just in a lull period here? I mean, maybe a little bit. I, it, it, that's that's a hard question to answer. Um I mean, we're, the step to becoming a professional is, is, I think, harder than it's ever been because we have guys staying in the classes longer. We have guys racing longer, like especially since the Supercross like 250 advancement rule changed, and now guys are staying in that class longer. Mm-hmm. It's harder for these amateurs to make the jump. Um, and, yeah, I go back to what we said earlier. I, as far as, like, our amateur system, maybe it is it, – it, it needs revision, but I think we're getting that revision, yeah. right? Like they're making uh, the motos longer. We're doing supercross yeah, fusions. Yeah, we're doing yeah. combines. Yeah, they're trying. They're so trying. like, yeah. Like, I guess we got so spoiled from Kennard and Bogle and Eli, yeah. and, you know, and, and go on, go on, right? I think yeah, these a super bunch talents, right? They, yeah. they come in and they're just like top three. Dino, Baggett. Yep. You know, I consider Dino USA an amateur guy. Yeah, he was. Um, yeah. um, you know, so. It didn't take long for these kids to get up in the top three. I know. Or win. Yeah. And I don't see – like, look, I'm not writing off Romano and LeBlanc, but I don't see – I don't see even that many top tens. Yeah. I'm not not saying they got to be winning. I don't even see top tens right now. So what are you thinking? It's just the current way of the amateur system, which which hasn't changed much either. It's no different than when those guys were doing it. You know, when Izzy and Stroop and those guys, what happened? I feel like it's just ebbs and flows, right? Like yeah, I, and I, we're just we're in a down yeah. period. We'll go up, you know. Uh, I don't know. Like I wonder if this is a bigger indicator of anything, or if it's just hard to say. Because That's... to me, to me, and again, no offense to Cole Martinez, who's going to come on tonight and did a great job. Ryder D should work Cole Martinez because Ryder yeah. D is not getting Cole Martinez's 250 Supercross results when he turns pro. I don't believe. No, I wouldn't think he would either. I would think Ryder he's will be the better Supercross rider, obviously. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? And Cole was top ten on a. He never really had a factory ride. He never, was on B yeah. teams. Yeah. But to me, Ryder D should be like working Cole Martinez, and he didn't. Yeah, I don't and, know, man. It's and just Hymas, it's, right. It's like, got to be yeah. a product of just society and how kids. I mean, it's obviously kids grow up differently than they did ten years ago. It's a different place, a different world, and um, maybe there's tendencies there or, or distractions that are that are. L- l- 
limiting our guys yeah. in, in a certain way. Yeah. I don't know, man. Yeah. That's a that's a tough one to answer. And, and we'll know. we'll need to know a few more years. And you yeah, know, but that's you why know. I mean I think when we always bench race about amateurs, we're trying to look deep in to see who that next one is coming that can be that pro, right? Because no like, offense to you, Paul, but you've had some misses. Oh with, yeah, with, with I have because good. I'm always trying to think of it too. Like right, like like how Dean came in and how Stu came in and Ricky. Like we're always trying to look to see it, can we get another one of them because that's exciting for our sport. Another well, talent. Tomac, another Tomac's the last. Yeah. one maybe. Let's chase. You know, I like think, the big the big yeah. fan of our sport. Who right. can carry our sport? Right. Who's going to be that guy that has the the whole package? Like the yeah. you know the attitude and the personality and the marketability and the talent and the speed and the work ethic. Like. So we're always looking for that guy. And yeah, like you all you can do is pick from the crop that's coming yeah. through and say and kind of s- see what you see and see, "Oh, I think he's going to yeah. be the good yeah, bro." Yeah. You know? uh, and you know what? And look, Sexton was good, but he wasn't amazing. He lucked into the let's face it, Forkner was faster and broke his tore his yeah. knee up and Sexton got that title. <clears throat> and then he won one Moto 250s, right? One Moto in his career in 250 motocross. Saddled with maybe not the best bike, but he can overcome that. And then he blossomed, and he's yeah. one of the top five riders in the world right now. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? I, so there is that. Like, I, I remember sitting in Mitch's office after their last year at Loretta's chasing, chasing, uh, chasing Austin. I think it was 2015. And I told Mitch, I was like, I, th- I think Chase is going to be the better professional because he was always coming from the back, and Mitch was like, well, I hope not. Austin's our guy. Yeah, yeah. Right? Yeah. Um, so, yeah, like sometimes you – again, that's kind of what I see in Braswell. I think the – the 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 changes of being a professional racing every single weekend racing tougher guys more aggressive guys fitter guys you can you try to look for those qualities in an amateur that he'll have um to be successful in the pro ranks and i do think that about caden braswell i think he'll be a better professional than yeah. I, than he was an amateur right okay uh jason wygant coming up here i want to thank the folks at michelin our guy randy was down there at the ranch yeah i know continuity i saw him a couple for times your citizen yeah he's always on the run He's marketing. I bet you teen-year citizen's bank account got drained quite a bit because I believe he had to pay Brownie and Kiefer. And what was he paying him? With, with sticker bonuses, I think. Like how much money are we talking I have here? no idea. Oh. I think it was $222. A, a moto win or a title? or I think a title. Oh. Yeah. So he's out $444? If not, more. <laughs> uh, Michelinman.com slash forward slash motorcycle to learn more about the complete offering of Michelin motorcycle tires. The Starcross 6s are out. Motorsport.com's got them. Thanks to Michelin Silica Technology, the Michelin Starcross 6 tire range, 11% more durability. You would like that. Like, not 10, 11. That's something you would like. You think? Well, just that they measured it and they came up with 11. Oh, it's scientific. Right. It's like, not marketing. Yeah, it's, yeah. Yeah, like, yeah. It's like <laughs> 19% more traction when worn in comparison to the They're previous generation. They're doing some calculations. 16% more traction when new. How do you measure that? Well, this is Michelin, Paul. They have Let's super talk. scientists okay. going on. Probably Bernard. I would love to hear A it. A guy named Bernard probably did it. <laughs> Uh, Designed to win the new Michelin Starcross 6 tire range. Uh, thanks to these guys for coming on board. They got a lot of different uh, versions, six of them to be specific. Sand, mud, medium, soft, medium, hard, and hard versions with a naming designation corresponding to the type of terrains and conditions. Starcross 6. Go on and check it out. Thanks to uh, those guys for coming on. Uh, before Wygant gets on, let's get some calls here. Spencer, what's up, man? Okay, Steve. How can uh, Racer TV present Loretta Lynn all week long and Mass TV can't get it right for four hours on Saturday? <laughs> That's a great question. And even Flo. Flo didn't get it right at Washougal, right? Yeah, uh, I'm, I agree, but it's just it's kind of funny. Not really, because uh, 
Well, I'm guessing, Marks, Marks, like in all seriousness to Spencer's question, would streaming the race on an app be different from streaming yes. the race on a uh, yes. on a laptop? The answer is... Because there's no app for MMX Sports. It's just... Right. It's just straight to YouTube. So that eliminates the need for servers or, or you know, creating your own infrastructure to, right. to stream that stuff. All you got to do is plug into YouTube and send it. And that makes uh, that makes things about 100 times easier, if so, not more. So, 100 Spencer, times. 100 yeah. times easier. Well, what can you do to make that happen? What can I do? Or Mark's? Yeah. I'm out. Either one of you, because <laughs> this is ridiculous, man. I'll a lot of money and a lot of people. Yeah, I mean, well, I, how does it get done for Loretta's? I mean, it's well, we just told you. We just Spencer. We literally just broke it down for you a hundred times easier. Okay. Well. Yeah. Anyways, it's worth a shot. It's just frustrating knowing that Flow got 150 bucks and it hardly works. And Mass TV. Why did they get 150? That it's like seven bucks a month. Yeah. No, they. I did not get an option. For monthly or yearly, it was like I purchased it on my phone. Spencer, call like 150 bucks. Email them back and be like, "Hey man, I want the 699 option. They'll they'll fix it for you." Okay. Yeah. They will fix it. Yeah, Yeah. they'll fix it, and then you'll just pay seven bucks for the two months, and then you can cancel. Okay. All right. right. That'll work. I'm disappointed. I get a pair of twin walls though. Oh, he's going for twin walls because he's so disappointed. Oh, is he? TV coverage. So. Yeah, I'm going that route. I'm yeah. just kidding. But yeah. All right. Thanks, Spencer. Thanks for taking the call. Thanks, man. Thanks. Appreciate it. Thank you. Spencer gets the new segment. Spencer wasn't listening. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Wysco Pistons. Paul, do you know Wysco has been manufacturing pistons right in the USA for 80, 80 years? I learned it from you. Did you know that uh, A. A. Ray and Cade are Wysco athletes, along with Troll and no, Phil? I didn't, I didn't know that. Oh, yeah. Uh, whether you ride a two-stroke or four-stroke, Wysco is a variety of pistons from reliable forge replacements to the Performance Focus Racer Elite Series. If you're in the market for a piston uh, or if you're in the market for a uh, uh, Garage Buddy Rebuild Kit, clutch and valve cleaning components, there's a code on pulpamexshow.com underneath the Wysco logo to save from the folks at Wysco. Thank you to those guys for coming on board. Wysco bringing you our first guest of the night. This man was a voice of Loretta Lynn's all week long, and he's doing it injured, an ACL that's hanging on by a thread. It's Jason Wygand. What's up, Weege? Yeah. Oh, boy. <laughs> uh, what, what's up, Weege? Yeah, it's blown out, dude. And I'll be honest, I wish I could say that announcing all day really kills your voice, but I have to say the nightlife does a lot more damage That's what, than the actual announcing. So Weege told me this story in the in the booth. He's like, I yep. was like, how's your voice hanging? hanging? Like, it's Thursday. Yeah. And he's like, oh, well, I've skipped a few nights at the beer tent, so I'm doing pretty good. But it sounds yeah. like you fell off the wagon <laughs> on Friday and Saturday. I had a nice couple of years of uh, maturity down there, uh, but this was not one of them. And I have to say, I had a really good time. So, no regrets, everybody. <laughs> not a single letter. Uh, all right. So, and the, the Twitter world wants to know what's up with the brace. You were seen with the brace on. You were seen with the brace off. I was getting DMs uh, from the nightlife part of Loretta's with the brace <laughs> back on. Like, yeah. what is going on here with the brace? <laughs> what's, what's the story? Are you okay? Are you recovered? What, what, what's happening? Okay, so uh, I, I don't feel like I need the brace at all. Uh, I move around and walk around all day in my house fine just without it. Um, but the story with ACLs allegedly is around the three-month mark, you feel great, but you're actually at your most susceptible uh, to retearing it. Your, your muscles and your coordination and all that stuff has come back, but the actual surgical ACL itself is very weak. So the doctor's like, I don't care how you feel. You're actually more susceptible now than ever, so wear the darn thing. But I got so beat down 
by you heathens that my mental health was suffering more than my actual physical health. So because of you guys and your peer pressure, I took it off. While Rhino was there counseling everybody on mental health, you could have talked to him <laughs> about your mental well, health. what would his recommendation have been? Uh, for sure. <laughs> he would have told Get you to. Get rid of the thing. Yeah. yeah. Um, but uh, I felt like I had beat the path from the announcer's tower to the podium enough to know that I wasn't going to have any problems. But once the nightlife kicked in, I was like, you know, this we're in an uncomfortable, unpredictable world here. Uh, I'm walking across the groom racetrack in the middle of the night when it's like eight inches deep, tilled up, and I don't know where I'm going, et cetera, et cetera. So I just thought that was a safe route. You're walking across the track in the middle of the night? Well... The shortest distance between where I started one night and, and where the, um, the the tent was was to go across the track. It was the shortest <laughs> oh distance. God. It was a straight line. And I'm like, the straight line is right through the racetrack, so let's go from the verb tent yeah. to okay. the other tent. Weege is maybe the only human I've never seen in a golf cart at Loretta's. Oh, really? He walks. Yeah, he walks? He, yeah. I've never yeah, seen yeah. him in a, any, any sort of no. vehicle. He's, he's always walking. He's got his GoPro no. and he's walking and talking. Yeah. Yeah. No, I don't. Who, where do these golf carts? How do I get one of these golf carts? <laughs> Highfalutin golf carts. Um, yeah, couple things. Uh, should the Horizon Award winner gone to Mike Brown? Six moto wins. <laughs> I like that I guy. You. I like his pro chances. Honestly, with Brownie, uh, I would too. I mean, if you sell, if you said Brownie was showing up for Buds or Unadilla or Ironman, would you count him out of doing something impressive? No, no. no did, would that, you think he'd did, do better than the other amateurs that race? Did our guy Kiefer have anything for him at any point? No. No. Really? Not even remotely. Okay. There not was, even remotely. <laughs> not even remotely. Uh, it was four, about four seconds a lap. However, there was a brief hashtag never change problem with the transponders in the first moto. And for one second... I thought Brownie had crashed, and Kiefer came around number one on the transponder screen. <laughs> oh, okay. All right. And I thought it had happened, and our buddy Randy Richardson was at the base of the tower watching closely because they're both senior citizen athletes. They are, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. yep. And I'm like, oh, my God, oh, my God, Kiefer's in the lead. And he's like, what? I'm like, he took the lead, man. I don't know what happened, but he took the lead. Brownie had a 328 lap. Must have been a disaster. <laughs> <laughs> and then the next lap, Brownie had a 128 lap and was back in the lead. Now look, oh, wow. So, That's fastest of the week, I think. Look, uh, I, I, <laughs> saw, I saw Kiefer beat Brownie straight up, World Vets, last year. Oh, yeah. That's, that's GH, okay. And Brownie was claiming not much practice, you know, the blah, blah, blah. But Kiefer, Kiefer worked them. And now they go to Brownie's yeah. territory, and Brownie worked Kiefer. So we got to well, meet in the middle. Well, he said on the podium. He said, this is Brownie's GH. I can't beat him here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah it no. was well said. Yeah, no, absolutely right. Yeah, this is Brownie's GH. Yeah, he, but, he's good. Uh, Weege, a little bit of a weird year. Paul and I were talking before you got on. Like, Hymas, Ryder D, uh, a bit of off weeks, right? Hymas more so than Ryder D. Uh, Cole Martinez wins two titles. Um and no offense to Cole, but like a little weird year, Loretta's, it seems like. Like Braswell wins the Horizon thing, and Paul said he's got no direct path to a pro ride. Just a weird yep. Loretta's. Uh, not a little weird. I'd say a lot weird. Um, the the Hymas thing is beyond bizarre. I couldn't make any sense out of it. And, Paul, you were probably the same thing. All week you're waiting for the leaking of the, well, he actually is riding with a broken wrist or something, or he has COVID. You're just waiting for it. And usually, I mean, it feels like you're there a month. Like, the stories just continue and build <laughs> as the week goes on. And it never came out. Like, he just continued to not ride well. He had some motos where he had bad starts. And you're like, ah, oh, okay, I guess that's it. But then he started getting good starts. 
and he would be good for 10, 8, 10, 12 minutes. And then it was almost inevitable. Like, by the end of the week, you just knew it wasn't going to happen. Yeah, yeah. You just knew, like, yeah, he's in third, but they're going to get him. I don't understand. And there's a million theories. You know, the first thing you hear is like, oh, he already knows he's got a ride, so it doesn't matter. And I'm like, yeah, but I've seen the guys with the guaranteed rides ride their balls off to win anyway. Like, they only know one way. It's not like Kitchen. Kitchen and, and Hymas went to war last year to win those titles. And Kitchen yeah. didn't have to win Loretta's. Right. Paul, you've seen it. Like, yeah. there's plenty of kids that guaranteed rides. They yep. still want to kick everybody's butt. Yeah, he, yeah. he simply, yeah. like we spoke about it earlier, he, you know, and I, I'm close to it a little bit, right? I sponsor him, and I'm very yeah. close with Jake, who trains him, and yeah. it just snowballed wrong, the wrong way. Like, you start chasing bike setup, and you're, you're mentally kind of just lost it, and you're getting arm pump, and it was just a shit week, and the only thing yep. I could tell him was, like, hey, like, you've you've done enough here at this place to earn the next level, so just... All you can do is go be better at the next level because he just had an awful week, an off week, and that's it. It was an off week. Yeah, I don't think he was mailing it in like he didn't care. No, I don't, I I don't think you yeah. guys have that in them. Another thing, I, I'd even heard this. Like, okay, the track, we all know the ranch had to be rebuilt, the structures themselves. Um, but Jeff Russell, the track builder, I mean, he told me that when they got there, the track was just covered in gravel. Yeah. So they had to, the jump shapes were kind of there, but all the dirt they had to redo. So some pe- a lot of riders told me it seemed harder and more slick on the base than before. Uh, and things like that. So I'm like, okay, maybe everybody had their Loretta set up, and it was way, way, way off. But the track guys were like, we don't think it was that different. Right. And so they didn't think it was any more. You can't make the same track identical year to year just due to weather. They didn't feel like it was mm-hmm. much, much more different than it would be, you know, any year to year change. So, but maybe that was it. Yeah, I mean, I I heard from a lot of people that the base was much, much harder. I think the Dunlop yep. guy told me that about maybe 15 wheels had been broken on that big jump into the yeah. into the sweeper yeah, because that, that base yeah. right there was way harder than it had ever been. Yep. Um, I think we saw less scoops on the track. And, yep. and yeah, so, you know, I think it was a much different Loretta's, and maybe that was something to do with all the weirdo results because I think that people did show up and it was a little more odd yeah. than yeah. they remembered. Uh, props to Cole Martinez, huh, Weege? That's really cool. Oh, yeah. yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, it's it's a all-time memorable thing. Now, look, I, I don't want to take anything from Ryder D. Like, I think if the ball bounces the right way, Ryder D. actually ends up winning both titles, and then the world looks totally normal. Yeah. Like, he he was getting it under control. Oh, another thing that's changed is uh, they run 25-minute motos now. Yeah, Paul mentioned that, yeah. Yeah, and I didn't think, like, like ah, it's still the longest amateur race. It was the longest amateur race. It's still the longest amateur race. I didn't really think it would make that much of a difference. Oh, it did, but yeah. I, it did, because you could see how... You're kind of waiting at times for Ryder to just, you know, just pull the pin and just like, like, well, why is he not just destroying these guys? But I think they all had to conserve energy at some point. They couldn't just sprint. And the difference between 20 and 25, I guess, is that. So there was a moto, and Paul, you probably saw where Ryder was just cruising in second behind Hawkins and he wasn't catching him. And then Broswell started rolling up on him. And you're like, what is going on? And then it was like, Ryder's like, okay, now I better know. And he, and he beat them, and he won. So I'm like, okay, there's a level of management. You can't just go three seconds lap faster than everyone the entire race. You have to manage it. And I think he was on his way to doing that. He probably would have still squeaked out that title if his bike didn't break. Although Broswell caught him and passed him in the last moto, I think he still would have got second, which is all he needed to do. And then he blew the start in the last moto. So take away the one blown start and the one blown engine. Maybe he ends up winning both titles in the Horizon Award, and it seems normal. Maybe it's just two right. minor things yeah, yeah. that made the whole thing look weird. 
Yeah, um, I agree. I agree with yeah. that. Yeah. Uh, White Skull Pistons. He was really good. He wasn't dominant, dominant, but he was still really good. White yeah. Skull Pistons bringing you Jason Wygant on the uh, Pulp Show. I said the same thing to Steve earlier. Like to yeah. me, to me, I, I really loved seeing the twenty-five minute thing because that is where you're really starting to see uh, what it's going to take to be a professional to ha- and who has it. And to me, it was Cole Martinez, Ryder, and Braswell were the ones that could go their speed all 25 minutes. Those were the three, I think, that could do it every time. Yeah, and if the goal is, the goal here is like the teams keep saying, like, we want a more realistic scouting. Maybe what we've just discovered here is that Braswell is better than we thought when you get a chance to do these long motos, yeah. um, which he never had a chance to show that off before, so he wasn't really considered that great of a prospect. But now that he's long motos, I mean, dude, he was just a machine. He would take three or four laps, he would wait, then he'd get going, and then no one could do anything with him. So the biggest surprise of the free, week was yeah. Broswell? Like, I, I, I th- totally. Yeah, for me, yeah. For, for, yeah. Me, yeah, yeah. for sure. Yeah. And, and, you know, to speak about the 25 minutes thing, they started doing this at Freestone a few years ago for the A-class, and it's become a really good... Um, a really good gauge again that race because that's a that's a damn near a damn rough track a proper national 25 minutes or they or they go 20 plus two or something it's a it's a pretty long race and that's where you we first got to see kitchen and hymas yeah. they're in shape they're in shape and right. and yeah you learn a lot from, from that extra five minutes that they had like so we said. i got a text from a former pro that said deegan's bike got claimed you you <laughs> confirm this on a text but then it didn't get claimed and what happened yeah. how, how does that not Go on. And then I found out from another person that for the last moto, Deacon put in a different motor in Hayden's bike, maybe because they were scared of getting it claimed? Uh, well, okay. Yeah, let me okay. unpack all this. Yes, it's please very do. complicated. Yeah. Very complicated. And I think it's very fitting. Like, we know this is going to be Deacon's last amateur race. So, yeah. What? 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 Oh. <laughs> oh, so you cut me off there. We know it's going to be Deacon's last uh, amateur race, so... Why not go out with a little amateur-level drama and controversy? Um, there is a claiming rule, yeah. and it's, uh, I believe for the Reds, it's double the MSRP yeah, of right. a bike. And the reason that rule is there is to discourage you from running a pro works bike or a super expensive bike uh, at Loretta's. It's an easy way to level the playing field. Don't build a bike that costs more than $18,000 because anyone on the line has the right to buy it from you for $18,000. So if you want to build a $40,000 works bike that's got secrets in it, be aware that anyone can take it, and this this rule is there for that reason. Um, and I was told by the Team Green guys that, like, for example, DeFrancesco just rides an off-the-shelf pro-circuit bike that anyone could buy. I'm sure it costs more than eighteen grand, but it doesn't have any secrets in it right? Yep. that they wouldn't sell to the public. Yeah, I like right. the rule. So, I like the rule. Yeah, I think it's good. It's been yeah. there for a while, right. and that's right. even yep. changed. Like, it didn't used to be double MSRP. Years right. ago, it was a percentage on top of MSRP, yeah. but they've right. adjusted it. Yeah, good rule. Yeah, I heard for, I think it's still at an amateur race, yeah, uh, MSRP plus 30%, but now, for, I think for Loretta's, they gave him a little wiggle room, went to double MSRP. Mm. But anyway, we all know $18,000 for any of those good bikes is a freaking bargain, right? So, eight-kit suspension alone and a motor package, even if it's not works. Anyway, yeah, so someone in uh, Deegan's class claimed the bike. Now, I heard many rumors as to why. Um, the kid actually said himself that he wanted to do a YouTube video with Deegan's bike. <laughs> Sweet. Um, That's awesome. <laughs> yeah, which, I don't know, not a bad idea. Uh, some were suspicious that his, the kid's engine builder um, had the kid do it for him so he could break the See engine it. down and then essentially sell a Deegan spec star motor, which, again, at $18,000, that's a great investment. Um, but what I think the problem these days is uh, ECUs. Like, I'm sure in the two-stroke days, what would you get? A look at the porting? 
maybe the transmission, the yeah, carb. You could well, measure the transfer ports and the heights. Yeah, you could. Yeah. yeah, but I think ECUs are the scary part. Um, what is in these ECUs? A, can you even access it? Because the Cowboy guys are telling me they believe theirs are so password protected that you couldn't even access it. And if you can't access the ECU, none of the rest of it even matters. Yep. Um, needless to say, I think Star was very worried. I don't think Deegan maybe has the exact, say, Justin Cooper Pro Race engine, but it must be close. You know, some of their ECU tricks, I'm sure, are in there. So what happened? So I don't think they were... What? So, like, what happened? Like, okay, so someone claimed it. Why did it, it go away? Yeah. Well, here's the thing. So the rule is that you immediately have to turn the bike over. However, Deegan did have another moto on that bike scheduled for that day. So because of that, he got to keep the bike until the end of his final moto. Uh, and I mean, so that's, impounded that's it. not a rule? Like, they could take it from you after your second moto? That seems weird. Like, Yeah, I guess the way the rule is, is, like, you get it when the person is done with their schedule. Okay. Because yeah. here's what you could do. If you did that, you would just do it at the end of the first moto and just ruin the guy's week. And be of like, course. Uh-huh. Yeah, you yeah, only checked one course. bike, and you're not allowed to race yeah. now. Yeah, yeah. So, but, yeah. Okay, so like, they let him still, ride the third moto. You should be able to claim it after the third moto, though, and they should, so, okay, they should so tag the bike I to where nothing No, no, no. He, they did it after the third moto of his one class. But yeah, he still had, had schoolboy two. But now I heard class. he put another motor in. Well, yeah, so... If that's the case, they should be tagging these things so that can't happen. Well, they did. So they told Star... Now, Star, I'm sure, is claiming we need another motor because we just, for durability purposes, it's timed out. Yeah. Now, sure. Right. they might have been like, swap a stock motor in there. Uh, so what I believe they were going to do is uh, tag it. Well, we'll ta- we're going to tag the ECU and the case and cylinder and everything. And when that third motor is over, you have to put the tag motor back in. Like, do not okay. swap. Yeah. The motor he bought is the motor he gets. Um, but the only difference was they basically had... 18 hours or something between this claim and impounding it and when Deegan's final moto would run. And somewhere along the way, like four hours after the kid claimed it, he basically came back and said, I don't want to do it anymore. And no one knows exactly why. He had a change of heart. Someone convinced him to have a change of heart. Um, amateur racing, everybody. Catch the fever. <laughs> yeah, it is. It is. Exactly. It's amateur Good racing. God. It's amateur Good racing. God. Yeah. And yeah. Tim Cotter, I talked to Tim Cotter about it today, and he's like, even I told the kid, like, no, I want you to be clear. Like, we have not pressured you in any way. You, you have not. You have to tell us that you have not been pressured by anybody. Like, you can't threaten to beat people up. Yeah. So okay. So the kid said so the kid I wasn't said pressured. No. Okay. The kid said no. Yes. And supposedly the kid had a sponsor that told him, like, you know, this is not a good way to go about racing in your career. So I don't know if it's just that or something else. I think it's. But, I think yeah. it's fantastic. I would claim that bike if I was rich and a ma- amateur dad and i would laugh about it and race it the next year and i i wouldn't yeah. if my kid was good enough kawasaki's not going to go hey man you claim deegan's bike we're not giving you a ride no no if you are good enough you'll still get a ride you're not going to get blackballed for claiming a bike under the rules well as we, long as we, you're really good i mean we all know yeah yeah we, we are serial killers if you're fast right we, that's what i'm saying yeah if you're a serial killer you'll get a ride if you're fast this this has happened before at loretta's when like a, a claiming story right and i think the way around it in the past was that the bike that was being claimed that rider would essentially uh get sponsors to approach other riders and provide them the money to also bid for the claim right or put money yeah, in for the claim so you can make multiple claims yeah so yeah. essentially like okay well we had this one guy rider who claimed the bike now all of a sudden we have these 10 other riders that want to claim the bike we have yep. to put all their names yeah. into a hat and pull one out yep yep i yeah, believe that's I how remember. it was how it was done in the past to go around that it was, yeah, like, because it decreased, the, then it becomes a lottery. It's yeah. a lottery, yeah. so at least you're like, well, we got a 9 in 10 chance to get right. it. Yeah, right, right. Yeah. yeah. No, I believe, I heard, um, 
I was talking to people. Carmichael came back and raced uh, 25 plus years ago, and I actually. Knowing Carmichael through this, I don't think he brings a works bike. He always told me that he tried to keep his bikes pretty stock as he gets older because it actually forces him to ride a little slower and safer. Um, but I think they were expecting this to happen, uh, thinking he had the trickiest testing Suzuki ever. Right. Um, so then I think they figured, oh, we're going to get these counterclaims to make the odds. Yeah, 10 people are going to bid. So I believe there's a rule, I don't know how you enforce this, that says you can't do things to try to claim the bike back to yourself. Uh, how you would know yeah. that all nine yeah, claims are on behalf know. of the original rider. I don't know. Right. Right. Uh, but they're trying to prevent that um, from happening. But, yeah, I don't know what you're supposed to do. The rule sounds dumb, but if you really think about it, it's, no, it's not important. actually a bad rule. It's a good rule, yeah. And yeah, it's, just, no, it's I, just when someone actually tries to do it and you try yeah. to fight it, that's when it gets odd. Maybe. And, and of course, it's Deegan, right? They, they, can't, they can't get away from this stuff. Like, they can't. Brian and the family... Yeah. Whatever you want to say about them, the kids ultra fast, but this is the this follows them around. Yeah, they well, they are a talking point always. So. Right, right. They are, right. but I don't know how much is that. Is this just go with like you said? It's amateur racing, and then the drama just always goes to the biggest. Yeah. Name like I don't know if the Deegans yeah. are bringing this particular thing on themselves. No, they obviously this has nothing to do with them. No, like, no, no. Just, but it's just. But, uh, but yeah, no. Yeah. I, there's always news around him. He's like, he, dude, he's a big deal. He's got, yeah. uh, you know, what about yeah. his YouTube following, and, right. and he's a big, big deal. Right. But he's good too. Oh, like yeah. rightfully so. You're going to be talked about more if you're yeah. fast as shit. Yep. Yep. No, for sure. Yeah. Uh, uh, did you get a chance? Claim and the claim is gone. That's did, it. Did you get a chance? Oh, and also too. It took six days, but Alessi went Alessi. You were waiting for it. You were rubbing your hands together. Something was going to happen. Everything was kind of normal, but nope. He lost his gate pick because he roosted the shit weed out of his line or something. Yeah, so uh, I think the problem everybody was struggling with was with the scoop tire versus the regular tire. I guess the scoop is obviously good down the start straight, which is sandy, mm -hmm. yep. but the behind the gate was rock hard. Yeah. So you were... Ah, oh, man, I got this hard dirt and this soft dirt. And then I guess they, that was the first moto of the morning, and it was uh, apparently super wet down there. Um, so I guess Alessi came in, turned his bike around backwards, and just started doing burnouts <laughs> to kind of rough up the dirt and spit the mud yeah. and water out right. over the front of the start gate. Can't do that. Just so he can't. goes and does his parade lap, and he pulls in, and they said, no, 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 no. Go to the outside gate. You can't. So, yes, yep. they had to reinvent a new way to get hole shots. Yep. Just yeah, they, they, they can't. Always. Look, it's not a blatant cheating. It's nothing like that. No. I'm, not, I'm not calling it that. But you, you just – this is the shit that happens to Michael Essie. This is what happens. Um, just thinking and trying, like, just trying so hard. Like, got to take that last inch to get hole shots. I also uh, – Heath Harrison, a buddy of ours – uh, his oh, starts were on gosh. point all day. He showed a video where he basically ripped the gate out and <laughs> kept going. And on his social media, he said, we had some bad luck with getting docked a lap. <laughs> that, that, Heath, Heath, my man, that is not bad luck. They red flagged that race you, and restarted it. You dropped the clutch at three. And went. So, so given the penalty that he just gave Mike, they red flagged yeah. that this that race and restarted it. They should have put Heath on the outside so he could race his motor, but instead they dock him a lap after I don't the know, man. was over. It ain't, I don't know. It ain't bad luck, Heath. It's weird. You just you ripped the gate out. <laughs> Dude, he was pulling every start. Okay, that one. I like, I told everybody, I'm like, oh, he got such a big hole shot, they just red flagged it. That's how big a <laughs> But the best part was Heath was ripping these unbelievable starts all week, yep. and he was in the classes that Mike Alessi was in. So 
he was hole shotting against the greatest hole shotter ever. And then even Mike came up to the tower and said Heath Harrison was definitely the Mike Alessi of starts this week. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I'm like, that's a pretty good one, Mike. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Did you, uh, once again, you announced anything? Did you guys get in trouble for anything you announced or anything you said during the week? Uh, no, we got way off the rails, like way, way, way off the rails. <laughs> we had no complaints, except uh, at one point, uh, Hymas was leading a moto, and uh, Kevin Kelly made a joke saying, like, you can tell they don't like this guy because everyone's staying away from him and just battling for second. And uh, then, of course, there was a nasty email about how we're just in it for Ryder D, and we're trying to be negative about Chance Hymas, and uh, that's cool. And, yeah, and the, the magical word, this is children racing. <laughs> Negativity has no part in it. Children. Children, of course. Uh, <laughs> did you get a chance to talk to Barry? Yes, many talks. Okay. Many talks to Barry. Okay. Barry's down a tooth. Barry. Barry's down what a tooth. What do you mean? Barry is down a tooth right now. I don't know what that means. He's down a tooth. Oh, like, a, I thought, like a An actual sprocket. tooth. No, oh. an actual tooth. You saw that, right, Weech? Yeah, I don't know. I didn't <laughs> ask him about that because it was an odd question to ask. But, yes, he is missing a tooth. I don't know what that is. He probably sold it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know what? He was under an R- he was under an RV. He needed a wedge. Yep. Maybe. <laughs> for something to, to push the water pump away from the toilet system. And he pulled out his teeth. He wedged it up in the RV, fixed the problem. Yep. And the RV was good. Yeah. Right. <laughs> probably close to accurate. Right, right. Uh, so I don't see, uh, I don't get a chance to talk to Barry until I see him um, at the end of his first moto of the week, and he's under the tent that we have, the cool-down tent, right? Mm-hmm. So I'm walking back to the podium. He finishes like fifth or something. So he's over there, and I see him, and I slap his front fender, and he looks right through me like I'm not even there. So then I slap him on the shoulder, and he continues to look right through me like I'm not even there. I'm like, what is what, going what? on? Yeah. And I, I cannot, I cannot physically get his attention. I'm like yelling, hey, I say what's up, yeah. I slap his shoulder again. And I look, and he is fixated on the drop of the gate for the 65 class, which is up next. And I realize that when they put their bikes in gear, he, put his, he puts his bike in gear, and I'm like, oh, my God, he's going to do a fake start watching wow. Stop the 65s. It. Yes. So I moved away, and he did, like, not dump the clutch, but he yeah. moved forward like six inches. It was a start, yeah. Clearly, wow. he was so mad about his start that yeah, he his like, practice started after his moto. I need to work on that's, my reaction time. That's now. the dedication time of Barry. <laughs> that is the dedication yep. that it takes. Uh, Never stop. Okay, so was there anybody else outside of Braswell? We we you really opened your eyes, like really, uh, you know. Well, uh, Yamaha has this weird thing every year where they find some tall guy who no one's heard of, and they put him in the 450, <laughs> the, the lesser of the B classes, like the fast B kids. They race 250B. Yeah, what happened to what happened to kids riding 450s? We just don't do that anymore. Nobody does that. Nobody cares. Like, I don't know if these guys are aware, but there's a 450 class in Supercross and Motocross. Well, what I think they do is because everybody's essentially on a pro team as an amateur. Okay, like stars. You're going to race a 250 for us. You're racing a 250 for us at Loretta's. You know, Ryder D, you're racing a 250 when you turn pro. You're racing a 250 here. Like, yeah, we're not bothering. I don't, I don't uh, like that so much anymore. You're telling me nothing can be learned by racing a 450 prior ooh. to being a professional. Nothing. Like, ooh, all, like all these old-school amateurs did, like Izzy and Stroop and all, like, they all rode bigger bikes. They were 252 strokes. Can you, but, can you use some better examples than Izzy and Stroop? That's how, that's how long this trend <laughs> no, has been but going like, on. No, but, like, you want to point out, like, you oh, know. Oh, I like, know what you mean. Uh, yeah, as per, yeah. Right. Okay. I mean, I'm, Ben Riddle, Ben Riddle crushed <laughs> it on a, you know. Okay, Dean Wilson, he okay, rode thank you. both bikes, thank right? You. Um, but, uh, Anderson yeah. did. 
There you go. Yep. Anderson's yeah, okay. another right, one. Perfect. So I, that might be the most recent one, actually, yeah. Weech. Yeah, um, you're right. So somewhere along the line, what happens is you get this weirdo thing where I know the fast kids are considered to have every advantage, but they always race a 250 in both pro sport classes, which means they're always on a 250F against 450s. I don't think on that track it's a huge difference, but for sure the start – they kind of already put themselves in a hole every year. Yep. Yep. Oh, which kid is on a on a factory team? He will definitely not be on a 450. Yeah, yeah I don't. Uh, I don't know if I'm yep. on board with that anymore. Let it, let so the kid ride. Let the kid yep. ride a 450. Let him drag the heavier bike around for 25 minutes. Like, that's going to be bad for him. I think. Yeah. I think he can point. learn something. So, now I'm completely derailed. What, oh, the, uh, uh, tall kid. Tall kid on a Yamaha. Avery Long. Yeah, yeah. So Yamaha does this thing where they'll have their a tall kid who rides a 450 when most of the premier B-riders races 250s, and he goes out there and crushes it. This Plessinger did this. Kitchen did this. So now they have this new kid, Avery Long, who I will fully admit I've never heard of. Me either. And he was easily the most dominant. I think he either won five out of six or six out of six. Just like Kitchen two years ago. Ani Yamaha, tall kid, and... I don't know. Like, I don't know if this is another kitchen and another Plessinger. I don't know if this is something. He was, was he from Minnesota? Is he from Minnesota? Did I see yes. that? Yeah. Yep. D- four, he D- won 450B and 450B Limited. D23. I think he won f- four, four of the right. six motos, he's I the next. He's the next J-Mart. He's just tall. I, I don't know. Okay. I don't know. Oh, because he's in Minnesota. <laughs> yeah. yeah, Minnesota. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, the, the goal for him, I'm sure, would be the, be the next kitchen and Plessinger. Um, and I have to say... When, like, Kitchen won, that was the thing. Kitchen dominated B two years ago, and they're like, yeah, but he didn't do it against the fast B kids. Right. Uh, well, it didn't matter because once he got rolling, he switched to the A class. He raced everybody. He yeah. Everybody. And, and yep. Weege, if you remember, it took him crushing everybody at Minios to get his star ride. Like, after Loretta's, those B class wins and the limited classes didn't get him his star ride. But then he showed up at Minios as an A rider and was the best guy that week, and he start, signed a star deal that week. Sounds like what Bobby did with AP. So, AP started on a Roost uh, Rock so, River bike. <laughs> yeah, so to me, let's see Avery Long show up at, at Gatorback in the A class, and we'll see how good he is. Right. Uh, we got a, yep. Craig Martin's on the line. He knows something about claiming rules, I would say. Yeah, he so does. Let's, uh, let's get to awesome. Craig, Craig Martin on two. Craig, what's going on, man? You got a claiming rule back when you worked for Team Green? Yeah, oh, I've had many of them. You know. <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> the, uh, the, the funniest one that I think you'll love, and Paul kind of alluded to this, and this is what we did, was we were at the Race of Champions, and I believe it was Bill Photo that was our top guy that had a Mitch-built bike. And some kid, some local kid, uh, claims his bike, and we're all running around in full panic like, oh, what do we do? Because that's Mitch's bike. And so I run straight to Gary Chisholm and say, how much cash do you have? <laughs> Gare Bear. Yeah, uh, you know, Gare Bear's got he a lot of cash. He always carried cash. Yeah, yeah. Gare Bear's old school. Home, right. Comes out with an envelope full of $100. <laughs> 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 yeah. So I'm running around, and I get four more, or three more people to also claim that bike that were all Team Green Riders. There you go. Um, one of them actually was not Team Green Rider, and it was Jason Lawrence's grandpa. No, oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Jason Lawrence ended up helping us because he he had ridden for me at Team Green, but he was on a Suzuki. Yeah. But he his grandfather and he also claimed it, and we got the bike back. Oh. So we oh my out, God. we took the we took the chances, and we had you know basically seventy five percent of the bids in. There you go. Again, yeah. in one kid, and we yeah. got the bike back. But yeah. now those so that, it's sort of stopped. But you, who knows if it really did stop? Like like we said, it says you can't get it for yourself. Uh, but you but you can't. Yeah. 
right? Can't, How do you know? Can't yeah. prove that. Yeah. yeah. How do you know? Yeah. Right. How do you know that Gare Bear just didn't want Villapoto to And fight? it's about having cash on the spot, too. Like, protests have to be filed yeah, in cash. cash. But you don't got the yeah. 17 grand in cash, do you? Yes. Oh. I believe so, right? Yeah. Yeah, they had the cash. Whatever the cash is for, you have yeah. to have it. Oh, I yeah. thought you could just, the cash for the rule, yeah. but. No, I mean, it's cash for a protest, and it's cash to buy, to claim a bike, too. Like, you yeah. have to so have there's the money. Some, there's, some, there's many parents showing up with 20K. Bro, have you been to Loretta's before? Well, like, there's the same number of classes and the same number of riders that were racing there in 1990, and they need four more fields to park people because people's rigs are bigger yep, now. But why do they need the cash for the claiming? They got cash, man. They, like, ca it's a cash business. Everything's okay. it's all cash right, business. Okay, all right. I mean, your your carnival snacks, your your pit bike registration okay, sticker, whatever. Right. That's a cash business. You okay. got to bring it. And Dad's construction company. Yep. Right, right. Yep. Uh, uh, cool. Uh, thanks, Craig. Also, yeah, thanks it, for the story. Oh, what else? It, uh, when Alessi and Villapoto were going at it for all those years, the last year on Super Minis was a completely crazy um, fight between the Alessis and the Villapoto. <laughs> I honestly wasn't real on how the Villapotos were actually handling it, and they got mad at me and everything else, and there was there was some stuff there. But Adam Chatfield's dad ended up claiming Alessi's bike. Alessi's That's the one bike ended up. Yeah, he got it, right? Yeah. He ended, that bike ended up at DNS Kawasaki in Texas. They ended up buying it from Chatfield. And it sat in that office for the owner on a desk behind his seat in his office for a million years. It might still be there. I don't know. <laughs> but, uh, but every time I was ahead into DNS Kawasaki when I was in town, because Richard White was always there. I'd always head in there. I would see Alessi's bike sitting on there on the desk right behind him. So that's awesome. It was always fun. Yeah, that's fun. Wow. Uh, thanks, Craig. Thanks for the stories, man. Thank you. Yeah, no problem. Appreciate Bye. it. Uh, we have uh, a question for Weege on three from Jeremy. Jeremy, what's your question for Wygant? Yeah, my question was, what's, what's been his favorite co-announcer this year? Because I just uh, – just started listening to some of the podcasts again. I was listening to Hangtown Review today. Okay. And he started off and saying Brock Glover, you know, he really loved him. And I don't understand that because I find the guy very boring. But Jeremy Martin, on the other hand, who I thought was going to be very, very boring on TV, was amazing. Okay. We each put you on the spot. Your favorite one. Yeah, uh, they, I'll, I'll just go first with they all have their strengths and weaknesses. Martin has the huge advantage of he's the only guy who's raced all these guys. Like, he raced Jet Lawrence last year. And between Jeremy being on Star and Geico, I mean, seriously, is half the 250 field his ex-teammates? Like, probably. Probably. <laughs> yeah, probably right. Yeah. I mean, if there's five or six teammates every year for five, six years, it's half the field. So that's a huge advantage for him. But I'll say, if i got to say who the – Best all around, both enthusiastic and had knowledge and told me things I didn't know and didn't need any prep or training, just knew exactly what he was doing. I'm actually going to say it was MC. That's Imagine right. That. That's okay. right. Yep. 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 <laughs> Thank you very yep. much. All right. Thanks, man. Appreciate it. And who's in the booth, uh, Unadilla, for you this weekend? Uh, Fro. Oh, so this is right. not really a big, uh, a big step. Fro's done this a billion times, including last year. So yep. this is not as much of a guest appearance as it is a guy who's done it a million times. So yep. I don't expect. I don't expect any on-the-job training this weekend. Fro's got it dialed. And we hung out at Loretta's, so we're good. Right. Wysco Pistons bringing you Jason Wygant on the uh, Pulp Mech Show. I got to go to Loretta's one of these years. I got to go. You I do. Just, I, oh. I do. You do. You I should go. go. Yeah. Um, we each, before we let you go here, uh, Super Motocross Series. I talked to Kerry Coombs and Dave Prater for a Rental Reaction podcast. We knew this news has been coming. You talked to Kenneth Feld uh, yeah. on, on Racetrack's Hotline. I couldn't believe that. I did. Good job on that. Way to go, way to go, Sean Brennan. Um, 
And that was a real that was a real Zoom call. That wasn't uh, emailing questions and quote unquote Kenneth Feld emailing back. Like yeah. it was a real Zoom uh, on Friday Friday morning. Yeah. yeah. Friday morning last two Fridays ago. Yeah. So yep. I don't like the name. And I know they didn't do this for the World Supercross. I know that. You know that. It looks like they did. If they didn't, they were talking before. Uh, getting away from that, though, like, I am so surprised, Weege, that they are adding races to the schedule. Two races. And yep. every OEM is okay with this. I know. I interviewed Bruce uh, from Cowie, who is probably the most anti of more races, longer schedule than anyone I know. And that was the very first that's why I wanted to interview him. They're like, oh, if you, we would like you if you want to research this and talk about it. Like, ask as many people as you want. You know, you don't, don't just get the info from us. Um, Roger DeCoster told me this is the first time in the entire history of the sport in America that everybody's getting along. And I'm like, okay. It's pretty big. <laughs> yeah. But I'm like, I want to hear from Bruce. And here's what I think it comes down to. You can't say two things at once. If you can say to the promoters, you need to do a better job and get us better TV and put on better events and have rule books that make sense. Do this, do this, do this, do this, do this. And then the promoters say, well, we figured out a way to solve this. Um, we have sold a package to a network that's going to bring us a lot more money so we can pay the riders a lot more money and we can integrate everything and we can give you all these things you want. But we have to have this playoff thing. And all I can gather is they're like, okay, we're going to operate in good faith that doing X is going to lead to the YZ that we want. However, I've been told the team said, we'll give you one year to race in October and do 31. But it needs to end in September, and it needs to be back to 30 races by 2024. So we'll see if they hold to that. Yeah, um, yeah, we'll see. Because as you heard at Prater, they kind of are saying, hey, if you consider Monster Cup and U.S. Open part of the season. Yeah, I know. That right? was 30 races. Yeah. That's... We all know it kind of counted, kind of didn't. Yeah, um, it wasn't the same prep. It didn't mean as much. It wasn't. No, not to, everybody no. raced it. Most people no. did. Um, but the, the, the October is because um, they just wanted to do the yeah, Coliseum kind of symbolically because that was the first Supercross, and it was only available that weekend in October. Right, right. So 30 races and in a September, I mean, that's still a longer season any way you slice it. Yeah, yeah. You count, know, count me as surprised. And listen. Me too. And again. The World Supercross is what's driving this. They, they are getting together and doing this and putting this money up because of the World Supercross. I'm fine with that. That's cool. Competition's a good thing, whether it's moto podcasts or, or racing series. I'm fine with that. They were working together on a COVID plan. They were working together before. I get it. But this is a, this is a direct uh, uh, result of the World Supercross, the extra money and the extra races. And that's fine. And let's see how it works. And I'm fine with it. It's cool. More teams and more racers getting paid is always a good thing. Yeah, it's, it's both, right? Like, I can tell you that I heard this pretty much exact plan last summer at Redbud. So, yes, the majority of it was not a reaction. We were going to do this. We were told about a playoff. We were told combining, you know, mm -hmm. being able to sell to TV, we are going to crown the champion of champions, not two separate champions. Right. I think TV, apparently, people are always like, why does your sport have two champions? And, and honestly, we each, when, when Carrie and Dave told me that, again, cynical Steve sitting here, you're yeah. telling me some network guy from <clears throat> Peacock is like, you know what really would work? A playoff for your niche racing series that I know nothing about. Like, again, cynical Steve, come on. But whatever. Well, hey, I have whatever. A they're getting whatever. a lot more money, so someone, someone, something led someone to open up the first I know, things. I know. I was told that's why. However, yep. I will agree with this. Is this, again, they were planning it last year, a year ago, is this exactly the way it would have turned out 
Is there no impact whatsoever because of World Supercross? No. no. We're never, no. Yeah. I, like, think, I think it just yeah. accelerated it, honestly. It threw some gas or, you know, lit their asses up a little bit. Like, hey, we've been talking about this plan. Now's the time to really make it sure it happens. And that's, that's what fine. I think and happens. that's great. Yeah. No problem. Yeah. Like, I don't, like, uh, yeah. who cares? Like, whatever. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I've, I've gone on record. The World Supercross is cool. I think it's good. I don't think it's yep. ever going to surpass the American Supercross series nope, or anybody. No. And it'll be a great thing for people to get paid. So yep. cool. Why not? More yeah. races. You know? Yeah, I am pumped on it. Those guys do a really good job. I know those guys are at Ossex Open. Yep. And yep. the riders that are in it, you know, guys like Paul, your, your guy Dino, like I think we're pumped yep. that they've got another avenue. Uh, but I will say, if anyone is doubting that this was – if anyone thinks this is 100, 100, 100% a no, reaction to yeah. – Here's why I'll prove it. The FIM sanction – went away, and then World Supercross came to be. They could have just held on to the FIM sanction. World Supercross could only be a thing with the FIM World Championship going yeah. up for grabs. Yeah. And Feld chose to not keep that, to do something else. And I'm not speaking for any of the promoters because they won't comment on the FIM thing at all. They will not talk about it. But we all know where the teams and the fans stood on the FIM thing. They were never pumped on it. No, no, I could not. I used to ask Prater, why are you renewing with these idiots? Mm-hmm. Why are you renewing yeah, this deal? But he wouldn't really say anything. They, no, that's too political, no. I think, for them to weigh in yeah, on that. Yeah. But, I mean, you can go to the teams, and you can go to the riders, and you can certainly quiz the fans. Do you like having the FIM involved in our racing over here? And it was universal. Yeah, no. No. So, I don't believe that these pieces fall in place with until the FIM is removed, which is then what allows... World Supercross to happen. So it's clear which thing happened first. Yeah. The gears started to grind in this direction first and then allow World Supercross to come to be. Like I said, I don't have a problem with that series existing. I don't think – I think everybody's afraid of a cart IRL. One's global, one's American. There's plenty of racers around. I don't think that'll happen. That's the one fear, I think, right? Josh Hill just got hired by CDR. What's the average age of MX1? 450 World Supercross. You got Brayton, Reed, Hill, Chiz, Dean. What, Dean. What, what are we? 35 years old, average age over there for that class, or what? What's going on? Rox yeah. is, you know, Rox is 28. Whatever, right? But that's Rox our is, point. Yeah. That's our point. I, the, the sport. I don't think the 35 year old guy had value 20 years ago, and now he does. So now we have room for this. Yeah. Where I don't think we did at one time. So that's why I don't think it's going to be two things cannibalizing each other. Um, there's and, room and, for it. I and I think it's going to be interesting to watch all those guys on the track, you know, uh, yeah, racing sure. each other, right? So, uh, yeah. yeah, I think that that's going to be a little interesting. So, uh, yeah. we got Dylan on three. Dylan, you want to talk about uh, Ryder D and Deegan? Yes. Hello? Go ahead, Dylan. Hey, yeah, I just had a question. I was um, li- listening to your show, and um, I seen him talking about how he doesn't think that, uh, you know, Deegan could possibly be Ryder D. Who said that? When did we say that? We didn't say that. <laughs> oh, no, I, I, in, the, in the beginning. We said know, that Deegan the, can't beat Ryder D. They, they... All right, yeah, yeah, no, was... the, uh, Deegan Army's not calling in on the show. We never mentioned that. We never that. said that. <laughs> no one said that. Deegan was the standout of the week, according to Paul. I did. Right. I, th- oh, I, I mean, I thought he was the best B rider yeah, right, by far. Right, right. But we're, we're talking about B riders, talking about A riders. I never compared the two. I just we'll thought... race them when it's time, Weech. We'll get there when it's time. I saw Deegan race the combine in Redbud. I'm not saying anything negative. 
It was, was ridiculous. Great. Yeah, he was good. And he still won four <laughs> motos at Loretta's. He had a DNF. Like, he was yeah. – Avery yeah. Long got that award, but yeah. Deegan's yeah. one DNF away from getting that award. And then it's – and two titles. And it's – there's no talking point. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, <laughs> no, uh, I think we brought that up earlier. So, um, yeah. No, I'm not doubting Deegan – yeah, one bit. I really, as far as a rider, I never have. He's the real deal, for sure. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. It seems like it anyways. You never quite know, but, you know, yeah. He's got all yeah. the, everything else going for him. All right, yeah, we it's each- never been just hype. I, I, I've always been clear on that. I've watched him ride muddy motos with a title on the line on a 65, and I watched him in the mud and ruts, and he's from California, and I'm like, this kid's got legitimate skills. Now, the other stuff, as you see, the fans, you know, it's there's no in-between with Dean, uh-huh. right? I'm still reserving. I still have learned to reserve judgment on any of these kids until I see them on a big bike. Like it's just I've we've seen it so go so awesome on mini bikes for the longest time, and then that transition is yeah. just totally different. So I'm starting to wait at least. <laughs> no, I'm with you for sure. But I, I never. I always want people to know that it all becomes because he rides well first this is not a manufactured he's actually not that good and he's got a youtube channel and that's why all these things fall into place he's good first and then comes everything else the sport luckily hasn't gotten to that point yet where the the marketing dollars trump everything else like if deegan was slow none of this would be happening no no you got a good point absolutely do you uh do you have any good timmy stories from the week uh yeah wait i do i'm trying to remember did he bring up Uh, going back to the coliseum or anything being number one there the last time? Yeah, well, I saw him real quick. Uh, Evan had a rough week. I guess he twisted his ankle yep. and was sick the week before, something yep. like that. Uh, I talked to his dad about the stolen bike story again. Uh, darn it, the Timmy thing has slipped my mind. I mean, I did see him out of the tent. How'd he look? Darn it, sorry. He looked good, I, I bet. Podium speed, I think. Yeah, yeah absolutely. <laughs> yeah. He might get a World Supercross yep. ride. Maybe. You never know. <laughs> you know, we were, talking, we, were, we were talking about Evan's week, and Paul said, like, just like Timmy, maybe Evan's just better indoors, you know? Yeah, I don't know. It's, it's uh, the. I hate to say you're somewhat right about something, Steve, but you have to be careful when you're judging people on just one week of their life. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, Timmy. Sorry. I mean, yeah. Which who beat Ricky Carmichael in championships? Can you name the riders that beat Ricky Carmichael in championships? Can you name them? Uh, for yeah, t- I think, yeah, for serious. I think Timmy beat him in 1997 Supercross, that, that, and then I can't so really remember. That's any one. After Tim that. Ferry is one who beat Carmichael. Okay. Right, and then. Okay. Who uh, else? Who won ni- oh, no, go ahead. A- MC go ahead. beat him the first two years of his 250. Yeah, there okay, go, so we got McGrath, go. McGrath and we got Timmy. <laughs> okay. Does anybody have anybody else? I think that's it. Uh, thank you. Thank you. My point, no. my point is made. So uh, That's maybe your best fairy argument I've heard you have. That's uh, amazing. I got a lot more of them. That might you be your, your best uh, one. Uh, Weech, uh, thank you for the time. Appreciate it. Good job at Loretta's all week. Uh, it sounds like, yeah, I saw some DMs and things from the late night beer tent. So, yeah, it's kind of made me think I wish I was there a little bit. Just so I can explain to everybody what the beer tent thing is, look, it all, none of us live in the same place. This is the one chance for us to have, like, hang out like people that lived in the same town. That's what it is. It's not really about the drinking of the beer. It is the socializing yeah. right. that you cannot get. Because, look, we all go to the same races, but it is in and out. There is the, zero hangout time. The Hurricane Mills locals even come, Steve. Like yeah. they drive yeah. into the beer tent. Yeah. I, I tried to go to the beer tent this week, but I was not allowed in because I did not have my identification. 
Yep. Really? Good yes. for you, actually. Good yes. for you. But you, you look old. I'm, old. I'm aware. I'm aware how I look. I'm aware I'm over 21, in. but they will not let you there's in. There's no bending of that. There is, you have to have an ID wow. to enter, and there's uh-huh. – yeah, simple as that. I was like, well, I forgot my wallet, so I guess we're not going in. Okay. Right. It's I'm like, the only race of the year where 7, 7.30, 8 o'clock rolls around, and you're like, okay, where are we hanging out? Like, we're not going to yeah. do that at Unadilla this weekend. It's going to be – Seven o'clock, get in your rental car, go back to the hotel, work, go to the airport. It's yeah. the only socializing you truly get all year, and that's what makes that so cool. Right. It's all a little right. like MXGP is a little bit like that. They hang out at the track longer, have dinner at the yeah. track, like bro down a little go. bit, and yeah, Loretta's is like that. You get all your work done, dinner's done. Okay, where are we going to bullshit? Yeah, right, right. Mm-hmm. Um, all right, Weech, thanks for the time, man. Appreciate it. We'll talk probably tomorrow on a group text. I'm <laughs> yeah, sure. Okay. All right, you guys. thank you, man. That's Jason Wygant, brought to you by the folks at Wiseco. The 6 o'clock hour brought to you by the folks at Cherbies at Cherbies. That's how you pronounce it. They got frame guards, chain blocks, slider kits, and more. Hand guards, disc guards at CherbiesUSA.com. Industry leader in aftermarket dirt bike, plastics, and accessories. AC, Barsha, Anderson, Webb, all those others. They rely on a Cherbies uh, as fine to tune their products off their highest level of performance and protection. As I said, I love the Cherbies stuff. Uh, don't, no filing of the holes, no drilling of the holes. Every hole lines up with a Cherbies every time. Best plastic out there Beautiful. for aftermarket. Uh, thanks to the folks at Skosh as well. Skosh.com, Pulp 2022 at Skosh, S-C-O-S-C-H-E. To unlock your discount on accessories for life, celebrating over 40 years in business, visit Skosh.com to get a 20% discount. Chargers and cables and power sports clamps and mounts and power jumpers and more. Uh, thanks to the folks at Skosh, Pulp 2022 at Skosh. Welcoming our next guest to the show. He's from Racetech, Racetech.com. It's Checkers, Chris Riesenberg. What's up, Chris? How are you, man? I'm uh, just trying to recover from a little over a week of death-defying temperatures at Loretta. You were there all <laughs> week, huh? Yeah, we went, I flew in, or drove in, actually, with uh, Danny Stevenson. We drove down on Thursday, because we have to do uh, trackside support and stuff a couple days before the event for kids needing rebuilds and wanting to check SAG and all that side of things. And yeah, then, yeah. So um, Usually I stay all week because I like the championship motos, but my buddy Jake and his wife Tiffany were getting married, and so it was kind of a big deal for me to be there. So I had to leave a little early right. and watch Racer TV the rest of the week. Uh, actually, one of my questions for you off the gate, since you brought him up, what the hell was Denny Stevenson doing there all week? What, what convinced him to go there? What's happening with Debo? Well, he came up and hung out at Millville, yep. and you know that's kind of a traditional trip for us. and. Now that Devo's back on the wagon and is, uh, and doing well in life, it's it's pretty sweet. He's just a big fan. And um, back in the day, Matt Byton was his mechanic um, in arena cross for a couple of races, and Matt was going down there in the 40-plus oh. class, and they're pretty good buddies. And then also uh, Tony Wink that owns Riverside Raceway and Denny are pretty close. So they're both in, in the vet classes, so he wanted to go down and show them support. And wow. I, I needed a co-pilot, so it worked out good, and we went down. He did leave a day early. He was very excited to get out of there. <laughs> okay. So <laughs> yeah. was he okay with the, the beer tan and everything? Yeah, absolutely. We okay. hung out like each evening and stuff, and I maybe had a couple twisted tees myself, and I had a nice designated driver home, which was great. Okay. All um, right. Good to hear. He did tell me that we had to go to bed one night. He said, it's an early morning, and I'm tired. Wow. So, Look at Debo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, it was a good time and amazing racing as always. It seemed like it was good. Paul and I, I don't know if you listened to the show, but we were talking about it seemed like a weird Loretta. It's like a little different weird. Like we had Cole winning a couple classes. Uh, some of the uh, bright spot guys didn't take home two titles. Um, yeah, just a different Loretta's, Chris. Yeah, it absolutely was um, quite a bit different. And Denny and I were talking about that. It's You're used to seeing that standout talent, and you didn't really have that. I mean, 
And then yeah, I know you guys talked about it earlier with like Hymas was nowhere to be found. And I think Ryder D was managing the week a lot. Uh-huh. He looked like more of a pro than an amateur. He wasn't really doing the crazy scrubbing and that sort of thing. So mm-hmm. he seemed to be managing the race and riding more like that pro experience. But I think Deegan had maybe one or two motos that he was really good. But then I remember in another moto that I thought Benick was going to catch him and pass him, which was super impressive there because I expected Deegan to have no issues. So um, I don't know if it was track conditions. It was a little more treacherous. I heard from a lot of guys that it had been really dry down there. I guess I hadn't had rain in like months until like a couple days before the event. We got a pretty good rain shower. But between that and the rocks that they had to get off from the flood, the, the base was hard and guys went away from the scoop tires pretty much. The majority of them did, which down there, it's pretty common to run the scoop just for the start if you can get away with it. So, yeah, I think we forget uh, how the place was underwater. I mean, a yeah, raging flood wiped out Loretta Lynn's Ranch. A guy died. Like, the whole place was done. And so the track is going to change. Well, yeah, and if yeah. you've been there before, if you get closer to the creek, like, it's a lot of gravel and rock, right? So that creek overflowed, and all that sediment came up where the track yeah. is. And yeah. the track's usually a cow field. Right. So it was different. Yeah, yeah. Um Checkers, I don't know. I put you on a spot here. I probably should have texted you before this, but this tall kid on a Yamaha from Minnesota that won a couple classes. Um, you know much about him? I know a lot about him. Because <laughs> I mean, you're you I, know you're I, from uh, there, yeah. Yeah, I've worked with him since he was on 65s actually, and it is absolutely my favorite family on the planet to work oh, with. Oh, awesome! They're that's cool. The most genuine, nicest people. When you say Minnesota nice, that's him. And the kid is determined and has work ethic and. He's always, since he was on 65s, he caught my eye, not because of his results, but because of how he rides the bike. He stands up a lot. He's very smooth, carries a lot of momentum. His line choices are really good. Um, and last year, before the season, they were basically debating. He was just, he had no support or anything. You know, he just a couple local dealerships, PDR Performance, my race tech center up here, was really involved in his program. But other than that, he had nothing, and he had never been south, like, to ride through the winter or anything. So he'd just take off the winters and stay up here and, his dad told me after Loretta's that year, he said, if I can find just a couple bikes, if I can get someone to sponsor him with a couple motorcycles, um, I'll use that money to send him to California or to Texas or somewhere to ride. And oh, okay. Yeah. There we go. And ended up getting hooked up with Michael Lindsay, actually. And Michael put a, gave him a full spot on his team and, and did everything that he could for him. And Wyatt, our trackside support guy, gave him a place to live for free in California, and he went out and did that. And honestly, Loretta's didn't go very well for him last week. He had, sort of last year, he had bike issues and mm-hmm. just typical Loretta stuff. And he was in this. Which is what Paul classes. mentioned. Once it starts going south yeah. you had, and during the week, you can't stop it, right? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And so he'd never been on the podium except for whole shot awards that Loretta's going into this week. Um, this spring, he won a title at Freestone. And he was just on a privateer Yamaha after the Chaparral Honda deal went away. And um, Ed and Danny over at the... Uh, Air Force Yamaha team, or not Air Force, National Sheriff's Association Yamaha team, gave them a call and wanted to give him an opportunity. Um, oh, well, so he was around Tim Ferry all week. Well, no wonder why. <laughs> yeah, they, I, I know that they said, I'll sweep the floors, I'll do anything, just I want an opportunity. And he's been down at Real Deal at Wyndham's place and working his butt off, living out of his camper. And he's a really mature kid as well. And How old is he? has a lot of speed. I don't uh, know. I believe he's 16. 16. Okay, awesome. That's pretty young. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah, kid opened some so, eyes. Dude, this is another one that's that lists. I don't know anything about Real Deal in Louisiana or Wyndham. Yeah. I really know nothing, but they're the ones that turn kitchen around too. Yeah. Absolutely. So they actually sent him the, – the plan was to basically do the same thing they did with kitchen and let him win these classes and know that he can be a championship guy and make a statement that way and yeah. build the confidence and then – 
you know, hopefully he has to, you know, he has to deliver at, you know, Baja's coming up and Minio's. And he's doing the combine at so, um, Ironman as well. So okay. we're so, going to see him match up with all those kids. So A-class at Minio's then, kind of how Kitchen was? I would assume that he'll have to go A-class after Loretta's. They're not going to keep him down in B. The decision wasn't made till after Loretta's last year to keep him in B and basically give him the opportunity to do this. And Cool. Um, well, he's, I actually he's, wanted to talk about one of the 450B classes, Paul. I'd, um, I saw before the week, and I, I was not against it. You said Drew Adams would go six for six. And yeah. I was like, wow, he was really not a factor at all. But then I went and looked. He was in 85, 10 to 12 last year. Yeah, so and like, so I, on a 250F. I, I need to I need to get better at at uh, at showing how I'm getting behind a guy or see something in a guy, right? Like, I just t- quickly tweeted, "Oh, he's going to go for six for six because I truly believe in Drew. And yeah, he was he's 14. He won two motos already in the B class, and I think this is a. I just see this could be like a killer coming is what I believe in Drew Adams. Like he was very very young. He didn't win any titles at Loretta's. Avery Long smoked him. He was the better guy. But Drew did win two motos, and I just think that he has the character, the family, the skills, the work ethic, the little bit of punk in him to really. I think he's going can be really, really gnarly. Okay. That's kind of yeah, why I'm on board. And he's a redhead, yeah. <laughs> oh, oh, there we go. Um, oh, this kid sounds like a really cool story, Checkers. It's awesome. Yeah, it that does. You know him. Yeah, that's great. And like you said, you know, uh, speaking of Wyndham's place, when I went to go interview Carrie Coombs from Loretta's for the Renthal reaction on the on uh-huh. the Super Motocross, Wyndham was in the trailer. <laughs> and he was making fun of me or whatever, like, oh, Mathis, what's up, or whatever. And I'm like, you know, I'm looking at him, you know, he's a little heavier and he's got a big beard and everything. And I'm like, yeah. Wyndham, you heard about this $10 million and you're coming out of retirement. <laughs> he was like, yeah, that's about the only thing that could get me out of retirement. So it's good to see K-Dub. Mm-hmm. Um, Does I, he – I think he – I mean, last year at least, he was working some of the equipment at Loretta's. Was he? Yeah. I, I, I don't know. I'm not sure. Uh Chris Reisenberg on the uh, Pulp of Mech Show brought to you by the folks at Skosh, skosh.com, Pulp 2022, to save everything. Um, what else? Uh, hey, so is Deegan and Checkers, I don't know if you know, but so somebody said Deegan was done with amateur racing. Michael Lindsay put up a thing on Vital about it. Um, but I guess technically this is his last time at the ranch, and maybe that's where things got mistaken because he'll turn pro for outdoors next year. But he can still ride amateur. Like he's not going. He's riding the combine at Indiana or whatever. Or is he going pro checkers? Do we know? I don't know. But I mean, the whole time through his career, Brian's really been playing us slowly and letting him take his time and mature. So I would be really shocked for him to go pro now. I mean, I think he has the skills too, but I don't think he necessarily is there mature wise, maturity wise. I mean, you're seeing a lot of the the B class kids similar to. I mean, Kitchen's one of them, and and such that they spend two years in the B class instead of just one. And it allows them to mature a little bit and get stronger because the 250Fs, a, it's a big bike, especially as fast as they are now. And I think, if they, especially if you don't have a 125, like when we were talking about Drew Adams, he came all the way from an 85 to a 250F. Yeah. And I've seen that with a lot of the Kawasaki kids. Without having that step, they actually start getting injured because they're not strong enough. Yep. And I think that's the same thing going from an amateur bike and amateur motors to a pro bike and pro speed and stuff. You need that extra, you need that man strength. Right, and yeah, so I agree. I think the smart move is to wait for first national next year. Was what I would do if I were in their shoes. I yeah, I think that's just some the internet misconstruing something yeah. that said. Like I would yeah, fully like Deegan saying him. this is our last amateur race and everybody freaks out. Yeah, but it's like yeah, it just mean, me, he just means like maybe last amateur motocross race. I mean, I wouldn't yeah. even doubt seeing him at Minios in the A class. Right, I would. I yeah. don't know. Right, right. <clears throat> uh, interesting. Uh, how's everything at Race Tech Checkers? How's everything? How was the week there for for Race Tech? It was unreal. Um, everything's been really good. And our week at Loretta's, it was 
we actually were maybe overstaffed a little bit. I usually just Wyatt myself do that event. And this year we had Tyler come out from Colorado and Wyatt was there as well. And then Tyler also brought Ben LeMay with him, who's his engine builder now actually in at his race tech center. And so we had four of us and we barely did anything all week. Um, other than a lot of our race tech service centers that were there, they would come over and use the van to build stuff as they needed. But mm-hmm. we've really developed the service center program extremely well to where most of the riders have a local guy, so their stuff's handled before they ever get down to the ranch. And then we just provide the center with support at the ranch and high five and handshake and get to know the families and let them know that, you know, if their local center is not there, that we're there and we'll take care of them. But we ended up with uh, 38 podiums and 14 wins on the on nice. the week and 111 top 10. So mm-hmm. that's a really, really impressive, impressive result, better than we've ever had, I'm pretty sure, down there. So. Um, I have to. I haven't. I've just pulled numbers today, so I haven't gone back and actually looked through years past. But I know that that's pretty dang impressive for sure. Yeah, that's awesome. Good job. Again, if you want a discount from the folks at Race Tech, you want to get your suspension worked on, motor work, Pulp Twenty Two is the code to save. Uh, Get your suspension working better for you. Chris, did you say Ben Lemay is building engines in Colorado? Yeah, he is. He's uh, he's working for Thunder Valley. Um, He's training kids, and he's building engines when um, Tyler has engines that need to be built. Wow. He's grinding up there. <laughs> yeah, he doesn't sit still. It was a, it was a pleasure to have him down at, at the ranch and hanging out all week. And That's obviously cool. the riders come over and, you know, if they're talking about stuff, he's a very good coach as well. And yeah. he's been racing not that long ago. So if they're talking about something, even his bike setup or line choice or whatever, like Ben can jump right in there and, and really help these guys out. And there's, they take a step back a little bit, it seems like, every time they're like, wait, that's Ben LeMay. Yeah, good, yeah, you're like, yeah. yeah. Good guy to have, man. He's like, he's making, yeah, he's making a living. Like, I support Ben, too, and, and this is just another reason why I, I, I just, I'm learning why it's been good to deal with him. He's a professional, and he's, yeah, yeah. being an adult, and good for him. Yeah, it, it, yeah, he's, he's a good dude, and getting on with his with his next phrase of his, yeah, of his yeah, life, like right? Good so. for him, yeah. Uh, Chris Riesenberg from uh, Racetech on the line, brought to you by Skosh, skosh.com. Um, yeah, Hymas, uh, Evan Ferry, a couple guys that didn't have races that we thought. Um, Mike Brown, Chris Kiefer, uh, anything there, checkers? Uh, it looks like Brownie just worked everybody. Brownie rides like he's 18. Like, he is super, super aggressive. He doesn't ride like a vet guy at all. And, um, I went over and was giving Chris a little bit of a hard time, but honestly not that much. Um, Chris did whole shot him a couple times at least, but yeah. that was that was about it. It lasted about maybe three corners, and he, yeah, Brownie was insane in that 350. It sounds like Barsha going by. Uh, <laughs> it was just on it everywhere. It was it was nuts. So Kiefer texted me today with the number two trophy on his dash, and he was like, he said he's going to throw it throw it out on the highway. Oh, give me a break! I know. Calm down. Calm down, Chris. Dude, he couldn't do anything. Like I know Chris said he came in flat, and he you know he had just to do too much testing, and it. But, like, dude, Brownie's gnarly at Loretta's. Like, yeah. he's beaten so many gnarly guys. And I just think that, yeah, you're just not beating that guy there. Like, right. you can't beat yourself up about that. Yeah, I feel like. I feel <laughs> you're like not beating him. It's no shame in that. No, no. Yeah. And have Brownie come back out to Glen Helen. Chris will probably beat him. Chris is awesome at Glen Helen. But right. Brownie's really gnarly there. Yeah. Uh, count me as a bit of surprise, checkers, that Martinez handled Alessi uh, pretty easily, it seemed like. Uh, we're going to have Cole on later tonight, but. Look, I have the uh, I have a lot of admiration. Mike's a great rider. I don't know in his prep level. It seemed like following him on social media, he was taking it seriously. He was prepping for it. It was he's talked about it for a long time. But mm. Martinez seemed like he had him had him easily handled. Yeah, Mike was definitely all in. I mean, he was fully prepared coming into the week, um, and practice day was awesome. Like he looked really good. I believe he was fastest, and then just off being fastest behind Rider D in the Pro Sport one, like within a half a second or something, was second. 
Um, and I don't remember if Cole was running a transponder, but I believe he was. Mm-hmm. But obviously, it's just practice. And then Mike went out for the first moto, and he basically chose an off-road setup for the race because of the just how rough it is and gnarly it is. Okay. And it was great in practice. He said it was amazing. He loves it. And after the first moto, it was way too soft. I mean, it was just because when you get to race pace and with race bumps mm-hmm. and such, it, it was not good. Um, so went a little bit stiffer and actually ended up going more stiff, but then the heat got him a little bit too. It was when we've been really lucky the last few years that we're at, it hasn't been. Yeah, last year was cool, hot. right? Yeah, I heard about that. Yeah, yeah. Last I mean, few years have been cool, but I still sweat. But like this year was, it was really gnarly, and like they had some afternoon motos, and it, the sun was out and baking. And I mean, Mike's in good shape. He's living in Florida. You know, he never doesn't come prepared. And I mean, I tell you that he was prepared. He was running around without a shirt all weekend, other than. I made him put one on for a team photo, and it lasted about two minutes, and then came right back off. So like, he was—he's in shape. He's, yeah, yeah, um, yeah. He's Navy yeah. Seal, Mike, but he was—he was taking it seriously, and and Cole was just good. Um, yeah, you just no have to, to yeah tip it. your hat to to Cole Martinez just for being that good. Yeah, so it's fun to watch like the vet classes, and it really added a dynamic to the pro sport class because I know that there's a lot of people like, why are those kids guys in there, and these kids need an opportunity? I was like, what? better learning experience can you get than have to try to pass these guys yeah they're all in 450s they're starting in front of you and you could see it they would think they made a pass and the veteran guys would be like nah not yet and drive it up into the next corner and take the spot back yeah yeah and paul when, when fro passed you when fro passed you in 01 that's yeah, yeah that, that was he passed me and then it was like a freight train behind them i couldn't stop it for a while <laughs> I, I i i think it's pretty embarrassing to say but i think i led half the moto and got like seventh yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I could never go the distance. Maybe that's why I'm so impressed by the guys that can. Yeah, yeah, maybe right. Um, no, yeah, I think uh, I think it was good to see that um, um, for Cole. That's awesome, and and you know he won two titles, and you know so yeah, good job on that. Uh, all right, um, anything else, checkers? Well, I wanted to ask Paul's opinion actually. So we talked about at the beginning the the lack of standout guys, and I'm wondering is it because there's actually more depth, or is there less generational talents? Or is it because guys like when Jet Lawrence came over, he was like the last guy I remember to really be a standout at Loretta's in like an insane level. Um, actually, Romano was pretty good in the B class. But um, I'm wondering if it's more just adaptability because guys don't race and they ride very similar tracks. And you yeah. know, they're not riding the crappy hard pack track anymore, which, yes, I know you're not going to race on that. But the skills that you learn riding those tracks, like that's what DB is always all about, right? Like, yeah. we're going to go ride Glen Helen at 4 o'clock when it sucks and because you're going to learn technique. Paul, yeah. Paul dropped a term beginning of the show, facility kids. <laughs> yeah. Well, and I mean, we, Steve and I talked about this earlier, and I think it's hard to put your your finger on it exactly because it does go in ebbs and flows and is it facilities or is it you know maybe is it also the trend of these factory kids only riding 250s how come i i talked about steve with steve about this earlier like how come they don't ride a 450 like you're racing against 450s ride one start with them um so i don't i don't know but and maybe it is less generational talents you're right i just don't i just don't know i just think that um I mean, I know, at least when it comes to Ryder D, I think he's personally um, focused on being a professional. Like, I think those two nationals he did went decently well, and he was improving every single time he raced. And, yeah, he had to go back to Larez and, and finish it off, but I think in his head he's already thinking about the next step. Um, but and, that's not t- t- taking anything away from Martinez, by the way. But, but yeah, to answer your question, man, I don't know. And it, it's just uh, I can't put my – finger on it but that's uh, you're maybe not it's wrong just it's just one of those things it's next one of those, year yeah maybe we'll see domination somebody will rise know. up right yes, like, and, we'll just, and all of us will be like oh remember when we were you know just yeah. the one weirdo year and yeah. we'll just move on with our lives I, I don't know yeah 
it is also interesting. The amount of factory rides down there has actually shrunk. So maybe the OEMs are learning that, you know, signing kids out of the 65 class isn't necessarily the the best way to go. Yeah, I think that yeah, stopped that, I, right? I think that's st- I think that changed again when the Supercross eligibility rule changed and it mm. allowed guys to stay in the 250F class longer. I think there was not a and such an urgency to lock down that amateur guy. And yeah, I think now I mentioned it earlier with Reed Weege, you want to see how they are in a big bike first. Like we've seen all these guys get signed based on what they do on a mini bike and then it hasn't panned out a few times. So like I just think you, there's those big four-year deals aren't happening anymore. Yeah. Like these OEMs and these teams want to see them on a big bike first before they put pad to paper or pen yep. to paper. Yeah, it seems <laughs> like those are going away a little bit. Yeah. Uh, Chris, thanks for the time tonight, man. Appreciate it. Always good to catch up. Race Tech, of course, great guys, great part of Pulpford. God, a long time now, man. And uh, so thanks for the support as always. Gold valves and everything else uh, at racetech.com. Uh, thanks, man. Thanks for the time, and I appreciate all the Pulp Nation for all the support using the Race Tech code. You guys are awesome, and it allows us to keep supporting Steve to uh, help him with his beautiful mansion that he's oh, worked his butt off for. Here we go. All right. We'll get you out here, checkers, one time, for sure. That's uh, dangerous. Me in Vegas is yeah. scary. <laughs> uh, thanks for calling in, buddy. Thank you, man. Thank you. All right. No problem. Uh, that's Chris uh, Riesenberg from Race Tech, brought to you by the folks at Scotch. One last call for Paul here about Renthal. Mike, you got um, some uh, questions about Renthal for Paul? Yeah, thanks for taking my call. Hey, Paul. Hello. Hey, um, quick question. How do you determine when you're going to drop, like, a guy's name from a bar? Like, say you change the Carmichael Bend or something to, like, the Cincerello Bend or, like, the Anderson Bend. You know, you come yeah. up with the Anderson Bend. Like, how do you determine that? Well, at, at Renthal, like, I've kind of tried to take the route of, like, Mercedes and BMW and just try to keep it more that we lead with the number first now like 998 997 996 instead of that rider's name um we have less we haven't made any new bends and attached a rider's name to it because we're trying to actually get away from it because of that reason like it dates the bar yeah but you and can't then if you take a guy's name off it gets pissed or like you know well, and right. i think years ago it was a different landscape too like guys were honored to have their name on a handlebar and they were stoked for it nowadays people want a commission like they want a percentage if you use my name so it's a little bit different in that respect as well um but like we haven't gotten rid of like our henry henry bend or reed bend or carmichael bend for instance because so many people still that are buying handlebars understand and remember their handlebar by that name so uh to answer your question the timeline is is that we have a new plan on how we're going to label bars and it doesn't include using rider names in the future so um yeah i couldn't i don't foresee any sort of new rider Ben coming in the future just more right. numbers there you go uh thanks for the right. call man thanks and, and one more one more one more quick one <laughs> yeah who do you think would win 07 MX Nation USA Carmichael Villapoto Ferry or this year's whoever it's going to be Tomac Anderson uh, Ferry and uh, yeah Carmichael. they crushed everybody yeah, they, were great. They, they were great yeah. at Bud's Creek let's I would like to see our team do something like that though that would be amazing yeah, yeah. uh thanks man thanks for the call Appreciate it. All right, we're going to commercial break here on the uh, Pulpomex Show presented by Motorsport.com. Fly Racing and Decal Works, Paul Parabinos, Jason Thomas coming up, uh, Jeremy Sism from uh, Sism? Sism. Sism from AEO, and also uh, coming up, Cole Martinez, double moto, double title winner at Loretta Lynn. So uh, stick around. We'll be right back after this, everybody. He was ramming my guy, dude. At Motorsport.com, our ride started in 1999 with a commitment to making your next ride your best ride. 
We take pride in having a huge selection of gear, accessories, and OEM parts for moto, street, off-road, ATV, and UTV. Riding is what connects us and makes us a family. From the track to the trail, tarmac to open roads, we're all connected because we ride. And that's what motorsport.com is all about. We've got your back. Our unrivaled and dedicated team of gearheads are willing to go that extra mile. No gimmicks, just high quality parts, the best customer service in the industry, and free shipping on all orders over $79. Our passion at motorsport.com is to ensure your next ride is your best ride. This is our invitation to you, from riders for riders. Visit us at motosport.com. Hey, in case you didn't know, Racetech is the world's largest aftermarket suspension modification company. All Racetech products include award-winning goal valves and settings are 100% guaranteed and made right here in the U.S. of A. Racetech also offers state-of-the-art precision engine services and parts to all engine builders. The staff has over 65 years of championship winning experience. It's so good that many of the top privateer teams such as SGB Honda, Team Solitaire Nuclear Blast Yamaha, and Motul AJE Gas Gas, as well as Jerry Robin, Kevin Morans, and many more, choose Racetech for their superior performance, reliability, and their customer service. Hey guys, what's up? My name's Kate Clayson, and I choose Racetech because I love their desire to strive for perfection. I think we all know that perfection isn't possible, but getting to perfection is always the goal, and I think that is something that both myself and Racetech have always worked towards, and I think they can help you get there too. Hey guys, this is Alex Ray. I use Racetech components in my SGD suspension and also the Racetech engine. The reason I like it is just because uh, the engine is super reliable, tons of torque, and also on the suspension side, it just gives it that flush, nice feeling. Hey, it's your boys over at Team Solitaire. If you don't run Race Tech, here's what you do. Put your hands behind your back and run your face into a f***ing wall. Racetech.com. What's up, guys? This is Kevin Morans, and I choose Racetech because of their convenience of having Racetech centers all around the United States. Obviously, within my Decker Performance suspension, works really well. They're very high-quality performance product. Definitely check them out. Hey, guys, this is Jerry Robin, uh, and I choose Racetech because of uh, the reliable motors, good power, good suspension, and obviously it's great people around, and I've uh, been there for a long time, and they're awesome. Visit Racetech.com and use code PULP22 to save. Love the guys at Works Connection to continue as a 10-year sponsor of this show because, yeah, just like you, they're committed to the sport. For 33 years, they've been designing and distributing leading-edge performance products like Elite Axle Blocks, Elite Clutch Perch, Pro Launch Start Device for performance, radiator braces and skid plates for protection, along with a shock pump, attack, hour meter, and more for maintenance. Works Connection, great guys up there in NorCal and super cool company. I'm more stoked to be uh, associated with them. When you take a look around the AMA pitch, you'll see Worst Connection proving ground for products under the canopies of Team Honda, HRC, Star Racing, and other top teams. And the best part of this whole deal is if you use the code PULPAMX20, you get 20% off your order. Visit your local dealer, check out motorsport.com, and uh, ask them to see the Worst Connection product line for 2022. Great company, great products. Check it out. Thanks to Worst Connection for coming on the show. PULPAMX20, the code to save. 
With 80 years of experience manufacturing power sports pistons right here in the USA, Weisco has evolved into a full range of performance components for dirt bikes and other power sports machines. Whether you ride a two-stroke or a four-stroke, Weisco has a variety of pistons from reliable forged replacements to the performance-focused Racer Elite series. Weisco has recently expanded our Racer Elite line with SX and MX proven USA-made connecting rods. Now adding to the Garage Buddy Rebuild Kits, clutch and valve train components, and our CV4 Thermal Protection Line, this makes Weisco your single-stop performance name. Visit your favorite online or local dealer or Weisco.com to find products for your machine. Maxima Racing Oils was created for world-class racers who challenge the limits of possibility. Their demands on equipment drive us to look beyond conventional ideas and to exceed industry standards. It's in our DNA to identify problems, formulate solutions, and execute at the highest levels of competition. Case in point, the championship-winning Factory Kawasaki Race Team, longtime Maxima partners who extensively use Maxima throughout the bike. Maxima's USA-made products exceed JSO requirements and can be used in all motorcycle brands. Kawasaki, Honda, Yamaha, Suzuki, KTM, Husqvarna, and more. Maxima Racing Oils. Experience the difference. Visit MaximaUSA.com for more information. In 1990, my dad, Jamie Gregg, started Guts Racing. Guts stands for Gregg's Ultra Trick Seats, because I was just a little kid that wanted a trick seat. And if you're out there looking for a trick seat, go to GutsRacing.com, your local dealer, or Motosport, and place your order. Support the people that support Pulp MX. You can use Pulp 2022 for 20% off at GutsRacing.com. FMF Racing is proud to celebrate over 45 years of fun, building every FMF exhaust right here in the USA. Owner and founder Don Emler may have started FMF Racing in his garage 45 years ago, but Don is still hands-on in our 100,000-square-foot, state-of-the-art manufacturing facility in Southern California. FMF's goal? Design and manufacture the world's best performance exhausts, 100% in the USA, under one roof. FMF is a proud sponsor of the Lucas Oil Pro Motocross Championship for over 25 years. Hi, it's Tomax Superfan Dylan here. The only thing I love more than seeing Eli win... Whoa, wait, Dylan. Sorry to cut you off like Steve does his callers and guests, but a lot has changed. Similar to your favorite rider being on a new team, the new Michelin Starcross 6 tire range provides significantly improved performance and durability. Designed to win. The new Michelin Starcross 6 tire range offers up to 16% more traction when new and up to 19% more traction when worn in comparison to the previous generation. This means consumers will not only benefit from improved performance on their first few rides, but that this performance increase will continue throughout the extended life of the tire. Michelin is a legendary innovator in motorcycle tire technology, and thanks to Michelin Silica technology, the Michelin Starcross 6 tire range provides up to 11% more durability than the previous generation. This means consumers will enjoy the significantly improved performance throughout the increased life of the tire. 
Take it from me as I too have to buy my own tires. This added value is great news. The new Michelin Starcross 6 tire range is available in six versions, specifically sand, mud, medium soft, medium hard, and hard versions with the naming designation corresponding to the type of terrains and conditions where the tires were designed to win. Another innovation is the Michelin adaptive design with specific positioning of the tread blocks in three zones, central, intermediate, and lateral zones with the single goal to offer exceptional grip for the front tire and exceptional grip, traction, and longevity for the rear. To learn more about the new Michelin Starcross 6 tire line and all the quality products that Michelin offers for motorcycle segments that Steve cares nothing about, visit michelinman.com motorcycle. And then visit your local dealer or online retailer to choose Michelin product to maximize your riding experiences. Also, too, make sure to follow at Michelin Motorcycle on Instagram and Facebook. Attention riders, welcome aboard the all-new Atlas Vision. We hope you enjoy the added mobility, quicker flight time, and additional views. Please follow along as we outline the safety features of this revolutionary device. The first thing you will notice is the added headroom. The fore and aft positions no longer come with annoying restrictions, so feel free to move about the cabin. Quicker flight times can be achieved by unmatched comforts and unencumbered movements. Yes, we're built for speed and comfort. And now available to all customers is a 360 panoramic view. Go ahead and look around the cabin. These new angles are available at no additional charge. Located on the underside of the frame is the gold standard of impact absorption, D3O. In the event we accidentally take a trip to Indonesia, we suggest that you remain with your neck in the underextended position and allow this proven material to do its job by reducing the forces over 50% better than ever before. Although the Atlas Vision will not be noticeable, it will be there when you need it. If you are riding with a child or someone who requires assistance, secure your vision first and then assist the other person with a prodigy, tyke, or brawl. We ask that you keep your brace on until your moto is finished. We remind you that Atlas makes flexible neck protection. Tampering with, disabling, or destroying the product is prohibited by the limited lifetime warranty. You will find this and all other safety information in the user manual located online at atlasbrace.com. At this time, we ask that you remain standing with throttles in the wide open position with your elbows up and hips fully unlocked. Whatever that means. On behalf of the captain and entire crew, thank you for flying Atlas Vision. Enjoy the views. For over 30 years, Decal Works has led the industry in quality and customer service by offering the best custom motocross graphics, plastics, seat covers, and rider ID products. Decal Works is officially licensed with Honda, Kawasaki, Yamaha, Suzuki, KTM, Husqvarna, and Gas Gas. Their expert staff will go above and beyond to make sure your questions are answered. Decal Works is a proud sponsor of Red Bull KTM Factory Racing and the Rockstar Energy Husqvarna Factory Off-Road Team. Visit decalmx.com and be sure to use promo code PULPMX at checkout. Quality, service, and knowledge is what makes Decal Works stand out. Decal Works, number one for many reasons. At motorsport.com, our ride started in 1999 with a commitment to making your next ride your best ride. We take pride in having a huge selection of gear, accessories, and OEM parts for moto, street, off-road, ATV, and UTV. Riding is what connects us and makes us a family. From the track to the trail, tarmac to open roads, we're all connected because we ride. 
And that's what motorsport.com is all about. We've got your back. Our unrivaled and dedicated team of gearheads are willing to go that extra mile. No gimmicks, just high quality parts, the best customer service in the industry, and free shipping on all orders over $79. Our passion at motorsport.com is to ensure your next ride is your best ride. This is our invitation to you, from riders for riders. Visit us at motorsport.com. Maxima Racing Oils was created for world-class racers who challenge the limits of possibility. Their demands on equipment drive us to look beyond conventional ideas and to exceed industry standards. It's in our DNA to identify problems, formulate solutions, and execute at the highest levels of competition. Case in point, the championship-winning Factory Kawasaki Race Team, longtime Maxima partners who extensively use Maxima throughout the bike. Maxima's USA-made products exceed JSO requirements and can be used in all motorcycle brands. Kawasaki, Honda, Yamaha, Suzuki, KTM, Husqvarna, and more. Maxima Racing Oils. Experience the difference. Visit MaximaUSA.com for more information. It's Tomax Superfan Dylan here. The only thing I love more than seeing Eli win... Whoa, wait, Dylan. Sorry to cut you off like Steve does his callers and guests, but a lot has changed. Similar to your favorite rider being on a new team, the new Michelin Starcross 6 tire range provides significantly improved performance and durability. Designed to win. The new Michelin Starcross 6 tire range offers up to 16% more traction when new and up to 19% more traction when worn in comparison to the previous generation. This means consumers will not only benefit from improved performance on their first few rides, but that this performance increase will continue throughout the extended life of the tire. Michelin is a legendary innovator in motorcycle tire technology, and thanks to Michelin Silica technology, the Michelin Starcross 6 tire range provides up to 11% more durability than the previous generation. This means consumers will enjoy the significantly improved performance throughout the increased life of the tire. Take it from me as I, too, have to buy my own tires. This added value is great news. The new Michelin Starcross 6 tire range is available in six versions, specifically sand, mud, medium soft, medium hard, and hard versions, with the naming designation corresponding to the type of terrains and conditions where the tires were designed to win. Another innovation is the Michelin adaptive design, with specific positioning of the tread blocks in three zones, central, intermediate, and lateral zones, with the single goal to offer exceptional grip for the front tire and exceptional grip, traction, and longevity for the rear. To learn more about the new Michelin Starcross 6 tire line and all the quality products that Michelin offers for motorcycle segments that Steve cares nothing about, visit michelinman.com motorcycle. And then visit your local dealer or online retailer to choose Michelin product to maximize your riding experiences. Also, too, make sure to follow at Michelin Motorcycle on Instagram and Facebook. Love the guys at Works Connection to continue as a 10-year sponsor of this show because, yeah, just like you, they're committed to the sport for 33 years. They've been designing and distributing leading-edge performance products like the Elite Axle Blocks, Elite Clutch Perch, Pro Launch Start Device for performance, radiator braces and skid plates for protection, along with a shock pump, attack, hour meter, and more for maintenance. Works Connection, great guys up there in NorCal and super cool company. I'm more stoked to be 
associated with them. When you take a look around the AMA pitch, you'll see Worst Connection proving ground for products under the canopies of Team Honda, HRC, Star Racing, and other top teams. And the best part of this whole deal is if you use the code PULPAMX20, you get 20% off your order. Visit your local dealer, check out motorsport.com, and uh, ask them to see the Worst Connection product line for 2022. Great company, great products. Check it out. Thanks to Works Connection for coming on the show. PulpMX20, the code to save. FMF Racing is proud to celebrate over 45 years of fun. Building every FMF exhaust right here in the USA. Owner and founder Don Emler may have started FMF Racing in his garage 45 years ago, but Don is still hands-on in our 100,000-square-foot, state-of-the-art manufacturing facility in Southern California. FMF's goal? Design and manufacture the world's best performance exhausts, 100% in the USA, under one roof. FMF is a proud sponsor of the Lucas Oil Pro Motocross Championship for over 25 years. Hey, in case you didn't know, Racetech is the world's largest aftermarket suspension modification company. All Racetech products include award-winning goal valves and settings are 100% guaranteed and made right here in the U.S. of A. Racetech also offers state-of-the-art precision engine services and parts to all engine builders. The staff has over 65 years of championship winning experience. It's so good that many of the top privateer teams such as SGB Honda, Team Solitaire Nuclear Blast Yamaha, and Motul AJE Gas Gas, as well as Jerry Robin, Kevin Morans, and many more, choose Racetech for their superior performance, reliability, and their customer service. Hey guys, what's up? My name's Kate Clayson, and I choose Racetech because I love their desire to strive for perfection. I think we all know that perfection is impossible, but getting to perfection is always the goal, and I think that is something that both myself and Racetech have always worked towards, and I think they can help you get there too. Hey guys, this is Alex Ray. I use Racetech components in my SGB suspension and also the Racetech engine. The reason I like it is just because uh, the engine's super reliable, tons of torque, and also on the suspension side, it just gives it that flush, nice feeling. Hey, it's your boys over at Team Solitaire. If you don't run Racetech, here's what you do. Put your hands behind your back and run your face into a f***ing wall. Racetech.com. What's up, guys? This is Kevin Morans, and I choose Racetech because of their convenience of having Racetech centers all around the United States. Obviously, within my Decker Performance Suspension, works really well. They're very high-quality performance products. Definitely check them out. Hey, guys. This is Jerry Robin, uh, and I choose Racetech because of uh, the reliable motors, good power, good suspension, and obviously, it's great people around, and I've uh, been there for a long time, and they're awesome. Visit Racetech.com and use code PULP22 to save. With 80 years of experience manufacturing power sports pistons right here in the USA, Weisco has evolved into a full range of performance components for dirt bikes and other power sports machines. Whether you ride a two-stroke or a four-stroke, Weisco has a variety of pistons from reliable forged replacements to the performance-focused Racer Elite series. Weisco has recently expanded our Racer Elite line with SX and MX-proven USA-made connecting rods. Now, adding to the Garage Buddy Re- build kits, clutch and valve train components, and our CV4 thermal protection line. This makes Weisco your single-stop performance name. Visit your favorite online or local dealer or Weisco.com to find products for your machine. 
For over 30 years, Decal Works has led the industry in quality and customer service by offering the best custom motocross graphics, plastics, seat covers, and Rider ID products. Decal Works is officially licensed with Honda, Kawasaki, Yamaha, Suzuki, KTM, Husqvarna, and Gas Gas. Their expert staff will go above and beyond to make sure your questions are answered. Decal Works is a proud sponsor of Red Bull KTM Factory Racing and the Rockstar Energy Husqvarna Factory Off-Road Team. Visit decalmx.com and be sure to use promo code PULPMX at checkout. Quality, service, and knowledge is what makes Decal Works stand out. Decal Works, number one for many reasons. In 1990, my dad, Jamie Gregg, started Guts Racing. Guts stands for Gregg's Ultra Trick Seats, because I was just a little kid that wanted a trick seat. And if you're out there looking for a trick seat, go to GutsRacing.com, your local dealer, or Motosport, and place your order. Support the people that support Pulp MX. You can use Pulp 2022 for 20% off at GutsRacing.com. Attention riders, welcome aboard the all-new Atlas Vision. We hope you enjoy the added mobility, quicker flight time, and additional views. Please follow along as we outline the safety features of this revolutionary device. The first thing you will notice is the added headroom. The fore and aft positions no longer come with annoying restrictions, so feel free to move about the cabin. Quicker flight times can be achieved by unmatched comforts and unencumbered movements. Yes, we're built for speed and comfort. And now available to all customers is a 360 panoramic view. Go ahead and look around the cabin. These new angles are available at no additional charge. Located on the underside of the frame is the gold standard of impact absorption, D3O. In the event we accidentally take a trip to Indonesia, we suggest that you remain with your neck in the underextended position and allow this proven material to do its job by reducing the forces over 50% better than ever before. Although the Atlas Vision will not be noticeable, it will be there when you need it. If you are riding with a child or someone who requires assistance, secure your vision first and then assist the other person with a prodigy, tyke, or brole. We ask that you keep your brace on until your moto is finished. We remind you that Atlas makes flexible neck protection. Tampering with, disabling, or destroying the product is prohibited by the limited lifetime warranty. You will find this and all other safety information in the user manual located online at atlasbrace.com. At this time, we ask that you remain standing with throttles in the wide open position with your elbows up and hips fully unlocked. Whatever that means. On behalf of the captain and entire crew, thank you for flying Atlas Vision. Enjoy the views. Welcome back, everybody. Pulp MX Show presented by motorsport.com. Fly Racing and Decal Works, Jason Thomas coming up here. Jeremy Sism as well from AEO. And Cole Martinez right away, the double title winner at the ranch. Uh, Paul Perbino's from Renthal, Renthal.com. Big uh, RaiseItForUSA.com, uh, R-I-A-S-E-I-T, the number four, USA.com. Check it out, golf tournament to help Team USA, September 4th. Red Hawk Golf Club. We'll tell you more about that later as well, and uh, and much more coming up on the show. Thanks to the folks at Pro Filter. There's a real option for riders to avoid cleaning an air filter ever again. Imagine an alternative way that eliminates the time and chemicals required to clean and oil your filters. Just imagine. If you haven't heard of Pro Filter, maybe you've been roosted too many times. Profilter.com. Pulp 20 to check out to save 20%. 
profilter.com, pulp20 at checkout. They make top quality air and oil filters for dirt bikes, street bikes, side-by-sides, and everything in between. Sold through Power Sports dealers nationwide. You can easily pick up a pre-old, ready-to-use premium air filter or oil filter for your next service. Parabinos, profilter. Get it. Get it if you can. And uh, Maxima USA as well. 927, still the number one selling performance two-stroke oil in most markets around the world. Uh, make, what makes 927 so unique? Proven performance, unbeatable protection. It's still the greatest smelling two-stroke oil on the planet. Uh, Mitch Payton at, at Pro Circuit, Paul, have you heard of him? Uh, I know him. Yeah, he uses Maxima. Always has. Smart. Uh, not always. Mostly has used Maxima. Uh, Maxima USA, they have the uh, peak uh, additive in the new four-stroke uh, engine oil as well. And you look at uh, Monster Energy Kawasaki, you look at Monster Energy Pro Circuit Kawasaki, Maxima USA, love the SC1. Had an air freshener of SC1. I need to get another one. You mm. ever had an air freshener of SC1? I don't think so. They make them. It's fantastic. I bet it is. Oh, it's great. I got to get one from uh, Trevor and the gang there at Maxima. MaximaUSA.com. Experience the difference. Pulp 20 at checkout to save money at Maxima USA as well. Cole Martinez, please, sir, in the corner. Thank you. Uh, OGO bringing you Cole Martinez. Marks, you got a backpack there from OGO. You're dialed in. I did. Laptop sleeve. Excited to Pockets. Use that. Yeah. Like a little protector for your sunglasses. <clears throat> I'm going to put a different laptop in it next time I come. That's what I'm going to do. So your then laptop is the, the, yeah. the one I normally bring. I don't. What a piece of shit. I don't want to get you in a bad mood. Oh, too oh, late. Boy. Fuck you, you're fired. No, don't, don't do me any favors. I, I, I mean... What? Your other laptop, you've been saying, I got to get it working, I got to get it working. I and know, then, I know. Like, you don't get it working. I mean, it works fine for uh, everything else I do for it. Okay. Just couldn't get it worked up here. How do you handle an employee, Paul, that just doesn't want to look after his equipment and make it work right? Honestly, I... You guys got a lot of issues here. I'm kind of starting to see. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. I, I don't think that's a question I can even start to answer because there's a lot of problems or little things, riffs here, mm -hmm. uh, trends. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, you got a right. lot going on well, here at the HR department at Pulp MX. You could you could argue to start it with the uh, highly expensive sushi order for commercial break, and it started to go downhill from there. Yeah. Well, I mean, maybe. Your employees don't want to hear that it's such a financial burden to bring a little bit of sushi for their lunch and for a all their hard bit work of sushi. And, and their sushi, de <laughs> dedication. Sushi should bring up morale. Yeah. I yeah. felt like sushi brought it down as everyone no, was. I've, I think I think it would bring sushi. their morale up, but how you're delivering it and you're complaining about it is is <laughs> therefore make, bring Get it down. these guys. You're costing me too much money. I'm never going to financially recover from this. Let's let Paul Dr. Phil this later in the show. Yeah. I, let's get off Dr. It. Paul. I don't want a Dr. Any fill anything of it. <laughs> That's right. Uh, OGO Power Sports, please check them out, whether it's a 9800, whether it's the rig bag. Thanks to the folks at OGO for coming on board the show, and they make traveling so much easier. I just got a new layover bag as well from those guys, and it's going to help my travel to the races to uh, be so much, much easier. And I love the backpacks as well. If you want a discount from the folks at OGO, use the contact form on pulpamex.com to email us, and uh, I'll pass it on to the guys at OGO, and they will dial you in with a great deal. Uh, let's welcome our next guest on the show. This gentleman uh, won two titles down at the ranch and uh, really showed some really speed, some great endurance, and everything else. It's Cole Martinez. What's up, Cole? How are you, man? Good. How are you guys doing? Thanks for coming on. Hey, I don't know if you remember this, but we had Styles Robertson on the show, I don't know, two months ago, talking about Loretta's, and he, he said, don't sleep on Cole, Cole Martinez. Styles, was, 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 he called it. Yeah, I saw that. Uh, a few people sent me the 
the show and i so i listened to it yeah pretty crazy he called that huh yeah he really did uh it's good good job on that but good job to you man that's awesome uh taking a plus 25 and then the open pro sport um did you have any idea what was going on behind you in open pro sport to kind of give you that title well yeah i mean i knew those guys were battling pretty hard it looked like i could hear them and then obviously going you know, on different parts of the track, you could see it, and it looked like there was just a pack of guys. And at one point, I was like, "Oh man, they're going to be pushing hard." So, uh, yeah, it looked like Keith held in there for quite a while, mm-hmm. which probably saved my ass a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> and then, uh, and then, yeah, what's his name? Seventy-seven got around him, and pretty much we stayed the same the rest of the moto, which was pretty cool. And so, did you know you were in position to win it? No, when I saw him in second, I honestly thought he had the overall, and I was like, "Gosh, dang it!" Okay, like the yeah. like two laps to go, and then I got off the track, and they're like, "Hey, you won!" And I was like, "Are you sure?" But <laughs> I had him in uh, De Francisco mess or like mixed up a little bit. So, oh, okay, no. It's- it's pretty cool. That's awesome, man. Obviously, look, you used to race pro, and uh, you had a nice little career. T- took some time off to race some off-road, what you're doing now. What made you want to go back to the ranch? Like, what was it like? You know, you raced there back in the day, obviously, but did you have a, a goal in mind? Did someone make a bet with you? Did you? What made you want to go back? <laughs> well, I raced Mammoth last year in, like, the plus 25, and I, was, I had a blast, and then I watched Plus 25 at Loretta's, and Heath was in it, and there were some other good guys, Marshall and all those guys, and it looked pretty fun. And, I mean, I always thought it would be cool cool to go back at some point, and I mentioned it to a few people, and they jumped on, and next thing I know, we were headed headed back to the ranch. <laughs> yeah. How did you do when you were a kid there the first time? Did you have any good results? Oh, my gosh. My first time, I probably got lapped. <laughs> like, honestly, I yeah. probably got lapped. I had, like, Treadle was unreal. Tomac was unreal. Like, those guys were shredding, right? Right, right. Guys. So, when you're in that class, there's some heavy hitters. And my first time, I had no idea what we were getting into. My friend Taylor Robert actually, like, messaged me while we were there. And he's like, a lot different than when we first went there when we were little and I was like holy shit yeah you're telling you're telling me did you think you could win like obviously like the open pro sport you know that maybe not that one but were you like hey I feel good like I think I can get plus 25 like did did, did, did the practice time or on Monday surprise you like or did you go in thinking you could do this uh I raced Mike at the regional and beat him one moto there okay and then when I realized he was all in, like, I was already racing Mammoth. And then, so I've already got to race, like, Mike at this point of the regional. And then mm-hmm. to Mammoth, I raced, like, JG and Kennard. And, I mean, I just raced a bunch of legends, like, in a few weeks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was pretty crazy. And then everyone was like, oh, you're, you got to race Mike. You got to race Mike. And obviously, when he lines up, that's no easy task. So uh, I needed to train anyways for our next half of the season so right i kind of just chose to do something different and ride somewhere different and change it up before we have to get back to the desert grind but yeah obviously i wanted to win yeah 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 but the pro the pro sport class i had no idea where i would say like that's a totally different trip like tracks and mammoth or i mean dude i've barely rode any moto since i've started racing off-road other than glenn helen yeah. And I race like the, it's been crazy. So 
you know, it's pretty cool to you should, win both. You should try out this Supercross stuff, Cole. You look like you got a good future. <laughs> <laughs> I'm out. <laughs> so, hey, Cole, I'm Paul out. here. Um, What's up, Paul? Why don't, like, I, I think what, you're a cool story, right, in that, like, you've done it, you've been a professional for a while and then for a while there it wasn't going great right you didn't know what you were going to do next and, and i was actually watching uh one of your motos i don't know if it was pro sport or plus my five or what but i was standing with mark samuels and i was like mark look at you like you're really like you're changing cole's life here right like he, he kind of pulled yeah. zach bell out of nowhere and he pulled you out of, i mean frankly out of nowhere right and then you started doing off-road and and dude he's really kind of you've you have this whole new kind of career in life in front of you now, and now you just won pro sport at Loretta's and you're making a bunch more noise there. Like, I mean, I, I really think, um, yeah, I think people would be interested to hear kind of how that happened and, and what Mark Samuels has done for you. Yeah, for sure. Well, obviously I got hurt. Well, if you don't know, I got hurt like the last two years at race super Ross, like almost a year apart <laughs> and they're both pretty good ones. And so the first time injury, I was already like, man, I need to race off-road or, like, I need to do something different. Then I got sucked into racing in Europe for some Subaru-Ross, and then I was all into it again. And then at that point, I already talked to Mark the year before. And then I was like, oh, I, I'm not ready to do it. Mm-hmm. And then when the second injury, I was like, dude, I, I need to change something in my life. Like, I'm sick of being hurt. This is too gnarly, and I have a family now, and... Like, it was was I'm there? Sick a... of, I'm sick of getting my butt kicked on the track. Like, I need to be where, like, I know I can win. I just need to be somewhere, you know. And then Mark kind of jumped on, and next thing you know, we were. I mean, next thing I know, now the team is growing, and it's cool to be a part of it. <laughs> like, the, real actually. Well, for me, like, so you had a good, you know, you made Supercross main events. You got a couple top tens, like. But all of that doesn't mean you could be successful to me in Big Six or Works or whatever the stuff you're doing now. Like, great on a motorcycle, sure, but there's still the crashing and they're still being in shape. There's all that stuff that requires you to be successful outside of moto and supercross. I don't know what this Mark guy saw on you or, or Cole. What, like, how have you been able to adapt to this so well? Like, are you in great shape? Do you love to ride? Do you not push it anymore? Like, kind of... What's made you be a successful off-road guy? I think all the above. Okay. I think yep. You, like not having major injuries, like major setbacks, and being able to train like consistently. I think Mark giving me everything I need, like to succeed, because like you know we're contending for championships in off-road, and then obviously he just gave me a bike that could win Loretta's, which is unreal in itself you know so like he's really given me everything i need to succeed and you know it's been more of me just putting in the work to make it happen <laughs> yeah because and mean, then i grew know. up i grew up riding off-road so oh okay that's like all, so that's that, all we have here so yes yeah, so riding with like taylor robert and uh yeah we were with each other all the time but i chose to really try after moto you know yeah, I know Blos was telling me that before Supercross, he was just riding in the desert. Blos wasn't even riding Supercross that much. He's like, yeah, that's all we got out here is the desert stuff, you know, in Arizona. So uh, I thought that was yeah. pretty funny. Um, so, yeah, so, okay, so for my, I don't know that much about you. So, yeah, so you ha- you started off-road, so there is that gene deep in you, Cole, for off-road stuff, like back in the day. Yeah, yeah, yeah but I never really raced it. Like, I okay. was just always like a moto kid, and then 
I've raced a couple of works races, like not a ton <laughs> before that, but uh, yeah, like I did have some experience in it when I was younger, but mm-hmm. obviously when you're away from it for like 10 years or 12 years, you know, you got to figure out how to do it over again. And uh, uh, Paul, you were saying like, there's only a couple of guys. The motors are 25 minutes, like Open Pro Sport. Yeah, and Cole was one of those guys that go 25 minutes. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> it looked to me Cole's obviously in shape. Like, and and you know, I don't ever remember Cole for being that pre- pre- previous to his off-road career. But I think his all his off-road racing and and the consistency of the program that Mark's kind of bringing to him and the consistency that's Mark's bringing to mm-hmm. bring, bring brought to everything and uh, for Cole, I I, I think um, yeah, it was just him and Ryder and maybe Braswell that could go there full speed the whole moto. So. I, when did you first hear that the pro sport was going to be 25? Because that was that's new this year, and and I didn't learn about it until I got there. <laughs> I didn't learn about it till after the first moto. There you <laughs> go. <laughs> uh, no, I literally was like on the track, and I was like, I think at one point I had the lead in the first moto of pro sport, but I, the first two motos of pro sport, I was like super tight and uncomfortable out there. Mm-hmm. And. Uh, yeah, at one point I battled the guys for like a minute and then kind of got dropped and just settled in and got fourth. Like, that's what I could get, <laughs> which was totally cool. Yeah, you know, fourth is respectable. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. They're ripping. Like, they're shredding. And uh, and then the next one, I was like super uncomfortable. Well, no, like the first one I was like with two laps. I thought it would be two laps to go, and it was another, like, four. And I was like, holy <laughs> crap, this is a long moto for 20 minutes. So, yeah. so pretty crazy. The plus 25, you went one one two, right? Yeah. Did you did you beat Mike in the first two? Like, was it a battle, or did you have it handled, or how did that go? And then in the uh, last one, did Mike, did you let him go, and you were like, I got the overall? The first two, I think I had to pass him in both of them. Oh, okay. Yeah, it was a battle. Yep. He... He shut the door a few times in one of them, and then I got him and, like, kind of tried to sprint away because I didn't know what he was going to do. And then the next one, oh, the last moto, we were first moto of the day. I was pretty nervous about this plus 25. Oh, you were? Okay. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Just because I feel like that's, like, what I went there for. Sure, yeah. You know, like, Mark put all this effort and... You know, all the, I just felt like I had some weight on my shoulders for that one. And uh, so I take off to start on the sight lap. Awesome, like, jump off the gate. I was like, oh, sweet. I get back to the starting line, and the gate is, like, rock hard, slick, like, concrete. And I had the paddle on at this point. And, oh, my gosh, I spun so bad off the gate and came out, like, outside the top ten the first two turns so i was like oh shit we got some work to do now yeah and i like i don't ride soft tracks like that ever so yeah. i knew and going into the week like i had to win the first two motos no matter what because if i wanted to be part of the championship because i wasn't sure how i was going to be in that third moto knowing it was first one in the morning because like that's a totally different track than anything we ride. You I guess know? I don't think about that. Sure, yeah, right. Well, Your first, it's prepped, it's watered, it's this. It's totally different. And then I mean, I know from firsthand experience. Yeah. I was at Loretta's last year, and thirty is the class that I really go for. And we were first moto in the morning, very first race, and I pulled forty spoon. And oh my like, all you do is suck roost. Like every, there's no lines. Like it's right. hard to make up time and pass people because you're just in a mud hole basically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so deep, and I I like to think. 
now I do like a lot better when the track is rough. Yeah, rough and dry. All, and... That's all we ride. So uh, I was a little nervous about that motor. So yeah, I was like way back, came through, got to third, and I wasn't making too much time on uh, Jake. And then I, all of a sudden, one lap, I, like, made up a bunch of time and pressured him, and he made a mistake, and then I was in second. And at that point, I didn't really want to catch Mike. Yeah. And we kind of were super far away from third, so I just wanted to take it in. Because the second motor, I think we got into it a little bit, and I didn't want anything yeah. to do with it. <laughs> I, I remember watching that. You guys were, like, yeah, there was some a lot of blocking going on for a while like because you were coming at the end of the moto like that's why i yeah i, I brought up that cole was fit because you were coming at the end of the moto and yeah there was a lot of mark mark even said to me in the tower he's like dude it's i don't know what's why tony's being weird to me like we're friends we're honda kind of like right a teammates kind of like we both run a honda program and yeah, he's usually yeah. so cool to me but because cole's here racing mike he hasn't said hi to me once <laughs> <laughs> I know, I know, but they're cool. I mean, yeah, it's right, ra- it's racing. You know how people get. Yeah, yeah, no, they're competitive. They're competitive dirt, for sure. Dirt bikes, you know. So obviously, like knowing that I have to go race Michael Lessio Loretta's, and he's trying to break this record or yeah. just win for that matter, you know. And obviously, I want to go and win. Like, I'm still racing. He's retired. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, look, style, <laughs> style's new, man. Styles called it. That's all I got. Yeah, he he knew it. Um. What uh, is, where does this rank for you? These wins, like uh, I mean, you've you know you've had a good good pro career, and now you're doing well off road. Where, where does this stuff rank for you? Uh, I mean, pretty awesome, honestly. Yeah, yeah. I, for <laughs> for starters, I never thought I would even go back to Loretta's for that matter. Yeah, and then like getting the opportunity to go back with my family, you know, at thirty. Holy crap! I, I mean, I'm for starters, I'm just, like, super thankful that I can still ride and do this for a living, you know? Like, that's pretty badass. And yeah. then, uh, you know, and then to experience it with my family, my my wife, my kid, my brother even raced Loretta's, so that was sick. And my dad, like, so that was pretty cool to go with the whole crew and then oh, wow. have the whole SLR crew there. Tops it off, you know? You, uh... Do you watch the the Supercross motocross stuff? Do you follow it super closely? All, obviously, all your buddies are are in it, and I don't know how often you text them, like Coop and these guys. But like, or have you kind of because you didn't do what you wanted to do? You you don't follow it as much. Where are you at with your interest level for it? Oh, I love it. Oh, I love okay. Racing. Yeah, <laughs> but I love dirt bikes. I'm I'm a big fan uh, of all the guys. You know what I mean? Like it's everyone that can do this stuff. Uh, this okay. long is yeah. I'm all in on it's cool. What teams did you but, ride for in Supercross, and what, what, what were you on? Paul and I were trying to think yeah, about this earlier. I want to say a, like a Yamaha team, 250F team or something. I couldn't remember, though. Yeah. What did you ride uh, for? I rode it for a few Yamaha teams. Uh, my first year was like that Slayton team of being on a team. Yeah. Uh, my second year was maybe on the Barn Pros team. <laughs> okay, yeah. And then I rode for IB Corp when they the first year they came into it, which oh, was pretty yeah. sweet. Yeah, I rode for that AJE team mm-hmm. um, when they first came into it, and that was pretty cool at the time. Didn't you ride Suzuki's your last year? 
Four fifty. Yeah, I, I did think. that all. I did that all on my own. All on your own, yeah. And That's you right. were in a four fifty class, I think. You were. Yeah. 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 Um, so. So now, okay. Uh, so here's a question, Cole. Now that you've kind of like been through it first as a young guy, and then you kind of went and tried your way as a professional, and then now you've kind of almost like rebirthed your career, and you've gone back to Loretta's. Like, what's your, yeah, what's your feeling about how some of these amateurs are leaving Loretta's and entering the pro scene, and and what have you learned as now that you're older and yeah, like what were you not as focused on maybe certain things when you were younger that you sh- that you've learned now later? Like, what do you what do you what's your take on it? Oh man, there's so much I've learned. <laughs> like where you like, when you do this, like the only thing you've done in your life, you know, like train and ride, and you know you love dirt bikes. That's what we've all done, and uh, you learn so much along the way. Like, yeah, I wish I definitely would have known a few things when I was younger. That's for sure. And then for all the kids going, I mean, they have such big opportunities and like they're all young, you know, it's, that's the cool thing about racing these amateur races is like all these kids eyes are just wide open and Mm -hmm. looking like for such bright futures, you know, which they all have. Mm -hmm. So it's just cool to get the experience, you know, and see them and I'm enjoying it. Yeah. Uh, Cole, last time I talked to you, I think for a privateer podcast, you told me you had a Canadian passport. You were yeah. part Canadian. You, can you do designations for us? No. <laughs> <laughs> can, uh, can we get that happening? Yeah. I got I got to focus on this last half of the off-road season. Ah, oh, damn it. We're okay. battling we're battling for a title in that and I'd like to get that too. And that's big, is that big 6 or what is that? Pardon me. Yeah, my, that's in, okay. that's uh, NGPC. That's like the Grand Prix series. Okay. That's like the new name of Big Six. I oh, believe. it is? I okay. Believe so. All right. Okay. Yeah, yeah. The new name of Big Six. Yeah. I couldn't, keep, yeah, I couldn't keep track because Big Six and Works were fighting for a while. They were holding the same races. I don't even know if Works is still around anymore. I don't. And now we got another name I got to learn. So, all right. Yeah. Got it. No, I still race Works this year. I'm not sure if I'll do it next year. Okay. And then uh, I'm not sure exactly what we're going to do next year, but definitely probably end up racing in GPC. Yeah. Awesome. Well, that's cool, man. Uh, a real surprise, a real eye opener. I think, you know, like Paul and I were talking at the beginning of the show. Like, I'm sure these kids are like Cole Martinez. Like, whatever. Who cares? And it's like, no, yeah, this guy's really good still. You know what I mean? So, I think that's pretty impressive for you to beat some of these kids uh, at the ranch with those conditions. Three motos. You don't luck into anything down there, you know. Mm-hmm. So, that's awesome. Yeah, it was pretty mind blowing. Like to do it at this point of my career <laughs> yeah you, <laughs> you know. know like age 30 yeah racing the, like i was just going because i was gonna in that class just to race you know like mm-hmm. i'm going to race the plus 25 class like of yeah. that class <laughs> you just need it you need to like yeah if you're spending all that time to go you're like well i need to ride two classes the only other class available to him is open pro sports so yeah i'm sure he never yeah, had really so, aspirations to win it right right <laughs> yeah like so i i mean I definitely didn't want to go if I only had to, could ride one class, that's for sure. Right. But well, at the regional, I didn't even know if I was going to make it there because that Paula, <laughs> they took, I raced like a whole off-road bike with a small tank. And then, like, obviously there's a bunch of good guys that train and ride in California and they yeah. only took four. So I was like, dude, if I don't make it here, like, I'm probably <laughs> not going to go. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, really, right? Uh, we got a call for you uh, on uh, line three from Andrew. Andrew, thanks for calling in. What's your question for Cole Martinez? Uh, 
My question is, Cole, uh, you raced at both Supercross and off-road level. Um, I actually follow the off-road level more now. And as far as, like, heart rate throughout the two-hour race compared to Loretta Lynn's, what do you see the difference in between in between two series? Uh, Loretta's is, like, tight, and there's no place to rest. So you're pretty, like, for me, I was pretty high, like, high over 185 the whole time. And off-road, we have, like, a lot more straightaways in a sense. Like, don't get me wrong, the tracks are beat to crap. Like, sometimes I think they're uh, more gnarly than, like, some of the outdoors and whatnot. But Do you feel like those gas throughout the two hours or, or like, a 25-minute a motor? Yeah, yeah, way more gas after two hours. <laughs> the tracks are beat, but you just have more places to, you know, take some deep breaths and rest, like, in a sense, rest a little bit being that there is a lot more straightaways. So, like, average for me is anywhere above, like, 169 to, like, 185 maybe for off-road. Yeah. Pretty impressive, man. Congratulations. Thanks, man. Thanks, Andrew. Appreciate it. Yeah, Cole, I remember when you were first starting to do this, Mark was texting me, and he was like, hey, like, what's your advice to how to prep for Loretta's being in California? And um, I was like, well, just – California's never really seemed to have a have a problem there. Like they always get it done. And I, but I know you went and uh, did some riding at uh, Albertson's place on the way before. Do you think that really helped you? Yeah, absolutely. Because when I was younger, I feel at Loretta's, I feel like the track is so tight. And even watching the Pro National there, like that was probably so cool for all the guys to go back and race there. Yeah. That. But uh, like it's so tight and no tracks are really like that in a sense and there's so i didn't realize how much grip that kind of caught me off guard this trip like on a 450 there is so much grip on that track wherever you go it's like traction to the max and it's rough too like people people don't understand how rough loretta's gets like it's it's a rough rough track yeah it looks brutal it's brutal it looks uh, i I didn't watch actually i didn't watch one second this year Mm -hmm. uh on the racer tv i did last year though and yeah it didn't look fun it's at brutal, all man yeah. it like yeah no matter yeah. where you went right um and people were telling me like the track is even more rough like maybe because the dirt changed because of the flood and had, maybe had a harder base i don't know right it was it was pretty damn rough that's for sure uh craig is on four craig what's up man what's your comment about loretta's craig you there hello yeah you there oh no uh, i guess he marked her my name wrong but it's actually price okay all right Dan Marks. Uh, I had a call for uh, I had a call for Cole. I yeah. did Cole Racing. Um, he it's I've been calling honestly since Styles was on the show when he said uh, watch out for Cole. I yelled on the you know by myself. I was like Cole's gonna win it yeah. know, as a joke. But uh, <laughs> um, yeah, I've known Cole since I was a little kid. I mean, I used to see the kid watch ride in the desert, ride at the sand dunes. He used to come over and stay at the house all the time, and I'd never seen anyone win races uh, with a throttle stuck on an 85 before mm. and i've never seen anyone beat uh eli tomac back at one of our local tracks back in the day look and at that i just felt like yeah. you know like cole is a bad dude and yeah maybe not had the best supercross and motocross um professional career but definitely i uh, just like to see that he's finally kind of getting that recognition and kind of you know title that i, I think he deserves for sure well cool thanks man nice nice call yeah, yeah thank no you and i just want and I wanted to say, too, Steve, you are wrong about those purple bars on the Yamaha. I know they weren't a thing back then when they were in the 90s, but they do look sick on my blue crew. Okay. All right. Fair <laughs> enough. Thanks, man. I appreciate it. Thank you. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's just that's just me. All right? I'm not putting the purple bars on my blue crew. 
Uh, all right. And then, uh, yeah, Cole, thanks for thanks for calling in, man. Congratulations. Really, really cool. Uh, good job. And, um, yeah, impressive, man. Thank you for calling in. Yeah, thank you, guys. Good talking to you. All right. Thanks, man. See ya. Later. Uh, that's Cole Martinez brought to you by the folks at OGO Power Sports. Uh, please check them out. You want a discount from the folks at OGO, email us using the contact form on Pulpamex and we'll pass it on. Uh, Nolan's on one about the Horizon Award. Nolan, you want to talk about the Horizon Award? Yeah, so I just wanted to get your guys' opinion on something. I, uh, you know, congrats to Caden Braswell. I think that's awesome. He won it, and I was hoping he won it. But um, what do you guys just think in general of? For a kid to, you know, win the award that is, you know, recognized for the most promising pro career and he doesn't have a ride, you know, like how can you honestly say that he has a better shot than DeFrancesco or Hymas? They're going to factory teams. Well, yeah, I don't know. I just it well with me. Yeah, I mean, you're you're not wrong. I mean, the 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 essence of that word of that award, right, is who is who does, you know the industry see as the most prom has the most promise to, for their next pro career but i think it's become quite results based at loretta lynn's like for instance the other yeah. the other awards the amateur rider of the year the youth rider of the year the vet rider that's strictly just what's going on at the ranch like that's all it is is based on results yeah, horizon so, is an actual like yeah this thing this has a little bit more meaning so i'm with you like and i think i think it was very much up in the air before that last open pro sport moto because at that point rider yeah. and caden had similar moto scores caden had one uh title and rider was probably on his way to the last title um, I mm -hmm. think if Ryder wins that last moto, wins the title, he's the Horizon Award winner, no problem. But I I'm yeah. with you; like, it's a it's a bit of a conflict, like for sure. I, I would say is it that a vote is it a vote? Like, is there seven guys and they vote? Or? It's a vote. Yeah. Okay, it's yeah. a vote. Like yeah, AMA, yeah, OEM. How can you not pick the kid that won the title? I mean, obviously, you kind of give to Cole Martinez, even though Michael Leslie was like saying that he should get it, which I kind of thought was funny, but. Yeah, I mean, obvi obviously it would look like quite the political move if Ryder had still got it there, right? Like yeah, in that situation. Exactly. So I think it's it's tough and it's right. a little contradictory. Yeah. yeah. Uh, good call, man. Thanks for the thanks for the call. Thank you, man. Uh, all right. Uh, next up on the show, uh, brought to you by the folks at Fly Racing, FlyRacing.com. It's Jason Thomas. What's up, JT? Not much. Just hanging in here. Fresh off. Are you back? <laughs> He's back. Uh, Where are you at? Kind of. Kind of. I'm home. Oh, I, I don't. I don't know like where my mental state is, but I'm my physical body is is home. Yeah, <laughs> Sweden, fresh off the Swedish GP. Did you see Lars there? I didn't. I didn't. I know he was there, but I did not see him all weekend. Oh wow. Okay, go figure. Hmm. Figured you guys well, would have ran. He only came. I think he only came on Sunday, and I saw his like Facebook post and Instagram post, and he was kind of like all over like out in the spectators because he was with his brother. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I, I mean, he wasn't really – unless I would have seen him near the HRC setup, I probably wouldn't have run into him. His brother's a big Pulp fan, Lars's brother. <laughs> Lars says that he gets all his information about what Honda's doing from his brother who tells him what Pulp says. So. Got it. <laughs> yeah, 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 it's great. It's great. Reliable source. Right, right. Fly Racing, flyracing.com. Lots to talk to you about, JT. I guess, first off, uh, let's start with Swedish, Swedish GP. Sewer wins again. Uh, Tim, uh, second place. Mitch Evans, a qualifying win on Saturday. Yeah. That's pretty cool. That's a long way back for Mitch Evans. Um, yeah, talk about the what, what surprised you the most. Yeah, I mean, you know, this track is uh, – it's a really difficult track to ride. Um, forget about going fast on. Just just being able to kind of get around is, is really tricky. Um, it's like this volcanic kind of ashy type dirt. Uh, it has a really hard base. And 
you know, Paul and I were talking about this uh, a couple of days ago, and it's a, a little bit similar to Unadilla. If, if Unadilla is really dry and hard, <clears throat> it's a little bit similar to that. But just going out and watching them, not in the booth, but watching them go around, you can just see how difficult it was. It, they're just making mistakes everywhere. And Paul and I were kind of walking around on Saturday talking to riders, and literally the first thing that every rider said was, man, it's really slippery. I mean, to a man, it was the first thing that came out of their mouth. And you could, you could see that in their riding. Like, it just looked really, really tricky. So, um, you know, I think Mitch Evans and he and Geiser did a really good job on Saturday of just kind of riding the track away at, the way it needed to be ridden. Um, they were in really tall gears and really low RPM and just kind of flowing around. And then uh, you contrasted that to the uh, Monster Yamaha guys, and they were just really trying to override the track. Um, and I, I don't know if, I, I, from what they said, they changed the bikes quite a bit for Sunday, uh, but they really bounced back um, for Sunday. So I think a lot of guys were just kind of in survival mode. You, you just couldn't really push too hard on the racetrack. And, and the, the harder you tried, the more mistakes you made and, uh, yeah, the more difficult your life was. So it was just kind of a, it's a strange racetrack. I, I, putting myself into that situation and, and as a racer, as a former racer, you always do that. You're just like, Oh man, how would I attack this racetrack? I probably would have just waved the white flag. Um, it would have been really, really challenging to go fast on that track. Tim's got over a hundred point lead and sewer has been really good lately. And Tim's mm-hmm. been so, so how much of this is just the hundred point lead? Yeah, a lot of it is. And, and I think for Tim, I think he goes into each weekend wanting to win because for one, he's super competitive and he's a racer and he's a world champion and all those things Two, you know, it's a hundred grand or whatever to win. So that's a, a nice motivating factor there too. Mm-hmm. But I think he has to balance that with, Hey, there's a world championship here and all I have to do is just not screw this up. So I think he goes into the weekend like, man, I want to win. And then he, he'll have a crash or something will go wrong. Like he had a huge crash on Saturday and uh, his time qualifying session. And I think he, that brings him back to reality where he's like, okay, I, I can't do anything stupid here. Like, yes, I'm motivated to win, but I just sent it in there and flipped uphill three times. Yeah. So, yes, I, I do think the results are not necessarily indicative of what he's capable of, but this is, this is how championships are won. And the two guys that were really capable of challenging him for a championship – are, have both been out the majority of the season, and Jeffrey's been out the entire time. So I don't think, I don't think he has to do anything. And I bet it's an internal struggle because I don't think he likes getting beat by these guys. You know, the the guy that's going to be world champion probably isn't thrilled about going out and getting beat week after week after week. But no, it gives confidence, end, right? To your right, yeah, it gives confidence to your rival. Your it gives it gives yeah. competitors more. You know, all it's not good. Yes, it's good to yeah. get the title, but yeah, I don't think he's. I, I personally don't think he's super concerned with giving Seaward or some of these guys confidence. I think he knows going into 2023 when Jeffrey's back and Roman is back to 100%. When they, you know, wherever the series starts next year, if, if it does end up being Oman, they're gonna have, he's going to have to go for it. Like, there won't be this, yeah. I can just cruise around. Like, it's going to be full send again. And if those guys are confident or whatever after five months off, good for them. But... I think he's just bringing this thing home. I, I really do. And he's being very opportunistic. If the win is there, great, I'll go for it. But he's not going to do anything 
to take too much risk. And I, and I say that watching him flip down the racetrack yeah. in time qualifying, um, I still don't think he's going to really push past where, you know, if, if Jeffrey was out there, I think you would see him going a lot faster, right? I think he's probably riding at ninety-five percent. I really do. Is Renault okay? I don't. I don't know. He crashed out, but was it bad or is he is it fine? Or like- he rode. He rode back to the to the mechanics area. I didn't hear anything about a significant injury. Okay. Um, he won so the first. I, I would yeah. guess he's at Fenway next weekend. Right. Uh, Prado's third in points. Should have. You look at this track, like you said, and Spaniards are good on the hard stuff. I, I don't. Paul thinks it may be the bike. I don't really know. He's not – but he's third in points. Like, third in points is third in points. It's not a garbage yeah. year. But, dude, he has not he's, – he's getting worse as the season goes on. He really is. Anybody know what's going on, Prado, JT? I know that uh, basically everybody on a white bike, a red gas gas bike, or an orange bike are having issues uh, with chassis, with just getting comfortable. Um, you look at Paul's Jonas. Uh, you look at Prado, you all those guys. I mean, it's the same story that's going on in America. Um, I think Tom Bial has been subject to the same thing on the 250. Everyone, to a man that I've talked to, I've talked to people that would know, I've talked to the riders themselves, here and there, and no one is extremely comfortable with the setup, right? They're, they're, they are challenged by this new chassis. And I... I personally think Prado, I know for a fact that he is, they're trying different frames and trying new things every weekend. Like they're testing on race weekends right now to try to get those guys better. So yeah, that would be my comeback. Like, Hey, you guys can do anything you want. Yeah. So, and they are. Yeah, they, they absolutely right. are. Um, I just don't think they necessarily know what the perfect fix is. Yeah. I don't right. Unless you're going to go back to the old chassis, which they're not. I think it's a work in progress. And I chalk it. I chalk a lot of, 2022's results both here and in Europe up to the new chassis and a lot of guys just struggling with it. A lot of buzz about Ferrado's ninth? <laughs> Not really. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, that's unfortunate. No, I, I mean, uh, you can take it as a slight, but if you want, if you're asking if there's a lot of buzz about his ninth, then the answer would be no. Well, second best Austrian bike. So, you know, maybe KTM should take a look at that. You love him. Good guy. Sure. He's great. I'm glad we got yeah. out of MX2. We were too heavy for MX2. You were. Yeah, Paul, we, Paul, there's no middle ground here. You either I know. think he is the greatest Italian racer to ever live this, or you hate him. This no, is his European is, uh, is, This uh, is his European A-mark. He is not as good as Caroli. He's not the best Italian racer ever. But he's next. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, Iago. Iago looked like he was in danger there, uh, but uh, rebounded with the second moto win. Yago. He rode good. Yeah, he rode really well. Yeah. Seemed like it. I was impressed with him all weekend. I don't and I don't expect you guys to have watched the qualifying race on Saturday. No, um, negative. Maybe, yeah. maybe Paul did, but um if you get a chance if if you're bored, watch it because I was really impressed with his ride on Saturday, even more so than Sunday. Uh typically when I watch Yago, it's uh there's just a lot of mistakes in his riding and, and he has worked to fix those in the last year or two, but before then, it was, it's really what's kept him from being a world champion is silly mistakes, sloppiness at times. And this is I'm, – it's a relative term because he's obviously great. He wins a lot of GPs. But when, you wa- when I watched him on Saturday, I was like, man, that's everything that I've ever wanted to see from him. Like he was so precise and no mistakes, not rushing the track, not putting any urgency into his riding at all. Like it was, it was 
really nice to watch. Um, so in my mind, my opinion of him really turned a corner this past weekend because Sweden is not a track that would really suit him. Um, he's a high rever. He doesn't, you know, he's never really excelled at the hard pack tracks. Even going back to like Germany, the last race I was at, uh, Benesson and Tom Vial were significantly better than him, in my opinion, at uh, Teutschenthal. And this weekend, he really looked, looked like he was coming into his own in all conditions. And it doesn't matter where they seem to go, whether it's Indonesia or Sweden or obviously in the sand, he's great, but he's really becoming more well-rounded. And I don't know if that's a maturity thing as far as age goes or if he's been working on that, you know, working on his technique or anything, but it's, it's evident when I watch him because I only go over there every, you know, three or four times a year. So I get to see him lap after lap after lap, not on television, like standing next to the track. I get to see him. And it's, it's a noticeable difference. Um, I want to attribute it to just him maturing and him, his skill set catching up with, you know, his mental process and, and all those things are kind of coming into fruition here. Uh, so yeah, I, I think he's going to go on to win this championship. There's three rounds left. He has a 23 point lead. Um, yes, they're all hard pack tracks, but from what I saw this weekend, I don't really think it matters. Um, I'm not saying he, he's going to win every moto or anything like that. Maybe they just go one, two, two, one the rest of the way, but I think he'll be good enough to get it done. What, uh, what's the buzz on Vial's, uh, coming to America over there? If you got a chance to talk to anybody, then, you know, I was talking to some French guys and they're like, Hey man, he doesn't have any supercars experience. He's not a typical French guy that rode these indoor supercrosses or these fair race with supercross series, you know, like doesn't have a lot of it. Yeah, I think that, you know, there, there is that thought for sure. You know, his dad did race French Supercross. He raced, I raced him in German Supercross. So his dad knows kind of what to do. Like, it's not like he's clueless, like their family's clueless as to how to no. go about this process. But, yeah, I, I don't think he's necessarily the prototypical French Supercross. Like, he's not Subarus where they, he, all he did was grow up racing mm-hmm. Supercross. Like, that's not him either. Um, but, you know, I, I think... He's excited to come over to the USA. Um, as for how Supercross goes, I don't know, but I think it's a good opportunity for him. I think, you know, I think KTM really needs him for the 250. Uh, Max Bowen is definitely improving, but I think they need a guy that can win on that 250. And uh, yeah, so I, you know, the, the really the talk right now is a does he get chosen for Motocross of Nations for Team France, and b if he gets chosen and will he accept because Paul and I were kind of talking Paul Malin and I were talking about this this weekend. It would be very easy for him to race Turkey, which is uh, the same weekend as uh, Paula. So Labor Day for us, that's the end of the championship win or lose, come home, pack all your stuff, head to the USA and you could start supercross practice. I don't know, mid September, you know, like, yeah. okay, take a week or two off late September if he doesn't do that and he does ride motocross nations, he needs to continue riding. He's got to stay in Europe. He's got to stay, you know, in that, on that same Red Bull KTM team in Europe, practicing, do all the things, then come to America for Red Bud, continue riding motocross. So essentially it puts him like a month behind or may, at least three weeks behind where he could get started on that supercross experience. So well, Paul, that you, was really more of the talk than anything. Paul, you don't think he's going to be on Team France from what you hear? All Yamaha I don't, team. I don't think so. Right. Yeah, I don't think so. And I would have – I mean, I don't know what Coast K team would end up putting him on, but they'll just see how he develops, I would right. think. But they have they can lean on Volan to go west to give him more time. So, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I 
I don't know that he will be on Team USA. I think I'm, I'm sorry, Team France. I'm with JT. I think he might just be like, hey, I'm going right. to try to win this title, and then I'm going to go concentrate on Supercross. Um, Mitch Evans, I haven't heard for sure, but he, now this has got to help his Team USA or Team Australia bid, right? I think he's always been kind he's of always in, in, in the conversation. The okay, yeah. yeah with, the uh, with Australia, yep. yeah. Um, and, yeah, we'll see where he goes next year. I, I don't believe he's going to be staying at Honda. So, um, I don't know. Maybe we'll see him at Ice One. What, the uh, one question I had on uh, on Evans was, so Geiser's not going. Geiser's going to, you know, take uh, September off. And, you know, Slovenia is getting better. Um, you know, Jan Ponser's getting a lot better, so they would have a, a second rider. But he's not going. So for Honda HRC Europe, how do they feel about Mitch Evans wanting to go, right? They have to make this special trip now for just for Evans. Because I think if guys was like, yeah, we want to go, but I, I think it's easy for them to be like, okay, yeah, then we're sending Mitch and all our, our staff are going and technicians are going and we're doing this thing. But I wonder if that plays into it. Maybe it doesn't. Maybe, you know, I, Honda, American Honda helps them or however it goes. I was just wondering if that's going to be a complication for them picking Mitch is guys are not wanting to go. I would. That's not without without reason for sure. I would agree with that too. I would just think that because it's Australia, like I think Australia is pretty good about supporting their team, and I think they get some financial support. So, I would think that the Australian Federation is going to cover a lot of the cost to bring him. So, I would think he'd still go. But if it was like for another nation that really didn't give a lot of support, then I I believe your theory a lot. Yeah. Uh. Yeah. I guess we'll see. Uh. Let's talk about Team USA. Uh. Paul, you are you have yourself a title. For Team USA. I do. Uh, we did a podcast this afternoon. It'll be out next week, we think. A little more detail about that. Um, let's try to help Team USA. There's been there's dysfunction on Team USA. There's dysfunction. Yeah. And and there's no other way to put it. Uh, a lot of team managers aren't happy with Roger being team manager of Team USA. The performance of the team has slipped, where we've seen some horrible performances from riders that should be better. Um, you want to help raise money? Raise it for USA.com. It's a golf tournament uh, September 4th uh, in Temecula, day after Paula. Yeah. Hopefully have Team USA there. If yep. not, industry support behind this thing. Help out some some teams with some finances if we can. Um, you know, make it a little bit more worth their while. Uh, but honestly, money's great, and that always helps and solves problems. But to me, as I told you on this podcast, it'll come out next week. We got to change everything up, in my opinion. Team USA. I mean, I'm glad they're looking at a 450 rider, potentially Craig, yeah, in the MX2 <clears> spot. I'm glad they're doing that. I think Roger needs to go, and he did a great job, and he can still go to the race. But I think Roger needs to be removed. It's eight years of losing. Not all his fault, clearly, but switch it up. Uh, and you're involved, and you know, hopefully things can work a little better this year. Because I want can, can Team USA. Can they all just be on the same radio channel? <laughs> can we just go start small? Yeah, I, I mean, I think, um, I think, yeah, obviously you need to listen to that podcast that we recorded, and it's a kind of a passion project for me, honestly, and it's just come from a lot of talking with Motocross Nations, with you, with JT, right? We're all big USA fans, and we know what our country has done in the past in this race, and, and I just don't like where it's gotten to. Um, it's kind of like a burden to go for a lot of these teams. You know, we don't get a lot of financial support. So really, yeah, I came up with the idea to organize this golf tournament, um, in talking to team managers and yeah, getting hooked up with Mike Pelletier, we kind of agreed it, I need to be officially part of this thing somehow for it to, uh, f to help 
kind of inject that money to inject it in in a certain way that's different and 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 where you start you know some sort of change needs to come right um roger's been awesome to deal with with me so far and again i don't this is my first time being part of it so i don't know how decisions were made in the past but so far the the experience and and what's happening is is all i can see is that everybody's working together everybody has good opinions and we're and all the decisions are being made as a team but there's just not it's not a big priority and it's and it's and it and we're understaffed it's a right it's a, it's, yeah yeah everyone yeah. has other jobs other responsibilities it's hard to get together and communicate and and honestly like i think for me i'm excited just to get to be a part of this thing to have another set of eyeballs that understands european racing that understands our racing maybe i can be that neutral person to connect a lot of these teams together you know a lot of these oem guys they don't want to talk directly to each other right, right. And maybe that's you know that's yeah. obviously why a lot of the team managers m may have a conflict with roger um but uh it's so weird because they didn't used to it used yeah, to never be a problem dan betley went yeah and sternstrom went and everybody was was good it's, and it's just it's gotten it's, hostile it's changed it's yeah. changed and it's and it's unfortunate because it's gotten to a point where it's hard for it seems harder for people to just to you know check their ego a little bit for the weekend yep. for the sake of team usa um but I, I i don't know there's just the feeling of it coming to red bud the changes that are happening in our sport the unity between feld and mx sports like it feels like the right time to mm -hmm. to start maybe some weakness in the european riders yeah that doesn't help <laughs> that doesn't hurt as well right we had no hurlings no rocks and no geyser coming to to motocross of nations we're at home in red bud we've tried it before and it didn't go well so we'll learn from our mistakes this time can we have like a, can we change our tire after the parade lap can oh, we yeah. can we select the right gates and that's something that just i mean right. i personally am excited to just be close enough to try to be the extra set of eyes to make sure that we don't miss the inside right. gate or make sure that hey like bring a spare tire down there they could flood the parade lap and you could come back with a wet tire like just dumb little things like that just to be a, another person to help right. kind of like connect all the dots a little bit and maybe uh, we can start to to reverse it mark you golf Absolutely not. Pete does. Pete does a lot. Yeah, I live. You could put him on the Pulp MX team. Do you want to be on the Pulp MX golf foursome? Yes. Will you when, and, when and where? Oh wow! Look at that. Right there. Yeah. Right I mean, there. Sunday after Paula. No one. No one says gonna... Team USA more like that man in the corner. The passion that comes yep. from yeah. that man. I mean, it's starting Count to. Me in. <laughs> it's starting to take off. Like we already got a lot of sponsors on board. Yeah. Um, you know, Guts Racing and Lucas Oil Pro Motocross, KTM Husky, Gas Gas Pro Circuit, Scott OGO, Yamaha. Um, I mean, yeah. Seven and Bubba's World have shown interest, and Maxima and Hundred Percent. There's a lot. I, I'm kind of putting this all together on right. the fly here, and and yeah, we wanted to talk about here on the Pulp Show because, as Phil says, if you want people to know something, just tell Steve Mathis. Yeah, yeah. So. Raise it for <laughs> USA.com. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I don't know, man, and I like taking the opinions of of plenty of people right like i have to be really neutral in my position and what i do so i'm friends with you know the media with the industry side with the race team side and and i have to be kind of switzerland so uh, i i i ask jt his opinion all the time right he, like he is he's going to multiple mxgps a year and watching riders in person and he's going to multiple nationals a year watching riders in person not many people in the industry have done that this year like there hasn't been that many, honestly. So he's a great person to talk to about like, hey, how do we compare? How do our 250F guys compare to their 250F guys? Um, uh, so J JT, speaking of 250F guys, uh, Barsha bowed out. There's a lot of people on Justin Cooper's bandwagon because he won a moto. And I mean, good job. Like, you know, he, he he's riding well, but give me Craig still on that MX2 bike, JT, right now. Give me that. Yeah, I don't. I don't really have a strong opinion about it. I've been bouncing all over the place. Um, I still don't have something where I'm like, "Yep, stamp it." I'm I'm right. all in on yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. I, I yeah. really don't. Um, I, I'm not. 
that against a lot of ideas either. You know, Craig's ridden really, really well. Um, it's going to get dicey, though, if, if Justin Cooper comes out at his home race and, and wins. Um, it's, <laughs> I don't know that the decision changes, but you're, there's going to be noise. There's there's a, I think there already there are there is already noise. I know, but it's yeah. gonna get louder. Okay. I mean, well, there it's gonna get louder. There will not be a team announcement at Unadilla. Like, yeah, it's gonna happen. You know, I don't think you'll hear anything until Bud's Creek. Um, and I think you know, I don't. I, I personally don't think we have to declare our team so early. Like, I still yeah. don't know who's on Team France for sure. They right. haven't declared their team yet. They're the ones coming from overseas. I have no idea who's on Team Italy. I just, I, I think we can wait a little bit more. I've we been, can watch and see what happens. I've you been know. told. Complete bullshit, but Ferrato is not on Team Italy. Oh, you got issues. Then. Yeah, uh, yeah, complete bullshit, but that's what I've heard. I heard they're putting Caroli on instead of him. Don't no, move, no, huh? no, no, no. Ferrato, <laughs> we would accept Caroli on the team. We're fine with that. Right. Uh, no, I'm with you, JT. I, I like Craig, but you can't. Like, I'm not going to stand and passionately defend Craig over Cooper. And either one is fine for me. I, I prefer Christian on the small bike, but if Cooper does catch fire here, you know, sure. Yeah. yeah, the tough part right now, as it sits, if if they do pick Craig, which I you know I think he's the front runner. If Justin Cooper came to me and if I'm Mike Pellet here, if I'm anybody involved and they're upset about it, I would say, listen, like there were several rounds where you weren't riding very well, and this it's it's not condemnation of you, but we have to pick who we feel gives us the best chance and. Christian's ridden really well, started out on the podium at the first round and has been really consistent all the way through. And you you just weren't. That's not your fault. You were hurt. You know, you're coming off injury. The first round was miserable. And then you had a lot of inconsistent rounds, you know, rounds four or five in there. Um, so I think he would have to take a long, hard look in the mirror and say, yeah, I, I, didn't, I didn't ride very well at a bunch of races. So I, I kind of get it. But I, on the other side of that, I do think if he comes out and wins a moto or is on, yeah. in the mix at Unadilla, it's going to get tough. I, I don't know. I'm glad I don't have to be the one to choose. It's he, came, be tough. he came on the show a couple weeks ago and said he was felt disrespected, that he wasn't considered for Team USA more, and that his foot wasn't bothering him. And, and, and he's ready to go. And yeah. see, you but know, obviously, I'm going to – I voice my opinion in this, and, and yeah, I'll continue to voice it, and the decision will be made as a team. But I really think uh, – I, I really think we should have four riders in the conversation for a while longer because we still need to prepare for what could happen in these yeah. last eight motos, yeah. right? We still have Eli Tomac and Chase Sexton going to battle each other to the tooth and nail for this title. Um, what happens if we lose one of them to injury? Like, yeah. I think Craig would be a Craig perfect be guy to yeah. put on a 450, and then you want to ask Justin Cooper back after not including him to say, hey, come ride our 250 now. We need you now. I don't think that's cool either. Ah, put your ego down and accept it. I get it. Yeah. yeah. Oh, and yeah. that's the that really needs to be the theme of success at right. Motocross of Nation. Check the ego. Yep. That that really will do it. Like let's work together as a team for our country. Right. So I don't know. We'll see. I think we'll. I don't. You know. Right. We're not going to hear an announcement for a bit. But uh, raise it for USA. dot com. Go out there. Check it out. Donate. Come out and hang out uh, if you want the Sunday after Paula as well. Yeah. And, anybody uh, can sign up. So. Yeah. The public is welcome to sign up. We're playing a four-man team scramble event. Um, I do think we'll have Team USA there. If this another idea that we're working on goes through, we may even have a bit of an announcement regarding Team USA there that I think would be really exclusive for a lot of people coming to the tournament. So it's going to be a real kind of industry-heavy, rider-heavy gathering. So, yeah, everyone's invited. Come on out. Awesome. Uh, Fly Racing, Jason Thomas on the show. JT, before we let you go, we got the X-Brand Goggle Tariffs as well. Super Motocross. Three races uh, at the end of the year. Some sort of qualifying system. 
We know the L.A. Coliseum will be one round. We think Austin, Texas at the Circuit of America will be one round. And we think that Charlotte or Atlanta, what do we think the other one will be? Um, Charlotte, Charlotte, Atlanta, L.A. Coliseum. No, oh, not Charlotte. Austin. Atlanta, Austin, L.A. Coliseum, okay. I believe. Is Atlanta, Austin? Yes. Okay, I heard Charlotte too. But I, anyways, uh, $10 million, most of it for these three races. What's your take, JT? Well, it's it's hard to not think it's reactionary to World Supercross um, on the surface, right? I, I know it's been worked on longer than that. So I I just think on the surface, if you're just tuning in, and you just happen to go online and see this, you're going to be like, oh, wow, this is just a response to World Supercross. Mm -hmm. Now, I don't think that's the case. I think there was already a plan. Now, both of those could be true. You know, the timelines and the urgency could have been sped up from uh, from this World Supercross thing. But in the end, anything that's going to bring the two series closer together, more cooperation, more money for the riders, mm -hmm. bigger, you know, more – spectacle of a series like i don't see any downside to it other than the series runs later into the calendar that's it right there to me that's the only downside to this whole deal is it gets dicey with motocross the nations now the calendar gets a little wonky for guys wanting because because a lot of guys like to take september off you know they will race paula labor day weekend and then they'll they'll pretty much take september off after that and then they'll start testing a little bit in october so all that kind of goes out the window um, so that's a little bit challenging for, for everybody that's in this sport to kind of have to add another month of travel, <laughs> you know, even for guys like us, just adding another month of travel onto the calendar. Well, that's the but, thing. Uh, it's like Paul and I have been on these teams and JT, you raced them. When do we start thinking about these fucking teams? Like giving them a break. None of these, none of the teams are going to be like, Hey man, just take a week off guys. You like know, it's nobody's going to do that. You know what the hardest part about all this is, is, is it's very, there's very few people that go to every race and you need to go to every race to really have a big a good opinion on on what it feels like to do yeah. all these races right. right go to every single supercross and every single outdoor how many people have done that this year yeah right that's, I, I, that's I have hard not, but i don't you're feel close great, though right? you're pretty close i'm laying here right now talking to you i don't feel good like i don't <laughs> i don't feel good what what'd you eat what'd, yeah maybe what'd you're, you eat in sweden maybe you didn't no, no, eat good enough it's not a it's not like my stomach doesn't hurt i don't feel like that my soul is inside my body right now like well, i'm having some you, sort of out of body it, yeah but you, you push your, yourself to do this is your like, soul in your yeti maybe did you check your yeti i think you have stolen my soul with your incessant no just <laughs> no never ending. no no paul is on my side we discussed it on my mountain bike ride today on our mountain bike ride i know that's fine it's okay and paul i, I mean paul is your I, good friend he's a good friend yeah, of yours. yeah, yeah. it's fine i have I have my own issues I'm dealing with right now, and, and number one of those is how am I going to wake up and go to work tomorrow? Yeah. That uh, is first and foremost. Uh, hot chicks in Sweden, though, right? That's what we've heard? Yeah, really yeah. tall, Yeah, but really hot. Oh, that's yeah. bad for you. Really yeah. tall is bad. Yeah, that's fine. I mean, I wasn't there trying to you know, like <laughs> meet, meet my future wife or anything. Yeah. I'm going to the but, GP to meet my wife. I'll be yeah. Right. Yeah. But, yeah, they, yeah. I, and I would say, I would say both – Men and women, like it's a, they're a very good looking culture. Well, what, yeah, like, but what happened to Lars and Oscar then? You know, yeah, Lars. What are you trying to say about Lars? That he's he, basement. Yeah, he's basement. Brutal. <laughs> yeah, All right. Oscar too. Yeah, absolutely. Um, no, uh, okay. Getting back to this though, um, yeah, like the poor teams are going to be working harder, and the riders going to be work because no one's taking a break off. Now, Weege was on here earlier, 
and they're going to end in September in 2023. Sorry, 2024. Mm-hmm. Next, this LA Coliseum date is just the only thing they could fit in. So it's a one year thing. So they are going to end it earlier. You know, but still, still, still th- late. Yeah, still late and still three extra races for these guys. But more people get paid. That's a good thing. Yeah. I think they'll have to bring the, the end of the outdoors earlier, right? I would think. I don't know. Like See, go, I heard. Go back to like late August again. Prater told me more weeks off in Supercross than ever before. They're working, I think, together through the, to look at the calendar as one, it yeah, seems, right? Yeah. And they'll I build mean, two, in like, hey, let's. would be more than ever before. Yeah, like, let's go four in a row. Let's take a week off. Let's go four in a row. Let's t- I don't yeah, know. I mean, Some, who knows? We get one week off now. So if we have, we have yeah, two. Yeah, you're, you're saying more than ever, I think two. Yeah, maybe, maybe. And then the outdoors maybe won't. Well, there'll always be the two weeks around Loretta's. That, that, mm-hmm. that can't be dealt with. And then, the, yeah, maybe we'll get one less break in there. I don't know. I don't know how they'll do it. Yeah, but. We'll see. Um, you know, they're, but United on a on a TV package, which we believe to be Peacock, is a great idea. Yeah. That's, this money, this $10 million, is mostly coming from this TV package that they that they got because they united the series. That's what they're telling us. Okay. So yep. th- that's a good I thing. Kinda, I was having an interesting conversation uh, this weekend about kind of the, the, t- the television packages out there. Like, the world is changing around us. Um, you know, everything, and it's been happening, but it's really accelerating lately is, is streaming is huge business, right? And it doesn't matter if it's Disney, which is also ESPN and ESPN Plus and all those, or, uh, you know, like obviously Peacock is in a battle. Amazon is getting really aggressive in sports. There's uh, Fubo. There's all these sports-specific ones. Well, everybody is not only trying to gain subscribers and do all these things, but you have to get content, right? To get streamer to people to get to stream and subscribe and pay that five bucks a month or whatever, you need content so it continues to be worth that money and you don't lose subscribers and your stock price doesn't go down and all these things. So, because I was trying to like work out in my head, why would you know Peacock come in and and assuming they're going to pay really good money for this and that's where the money's coming from? Like, what is their motivation and? I just started thinking about it like these guys are all in a battle to lock down content so they can continue to get subscribers and, and continue to grow. So the benefactors are all these series, right? Whether it's IndyCar, which is also Peacock or Supercross or all the, you know, like Amazon, Apple's in the game for NFL now. Like Apple's really getting aggressive, which they've never been for the NFL because they have Apple TV now. So that, that whole landscape is changing a lot. And it could really be a nice tailwind for our sport moving forward, like long term, because there's going to be a lot of competition and people vying for content, specific live content that people are willing to pay for. So yeah, that, and that, that's I, it. Took me a long time. I had to walk through all these. Like, why would they do this? And then I just started thinking about all what's going on in the NFL, what's going on in these other sports. Like, you you. If you've been paying attention, you've seen the battle for like Thursday night football, like that NFL sells that mm-hmm. like separately. And that's a huge war between all these, you know, conglomerates to get that. Yeah. Um, so it could be, it could be a really good thing for our sport to bring extra money in long term. The only thing I've walked through is okay, so apparently they're getting around 15 million for the TV package next year, right? Now, production costs have to come out of that. That's yep. where they're getting this $10 million. Feld and MX Sports is not reaching into their pocket and grabbing $10 million of their profits, right? They're not doing that. So if the TV package is worth, let's say, $15 million, let's say it's uh, 17 Supercrosses, 
rough math this year, does that mean Feld was getting three to four to five million, three to five, let's say, million dollars from Peacock this year for Supercross and then not kicking down any money? How long, my question as I walk through this is how long have they been getting three to five million from Peacock? Because it's been a few, like they used to pay to put it on TV. That hasn't happened for a number of years. For a long time, the powers that be would be like, we can't add money to the purse because we pay to be on TV, blah, blah, blah. Hasn't happened for a long time. FS1 was paying Supercross. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, for, it's been a while now where Supercross has gotten TV money. Mm-hmm. Yep. I've tried to track down the number through some TV sources. I've never been able to figure it out because this stuff always is out there. Like JT said, NFL, NHL, it's yep. all out there. Yep. So my, when I walk through, I think to myself, hold on. Feld has been getting three to five million dollars for Peacock or FS1 or whoever for how many years? And they haven't put a damn cent into the is, purse money? I mean, this is a for-profit business. Steve. I understand. Like, I, I don't know what to tell no, you. No, no, no. But the teams at some point should have been, hey, 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 time out. Time out, Feld. You're getting paid now? How much? What are we doing? Let's help. You know, like something. That's, like that's all, that's all collective bargaining. We don't have that. No, I know. But they, we don't have that. But there should be, hey, man, like you just, you, like, okay, I did this Mav TV deal, right? I got a mm-hmm. Mav TV deal. Pulp, same thing. I'm making a profit. I'm for-profit business. I get a Mav TV deal. I give Marks more money because I I got a Mav TV deal. I, you know, I want to share the wealth with. I don't right, give it that's, to Pete. That's on that's from the <laughs> but, good of your heart, but I'm but, not like big corporations. No, but not necessarily how things work. No, time. no, I know, but these are your the teams and racers are the series yeah, is nothing I mean, without teams and racers. Showing no, up. I mean you're not wrong, Steve. But so, they're they're look, running a business, right? They're looking at their business. They're saying, well, we're selling out stadiums. I know we have all no. the racers coming still, uh, dude. Why? I get it, I get it. But if I'm a team, I'm like, oh, you found ten million dollars. Okay, so that means you were getting what three to five for how long? But you need to get all those teams on the same I know, page I too, know. which I'm just, we all know is difficult. I was doing that working through. Well, yeah. I'm like, but think hey, about, think about how much how much bigger Honda as a corporation is is than Feld. Like Honda could buy Feld and forget about it tomorrow. Like they don't even wouldn't even care. Like it's so it's not like these tiny little teams with no money are like, please help us. Like Honda's Listen, gigantic. I'm just I'm just I understand, but. You know, the purse has not changed for a long time, and now there's $10 million. And it's great. Going forward, great. Uh, it's, I'm awesome. You know, they're sharing it. But I, I just like, hey, guys, how about the other years? You well, know I, what I mean? Like The purse stuff, know. obviously, is more, right. more so, driven from anyways. Supercross, for sure. Uh, I, I know that's your – I know that – I understand where the take is coming from. I'm just – and my, my personal opinion is no business is ever going to spend more money than they have to. Like, that's just how business the, is. I, I didn't need to give Travis Marks any money. For the math, you didn't. You didn't, and and that's yes, you did. Good for you. No, I didn't. I'm, I wouldn't have done it. What? What? What do you would have done? It's like ten minutes after the show. Either no, way, good for you <laughs> for doing that. <laughs> Still, 10 but I'm minutes. just saying that's not the norm. Easy, like that's that's not the norm in business. But if you want to keep everybody happy, not Pete, but everybody else, then that's what you do. Uh, I don't know. Sometimes. Some people okay. value their profits over others' happiness. I guess. Uh, all right, uh, X brand goggle tear offs. Let's do it. If if Pete stills. Okay, oh, he's on it. He's on it. He's, he's angry now. Grand tear-off segment. 15-second rapid-fire Q&A. What happened there? Where was the rapid-fire thing? Rapid-fire. That's me. Oh, you do it every time? Yeah. Oh, that's not a recorded thing? No. Well, why'd you miss it? Rapid-fire. Why'd you miss it that time? I don't know, Paul. Get off your phone. This is phone. a show. You should probably Stopwatch. not be on your phone. How's your phone? Uh, Stopwatch. Oh. Stopwatch. <laughs> How's Fuck your phone? You. <laughs> Fuck you. Fuck <laughs> you. Uh... 
X-Brand Goggles, a choice of champions everywhere. You know where's X-Brand? World Supercross champion Kyle Chisholm. X-Brand. Yeah, champion. Okay. What's the, by the way, J JT, Josh Hill added today to CDR. I made this joke earlier, but what's the average age for World Supercross? 35? Where are we I at? don't know. Like, Brayton, Reed, Hill, <laughs> Chiz. They, they have to be a little bit frustrated with, uh, with how this is going. Breaking news, Josh Hansen, CDR, signed. Josh Grant. Josh, Josh Grant. Oh. No, I'm, I'm making jokes oh, now. Oh, got yeah. it, got it, got it. Uh, Mark Barnett. <laughs> Gosh. <laughs> Jason Thomas coming <laughs> no. back. Uh, Cole no, Siebler, no. Jason Thomas, Kevin Danny Smith, Team WPS, World Supercross <laughs> Team. <laughs> Max Steffens, manager. Um, All right. Uh, X-Brand Goggles, Pulp Show 22 is the code to save with X-Brand, EKSBrand.com. Choice of champions everywhere. Freddie Norn wearing X-Brand as well in Supercross. Ryan Brees, X-Brand. Josh Strang. Paul, is there any series in the world that's tougher than GNCC on goggles? Uh, Nothing. Probably not. No. They're pretty, pretty Multiple tough. GNCC <laughs> wins with X-Brand Goggles. Multiple. Multiple. All right. These questions are submitted by Corey Moser. Are you aware of him? Isn't he some, like, drunk from Washington or something? Yep. <laughs> yep, he's ex that's exactly what he Only is. Only on the weekend. <laughs> All right, let's do it, Marks. Steve, how much do you think Dungey is making racing outdoors? Oh, that's a good question. Like, hmm. he kind of came to them. Um, would he be on a per race deal? Would that's be, what I'm doing right now. Would it be, like, 10 grand a race? Yeah. Okay. I think it's a fair guess. Is it? Yeah, ten, a fair ten grand a race and from, podium bonuses. Yeah. Yeah. And then yeah, go make whatever you want to make from right. Red Bull. And Red Fox Bull and everything and, else, yeah. yeah. He told me one time Maybe. when when he's coming on the show to talk about him coming back, he's like, Hey man, keep it keep it uh minimal talk on the coffee because you know, Red Bull's on board with me. <laughs> and I'm like, Yeah, Dodge, I don't I think they're fine. Like I don't think R D coffee is really gonna torpedo your deal. Yeah. Yeah. That's so, funny. All right. Paul, uh, MXGP seems to be lacking in riders, so what should they do to fill the gates? Dude, that's a question that's long to answer. Um, 30 seconds. Uh, uh, they can, I don't know, allow entry fees for free. I don't know. That's such a long damn question. Who the hell knows? I mean, they don't pay purse money. And yeah, it's they super don't pay purse money. It's expensive to get there. Like, there are a bunch of flyaway races that are expensive for people to go to. I mean... Look, the Czech Republic it, it, race and um, Lummo was pretty full, but this race was good. JT Sweden looked full. Mm, I don't no, think it was full. it's no. all right. I mean, it's all right. It took me an hour and a half to get out of the track, so I was. <laughs> it was more full than I would have preferred. Oh, uh, I was talking but, rider entries, not crowd. But oh yeah, there yeah. was uh, yeah. thirty-three MXGP riders, and I think a little less MX2. I, I had a long conversation about twenty-one the, uh, MX2 guys. Yeah, the dynamics of that this weekend. Long conversation. Yeah, see what I mean? Yeah, that's a long one. I think it's a joke. 21 MX2 riders this weekend. It's a joke yeah. to have. Well, okay. so part of that, sorry to cut you off. Part of that. I do it, all, I do it to you all the time, so it's fine. They had EMX250 this weekend. So if they didn't have EMX250, that MX2 number goes up and vice versa. When EMX250 is there, then the number goes down. Mm. But yeah. Next question. <laughs> JT, what's your favorite European country to visit? Uh, um, Whatever allows us cooler in. 
I would say Italy or France. Take France? Really? Yeah, I like, I like France. Okay. Steve, who's been the best or fat? Uh, that's the wrong one. I'm sorry. Okay. Will you be attending World Supercross? I will be attending World Supercross. I will be going to the first round in uh, Cardiff, England. Cheerio. Wales. Tip top. Wales, bro. Tip top of the morning. You know it's a different country, right? What? Wales. I don't know what you're talking about. Paul was saying that too. I, it's just I fly into London and I don't. I just drive to. You don't want to fly into London for Wales. Yes, you do. It's too expensive to go. Okay. Yeah. It's not England. It's Wales. Stop it. It's the same <laughs> fucking country. Uh, I don't. Okay. Well, I yeah, mean, people no. from there, they're Welsh. <laughs> yeah. No. It's, I don't, I don't it's, know what to tell you. You know, Reese it's, is from Wales. I, I don't care. I'm going to England. Okay. And I'm going to see World Supercross in England. And yeah, that's well, it. I go to, if I fly in the Netherlands and I drive to Belgium, nothing changes. I just drive to Belgium. Yeah, that's not – no, it's not an island, JT. Uh, I went to Germany for SMX Cup. There wasn't a lot of people there. Are there going to be a lot of people at this one? Like, yeah. Okay. The English love it. Okay. And the Welsh do too, I guess. They do? I, I don't know. You sure? I, no, I don't know. Okay. But, yeah, I'll be going. Yeah, look for me there. Autographs, uh, five quid. <laughs> that's correct. Okay. Paul, which rider grinded the hardest during the break, and who partied the hardest? Mm. Oh my goodness! Um, well, well, J Law's coming back. I heard so. What? No, he's not. No, that's what Take I heard. Break. I mean, Dean's been grinding. I know that he's been like riding the whole break. That's grinding, right? Like he'll be back in a deal. I would imagine him and Ferrandis are grinding. Yeah. Um, Ferrandis, I think, wants to come out strong with number one. Play. I would think so, right? Yeah. Like, so yeah. those guys definitely are making use of the break. I would imagine that tar- that question was targeted more at somebody who was already racing the series, but no, I don't know who's parting. I don't know. I don't know. Well, I don't know. JT, Paul and I think Ferrandis fits in three to five. You agree? It's probably fair. Um, I think, I think he'll have his hands full with, uh, yeah, that Anderson spot, right. which is kind of like a rotating podium. Like mm-hmm. you never know who's going to get at that third spot. So right. sure. Okay. I think I think asking him to get in there with Tomac and Sexton's asking a lot right now. Yeah, that is. JT, who's a sleeper motocross the nations team? Sleeper team. Um, say it. Say it. Say what? So, so okay, can I ask for for the like sleeper to win or just a team that you would never expect to do anything that might be better than you expect? I know this is going to be shocking, but uh, this Moser guy did not. <laughs> Yeah, well, I'm not, offer no, I'm any other you. clarification. I'm you. you are the you are the referee here. Yep. Okay. Uh, <laughs> he just goes, "Yep, <laughs> I am the referee." I had, I had nothing after that. Uh, to, I am the captain. No, to now. do good, let's let's go with to do good. Okay, a team that you wouldn't expect to do anything would be Norway. That's and what they I was might surprise. Say. Yeah. Stop it. No, I agree with him big time. But I think a team that could win that maybe it's not even a surprise, but I, I think Australia could win. That's not a surprise, and Canada was the right answer. <laughs> okay, T Dags, veteran, a veteran. He's re- he's had some shitty designations, but he's also had some good ones. Yep. And the last good one was at Redbud. Dylan Wright, rode MXGP last year. Okay. Undefeated in Canada, solid top five or six guy, right? Yep. And the MX two guy, we don't know yet. Do you have a guess? Ryder McNabb probably he'll win the championship. I think he'll be the guy. Okay. So. I think the Switzerland team will be good too. Okay. Thank you Little to Sporting. Thanks to Sporting Wood three hundred three. We got a nine ninety nine from him on YouTube. What? I don't know. Mark, there's something on Mark's that says on YouTube that give us money. It's called oh. a super chat. 
Super chat. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, you can uh, donate, wood. You can donate money, and it, your chat like lights up okay. different color for everyone to see. Yeah. And that was because I put an eye patch on Weege. Why'd just, you put an eye patch on him? Because uh, Sporting Wood said he looked like a he looked like a pirate and he would rock an eye patch, so I put an eye patch on oh, him. Okay. You should change his brace to a like a peg leg. That would also. be awesome. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then try to get some footage of him walking. Pray for his ACL. <laughs> We're gonna need weed back on next week just so I can do that. All right, next question. All right, um, Steve, who's been the fa- uh, best or fastest person you've gone on an e-bike with? Ooh, that's good. Paul's Paul's good. Uh, Paul on his own bike is probably better than on a taser. Bradshaw was all over me. Like he didn't know, <laughs> he didn't know where the trails were going, and he was on me like I was chicken. Like he was. <laughs> if you were chicken, you'd still be laying out. There. Maybe, maybe. Uh, so he was on me, and I was pushy because I'm like, oh yeah, like watch this. You know, I know right. these trails. I know these trails. Yeah. He wasn't having that it. fucker was on me. Um, <laughs> yeah, Paul comes to mind as being good. Kate, Kate's good. Kate's a good mountain biker. Kate's a good mountain biker. Yeah, yeah. Kate's a good mountain biker. Isn't uh, Trevor Reese pretty good just on a normal bike? Oh, Trevor's good, dude. Yeah, you He's want fit yeah too. Trevor was on a regular bike, right? And yeah, all over me. Yeah, yeah, on a regular Trevor's bike. Fit, yeah, you're just like this. But Trevor's uh, status went down a little bit. He ate shit the last time he came up right. here. On an easy little section, <laughs> and he was all beat up, dude. <laughs> so, uh, you know, I lost a little bit of respect for for Trevor. Yep. But uh, until then, on a regular bike, he's gnarly. Yeah, he, he was. Yeah. So, Paul, what was the highlight of Loretta Lens this year? Uh, well, for me, we entered, we we broke into this s- s- dumb game we created under Way's rig when we were all just hanging out, sweating having beers at the end of the night before everyone went to bed and it became this little like very aggressive game especially when you get nicole way involved because she's extremely competitive mm-hmm. and darn right dirty to play with yelling, to play games yeah. with she's yeah yelling, yep. and yeah that was probably the highlight for me it was fun just getting to hang out with yeah good friends and people and yeah that's just kind of like some of the vibe of loretta which is nice to 31 nice seconds. to have okay. all right last one jt what's your go-to airport snack or meal if the yeti runs empty uh, it's not easy. Uh, go to I uh, probably just a salad. Yeah, go to a view of salad for sure. That would be an easy answer. All right. X Brand goggles, choice of champions everywhere. Uh, all right, JT, thanks for uh, coming on extra long, but we had a lot to talk about from yeah, Sweden uh, to Super Motocross. Please pray for me. Um, I don't feel I don't feel well. Why don't you just call in sick tomorrow? I got too much to do. I'm only here two days, and I got to go to Unadilla. Did you get so. upgraded? I'll be all right. Did you get no, I was in, uh, like, Select, which is, like, it's pretty decent. You just don't get to lay flat. Like, everything else is the same. Did you change into pajamas? Uh, uh, no. I put different shorts on just because I, like, had a belt on and stuff, but um, mm. no, I didn't. Mm-hmm. It's almost like it. Yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah, I just... Uh, I'm he, tired. he don't got a lot of fight in him right now. No, you can he, tell. Yeah. You're gonna win these battles tonight, Steve. Like he's not care. in a debate. This is, this is so goddamn rare no. that he doesn't want to debate he every every topic tooth he and nail. He doesn't care. He's lost his passion. No, I think right. the passion's low. The passion's low right, right now. <laughs> the passion of the Christ. The passion of yep. the JT is low. Right. Yep. Uh, got it. All right, JT. Thanks for coming on Fly Racing. FlyRacing.com. Thanks, man. All right, guys. See you. All right, see you. That's Jason Thomas, everybody. Uh, thank you to the folks at Off-Road Warehouse. we got an announcement to make when it comes to Off-Road Warehouse. 
ORW is the place to go for all your truck and off-road accessory needs. They have places uh, all across the United States, Corona, Vegas, Temecula, San Diego, Arizona, uh, Atlanta. Stop in and check check out the latest truck, Jeep, Overland, UTV, and uh, racing products from the industry's leading brands. Uh, Pulp of Mexico to save. They sell everything from suspension kits, tires and wheels to steps, bed accessories, and more. And they uh, install everything they sell. Get your bike to the track with style and performance from Off-Road Warehouse. The announcement is... ORW, proud sponsors of the Club MX team. Club MX is welcoming Shane McElrath to the team for the last four. Mm. Shane McElrath, obviously he was a fill-in at Rockstar Husky. Mm -hmm. And uh, Dino and Mookie will be back this weekend. So the Club MX guys, sponsored by ORW, picked up Shane McElrath. So what's your take on that? What's your immediate thoughts on how Shane should do the last four on a Yamaha? I mean, that's cool. Cool for Shane that he's going to able to continue to race the series or have some support. Um yeah, he'll probably finish right around where he's been finishing. <laughs> okay, so no step up or step back for you. Yeah, no, yeah, it's yeah. the same. Right. I think I agree with you. Uh, so thanks to the folks at ORW for coming on board. That is the 8 o'clock hour. Also, thanks to the folks at Twisted Tea. You said you saw a lot of Twisted Teas go down at Loretta's. Yeah, yeah. They were they were putting them back. <laughs> they had a cornhole tournament for a while, too, on Thursday night under the Twisted Tea rig. Um, people were getting twisted on tees yeah. in Hurricane Mills. Yes, <laughs> Twisted tea. Thanks to those guys. Uh, they're all about outdoor day drinking with the crew. A la Loretta Lynn's outdoor fun versus outdoor exercise. They'll stop at nothing to have a good time. Up for anything at any time. TwistedTea.com, 5% alcohol, non-carbureted, uh, carbonated. Oh, carb- I like yeah, the carbureted ones. Carbonated yeah. or carbureted. <laughs> uh, Twisted Tea tastes like real brewed tea because it's made with real brewed tea. And uh, obviously Marshall Welton is on the hip Suzuki team. Twisted T, doing great. Welton's impressive. Yeah, he like uh, almost like Cole Martinez. He has gotten an opportunity and not and, surrendered and ran it. with it. And right? ran with it. Yeah, yeah he's turning himself into a professional motorcycle racer for a living now. Yeah, super cool for Marsh to do that. Absolutely. Uh, a couple things with Renthal. Um, let's. Um, so I gave a pad away already on Instagram. Okay. Uh, a guy had showed a vin- showed me his vintage bike. Nike. I like so that. So what I'm like gonna that. do? DM me three what? more people. Or what? Where they're gonna? What bike? They're yeah, gonna I want to see on? three people DM me Pulp MX. Show me a photo of your bike. What color pads you want? What it's going on? And I'll make a determination on three more people to join this other fellow that won. Yeah, we got ten different yeah, colors we'll, here. Yeah, we'll, so. we'll give some more away later. And then let's do another pair of bars at contest at pulpamexshow.com. Another pair of purple limited edition rental bars contest at pulpamexshow.com. Email us. We'll pick a random winner. Or Paul, pick a number between one and a hundred. 69. There we go. 69. <laughs> Remail 69 wins uh, a set of Renthal uh, limited purple bars, either twin wall or fat bar. You choose. Uh, and we'll give away more of these stuff in the upcoming shows and, and different things that we do. Do another social media contest for these cloth bar pads. They look so good on that. Maybe I just leave them on my desk. They look just cool. Yeah, yeah. Get them all out. That's all the colors except for the red one that you have. That uh, I have on my uh, Project 500. But, yeah, those are coming soon. They'll be at distributors soon. We'll be showing them next week at the Parts Unlimited show. Um, and then, yeah, the other cool thing that we have from Renthal is we have a new YouTube series that we're dropping. Mm. Um, so that's kind of s- just starting to launch today. It's actually a video, a video series that we filmed inside factory race shops. So we went to... Factory Honda, Factory Cowie, Gas Gas, and had real, you know, Ollie Stone from Gas Gas and Justin Shanty at Cowie. 
Um, had those guys show us how they put on chains, put on handlebars, grips, sprockets, and mm-hmm. that's all up on the Rental YouTube page now. Awesome. Cool. MotorcycleIndustryJobs.com. Uh, uh, please uh, upload your job, upload your resume for free today. It's the number one source for power sports companies looking for employees and candidates looking for employment opportunities. Great place to get started in the industry. Maybe you won't start with a brand manager at Renthal, like Paul Parabinos, but you can start somewhere at Renthal or somewhere at Fly Racing or wherever. And uh, check them out, MotorcycleIndustryJobs.com. A lot of jobs uh, posted on there. Job of the week this week from our buddies at WUSA. Proud sponsors of the W World Vet Races and uh, wheels for uh, street bikes, dirt bikes, vintage bikes, flat tracks, whatever it is. Flat trackers, WUSA. Full-time job, Orange, California, looking for a skilled technical positions and warehouse. They're hiring multiple positions available, full-time stuff based in Orange, California. You get to work with the race teams here. You get to work with uh, uh, the modern customer, uh, Kiefer, will maybe come down there. You may, Maybe <laughs> Kiefer will come down to pick up his wheels, and you can uh, rag on him for Mike Brown just waxing him at uh, Loretta's. Skilled technical position and warehouse for WUSA. Uh, MotorcycleIndustryJobs.com. Please check it out. Thank you to those guys as well. Race Tech Rant coming up. I got a couple. I have one. Do you really? Okay, yeah, hold on. I just well, we're got coming back up with from... Jeremy, but okay. But yeah, you got something? Yeah, I think so. I don't. It doesn't have to do with dirt bikes, but that's fine. I got one. Uh, Decal Works, uh, please sponsor the the guys at the Decal Works. They've sponsored uh, the show all year long. They do a great job there. Officially licensed with all the OEMs, the expert staff will go above and beyond to make sure your questions are answered. Decal Works, proud energy, proud sponsor of the Red Bull KTM factory team, as well as the Rockstar Energy Husqvarna Off Road Team. DecalMX.com, the code PulpMX to save. PulpMX code saves at DecalMX.com. Quick turnaround. Uh, they'll design almost anything you want on your graphics numbers, and uh, you name it, they've got it. They offer the best custom motocross graphics around. For over 30 years, the folks at DecalWorks has led the industry. Promo code PulpMX to save with DecalMX.com. Proud to bring you our next guest of the show. He's a friend of Paul Parabinos. Uh, he owns the AEO KTM race team. They do suspension now. They've done that. They have dealerships in Arizona, dealerships in uh, California. He's been on the show before. Jeremy Sism, what's up, man? How are you? How are you guys doing? We're good. Thanks for calling in. I appreciate it. We've had you on before, right? Yeah, yeah. Oh, I was right when uh, I think COVID hit. Yeah. A COVID deal. Which was great. For a lot of shops and an industry, and then I was speaking to somebody. Who was I talking? Were they, were they OEM or were they? Where were they from? They were from a big company. Uh, I can't even remember. And they said that they've definitely leveled off, but it's still better than what it was a few years back. But things have leveled off. Their inventory. Ha- oh, I know. I was who I was talking to now. Mm-hmm. OEM. Uh, uh, and um, um, if I say that what they are, it'll give them away. Mm-hmm. Let's just go with a big company that make, <laughs> sells a lot of money. Got it. Sells a lot, makes a lot of money. Got yeah, it. Okay. Yes. Sales are down. Inventory is down. But it's still at a nice, acceptable level, Jeremy. Do you find that for your dealerships? Yeah, it's, that's pretty much how it's been going. We kind of saw it coming a few months ago where it was going to taper off. Um, obviously, I like to try to stay in tune with what's going on just so we make the right decisions. And But, yeah, we, we got inventory kind of starting to come back in. Um, obviously bike prices are getting a little bit more reasonable because people have inventory and stuff like that. So it's, mm-hmm. it's definitely getting back to normal, but still better than it was. The used bike market, like at some point, somebody offered me 22 grand for my 500 oh in my the garage. Goodness. Right. And, and you look at these CR 500s, people are buying them in crates and the, never mind the used market for, you know, two strokes and newer two strokes and things like that. Is that still insane, Jeremy, or is that tapering off too? No, that's not insane. 
No, I think it's. I definitely think that's going to stay up there, just because the two strokes, especially the five hundreds, are so hard to find. Like, I, I obviously I'm a KTM dealer and, and yeah. Husky and Gas Gas, but we I'm actually restoring a a ninety two CR five hundred right now. So mm. I just I just did a ninety. You give me text me. I'll tell you what to do. I'll tell you some of the cool yeah. stuff to do. Awesome. Uh, oh, that's good. So, okay, so you have you have dealerships in Arizona, in California. You're, are you uh, all the Austrian guys uh, at, at all three dealerships, or do you do any Japanese stuff? No Japanese. We are a group store at all. Uh, two of my stores are group stores, and we're building a ground-up facility right now. Oh, nice. Okay, so when did you uh, – I don't know if you did suspension the last time we had you on. I've been seeing the AEO suspension pop up on amateur stuff uh how's that going good we've we've always done suspension and about three years ago i we were partners with mark back then as well and we talked a little bit about it um so about three years ago i partnered up with mark johnson with rep okay and we formed our suspension companies together so that's why it's rep aeo suspension um mark was at the factory ktm for over 10 years doing marv and dungy stuff and he went out on his own, and then we just uh, hit it off about three years ago, and just it just went from there. And it's been it's been great. Like we obviously had a great weekend at Loretta. Uh, obviously, uh, Braswell he uh, he killed yeah. it, won an award and stuff on our stuff, which was which was really cool to see, and and everything really really highest for me and Mark for sure. So Braswell, we talked about him earlier tonight on the show. Horizon Award winner, but no path to the uh, to you know a factory team. Is that something the AEO is going to step up then? Uh, what, what, um, what are we doing? Uh, we're definitely we don't know our, what we're going to do for next year yet. Uh, right now, I'm just to be honest, we're working on getting uh, more try to get more financial backing for next year. A lot of this year was um, on me just because we got a late start last year, and then that first year team, you know, it's hard to hard to sell something that didn't exist and now we we went out there and feel like we showed everybody we we're contender every weekend and um obviously broswell's on the radar uh he hasn't done much supercross yet so i think uh a year of futures would be good for him but obviously i think he's ready for outdoors right uh, i was gonna ask you about that so you got your team i mean it is just really funded i mean you get i mean, imagine you're getting some money from some of your smaller sponsors, but this is an AEO dealership funded team, right? So have you seen an increase in, is there any way, well, is there any way you can tie business to the race team? That's, it's pretty impossible to yeah. see. I think the way I look at it is just the exposure and building our brand. Mm-hmm. Like AEO is, is just a brand. And the same thing with the suspension, it ignited both of them. It's more on a, a national platform than just a, it was actually, it's been really good for branding recognition and everything, and I think with that will come sales in the long run. Mm-hmm. I, I I get a lot of compliments. Like obviously, people are stoked we're we're giving back to the industry and and stuff like that. So it's been I enjoy it. You know, like I've told people I don't I don't never think it's going to make money or anything like that, but right. I do think will help the dealerships help branding and, and and build off of that so yeah not to depress you jeremy but like mike, mike genova was in here a year and a half ago in studio and he's like i spend a million dollars a year my accountant tells me i'm crazy <laughs> so there is that you got to look forward to that you know yeah yeah i think i mean we we obviously love it you know it's awesome to help these um these guys that didn't have rides like obviously we 
Uh, Derek Kelly did great this year. Um, he's kind of like our diesel. He stayed healthy all year, just kept getting better and better all year long, and then obviously picking up Josh Reese as a fill-in. Mm-hmm. And Carson Brown did killer and supercross for us. So it's it's been great. You know, obviously we've had some adversity by some of the riders that we've parted ways with and stuff, and now um, Austin Black was injured most of the year, and he's back and he's building. So it's been definitely a tough first year. I learned a lot. Uh, we've had uh, some ups and downs, but overall, I think it was, it was it was a really good year for us. Are you at the point where you can get cash money from your sponsors? Like, have you built your program enough? Like, obviously, look, and you can tie it into your dealerships, so you can say like, hey, you know, you give me this much product for my three dealerships, and you know, what I mean, essentially, that's like a cash deal. I, I don't know if you do any of those stuff, but are you in a position to get much cash from sponsors for a team your size? Yeah, I think, I mean, this year, obviously, it's going to be a little and I'm working on 23. Last year was a little tough, but we did get a lot of help. O'Neill stepped up. KTM was a backer of us. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I had a lot of uh, just normal construction guys, you know, Desert Ready Mix, Andy Auto Body. Oh, okay. Titan. Yeah. And, like, we, uh, Rally White RV, like, we, they just, they stepped up and they helped out and they gave us a bunch of money, Integrity, integrity Electric. Um, those guys all just wanted to help, and they were actually some of the biggest financial supporters that got us through the year. So, uh, yeah, that's nice. Nice to hear. Your team has really stood out. Like, I don't know. Look, there there isn't a KTM two fifty effort. They brought it in house, right? Uh, and I don't know if they're looking to expand that. I imagine that's something you're you're talking to them about. But is there room for you to grow with KTM? Have they have they been stoked? Have, have, I think they should be. I mean. Carson and Derek, both in Supercross, were really good, and Derek's been good outdoors, like you mentioned. Are they? Can you get more support from them? Is that what you're going for? Yeah, they they definitely um, are holding up their end of the bargain, and we're trying to build with them. Okay, um, yeah, yep. really. Like our our whole plan was kind of eventually to do kind of like a minor league team with them, to mm-hmm. where a guy maybe that wasn't they didn't have room on the team yet, and um, weren't ready to maybe come up to the factory rig that they would put them with us for a year, kind of groom them, get them, you know, lower pressure environment and everything. And then if they got better, they could basically team. Yeah. Um, we're not really like, there yet. Remember the Orange Brigade did that for a while. We had uh, Sean, yeah. not Hackley, uh, uh, the Dakota, Dakota Alex. Alex. Yeah, that, that type and, of stuff. Right. Uh, who was the the other Fry? Yeah. There was another kid another last name Fry. Yeah. 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 I forgot his first Yeah, name. Jeremy, it's a good idea. I think it's a good program. It's a good idea, right, to have. Yeah, so it's not we're not there yet. Obviously, we've got our own guys this year. Mm-hmm. Um, they let us kind of do our thing, and I think we proved to them where we did really well. And I think we'll just keep building off of that. What's the? Uh, oh, oh, sorry, you cut out there. Uh, what no, is? Good. What is the? What's the biggest thing you've had to deal with? Look, you're trying to run three dealerships. You're trying to run a race team. Um, What's been the biggest pain in the ass thing for you to deal with that you never really thought you would have to deal with? Like, is there, is there something where you're like, oh my god, like I don't have time for this? Like I, you know, like I'm trying to run a business and, and a race team. Has there been something that's come up that you're like, holy shit, I spent so much, so much more time doing this, whatever this is? Are you more on the race team side? Or yeah, yeah, more on the race team side because I had a team guy tell me one time, like, dude, truck drivers. I have to babysit truck drivers. I, I you know, like I, I just drive the truck, man. You know what I mean? But nope, they're, they're drivers that they've had a few of them over the years, and they're like, dude, 
all they do is complain and all they do is call me and everything's a problem and you know what I mean? So where are you at? No, I think the biggest thing we ran into this year is just like trying to budget, you know, like okay. when we did the budget for everything, we got for, um, I mean, you try to be good about flights and hotels and expenses, but nothing stays the same. You know, hotels have went up, gas has went up, flights have went up. So I think just, we just were way off on the budget and, you know, I committed to the year. So we, we stuck through it. Obviously we've had some issues with some riders. That was one thing that I didn't foresee. And then mechanics as well, you know, it's just, it's tough to get everybody in a mesh and everything. So I think that's yeah. been the, the hardest part is just getting, so everybody gets along. Yeah. Yeah. That's the whole thing. Personalities and this guy snores and this guy doesn't pay for lunch or, or yeah, that, type of shit right yeah makes um, a difference over and we the and paul, the paul you and i sure, were both yeah. on teams so you know we you can relate to that maybe we were the problem I oh yeah i mean <laughs> yeah just deciding on how where you go to dinner like we would always yeah. just go in rotation by oldest to youngest so everyone got a chance to pick right oh okay and and yeah but there is plenty of years where i, I was pretty fortunate most of the years i was on a team everyone pretty much got along we were doing well but yeah, yeah there's definitely years uh, where and teams where there's at Yamaha problems. you got 30 bucks a meal right mm -hmm. so even if you skip the meal you got 90 dollars a day to spend so if you went, if you ate McDonald's cheeseburger for lunch for two bucks, didn't have breakfast, you had $88 to spend on dinner. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. So then yeah. you went to like a steakhouse. Yeah, sure. That's but then, a, but then if another guy ate the breakfast and dinner, he, he couldn't go to the steakhouse. He can't afford to go. Right? Yeah, it's a so, conflict. So we always had issues You're always fighting. That. Yeah. Anyways, um, <laughs> let's talk about uh, Jeremy. So I did a podcast with Carson Brown uh, last week, yeah. and he had nothing but good things to say about his time with you, but... He said you guys don't have a spot for him. He'll be racing Supercross one way or another. He said he'll be there, but what are we doing? He, that kid's got a fan base. He's cool. Yeah. If, if the bike breaks, he can grab a TTR. <laughs> like, why don't we get Carson Brown signed up for 23? Um, I mean, a lot of – I mean, my contract, basically, I have, to, um, I have to get everything approved with KTM as far as our riders go and everything. And oh, then, okay. Obviously, this year isn't done yet. Like, yep. so it's like I'm kind of waiting to see what. I talked to a whole lot of people. We're really happy with who we have right now. Like, mm -hmm. I can't, you know, that's that's been tough, you know. And Brees was a really good fit because he was tight with yeah. um, Husky. They helped him out through Supercross and then started to help him out outdoors, but that was only for the first couple rounds. And then, um, so it was a good fit for them. They they appreciated that we took him on, and then obviously we appreciated him. He's a great kid, super mm -hmm. found like um, it just he, he fit he fit in really well to to fill in the spot for the rest of the year. And then like obviously Derek's like my workhorse. Like, yeah, yeah. He's like the Terminator, you know. The he just he just keeps going, and um, uh we've been super happy with him. So. You know, they're they're. It's tough to make the decision so early, especially with not knowing yeah, where anybody. Yeah. I mean, for sure, my guys could Carson and and Derek did well enough in Supercross; they could get offered better rides than I could even offer. It's hard for me to reconcile Derek Kelly, who's just been so solid this year and really good, to the guy that fucked me over in Pulp Fantasy <laughs> numerous times. I like. He seems like a nice kid. He's doing great. I had so much bitterness from Derek Kelly. 450 yeah. privateer days. 
Jeremy knows all this. Jeremy oh, he does? Knows, yeah, Jeremy. Know, like, I talk to Jeremy all the time. Like, right? I stop in his shop all the he's time. Like he's like a different guy. He he really is. Derek I think Kelly. That's, yeah, that's a telltale of Jeremy and his program and, and his right. um, responsibility that he keeps to his riders and the discipline that he, you know, yeah, yeah. instills in these yeah. kids. Like, he's making sure they finish their day and finish their – and not – are cutting corners I, and Derek Kelly. I've seen him crash eighteen times, and he still gets up and finishes the races. Carson Brown lost half a mouth, and, year, and, I, and could, you know, wanted to line up for the LCQ. Yeah, and a year ago, if Derek Kelly would crash, like he wouldn't finish oftentimes. No, but no. that Jeremy no. has totally changed that and flipped that. Well, yeah. good job on that because seriously, the kid's riding great, and uh, he's really determined. He's in shape too. He's in good shape, yep. from what I can tell. Yeah. You know, um, yeah. And they yeah. another the thing that like we've been trying to like my main focus right now is because this year. I covered a lot, but so did the riders. Like, the riders had to pay a lot of their own travel, mechanics, mm-hmm. hotels, and stuff like that. We provided the bikes, you know, transportation, paid their entries, you know, get, gave extra little stuff when I could help with the mechanics, when I could help with things I would. Um, but, I mean, a lot was still on them, and hopefully this next season we're really trying to take that weight off of whoever we, we end up going with. That way they can just focus on riding and everything completely. Like, right, right. Guys, you know, those guys were awesome. Like I said, I, I'm super happy with them, and I can't wait to see how we end up. You know, we're, we're hovering right around almost almost 10th in points with both our guys. And, you know, finally, Brees, uh broke into the top 10 at Washougal, and Derek was right there behind him. Um, you know, it's been it's been a great year. And then, obviously, Supercross, we had a top five with Carson, and then Derek and him both got some uh, quite a few top 10. So, you know, we're, we're knocking on the factory's door, which yeah. is awesome. Our, our – low budget program but uh, i think we like i said impressed a lot of people this year and hopefully we can get some more financial support you know we're looking currently for a title sponsor and working with a lot of current sponsors to see um if they can up up some help for next year well if someone's listening yes someone on the show is listening (laughs) hit hit up jeremy on uh on aeo power sports on uh, on instagram and see if there's a fit there um and uh does twisted do your motors uh, no, we have uh, our own motor program. Oh, okay. Well, I was going to say, they look good, man. They look really good. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay, so Master Pool. Like, this kid, he's got skills. I like the dad. He's a little unorthodox. They run a different program. I know the star guys have told me many things when when he rode over there. I, I He had some good rides for you. It ultimately didn't work out. Um yeah, what can you tell us about Ty and, and, and parting with the team? And, you know, I, again, like, I just I don't understand the, the career path that Jerry and Ty are doing and taking. And I know there's been injuries too, but kids talented, man. And, and I just, it doesn't, hasn't worked at these teams, Jeremy. It, I mean, definitely we ran into some problems, um, a lot of injuries. Um, you know, this, we couldn't come to grasp. Ultimately, it ended this. It was easy, better to part ways. Mm-hmm. Um, they wanted to do their own program in Texas, which is extremely hard for testing and getting the bike right. And um, you know, we struggled to set up sometimes, and it was just, it was just tough, you know. And then our mo- you know motor program, and then just timing the motors out and the shipping costs and everything. It just it's tough if you're not close to your team, and that's that's yeah. honestly the biggest thing is just not being in Southern California, and that's like with to let you know terminate the contract with Masterpool, we picked up Josh Reese, which is local Paris kid. Yeah, uh, 
he's super close. It, it just made things so much easier on us and, and financially too, like just pure shipping cost was, was crazy, you know, trying to get motors, suspension, bikes to Texas. It's tough, you know, and they, they believe in their program and, you know, the kid, the kid has a ton of talent, you know, comes out, you know, after our, after releasing him and, and getting a six at Redbud, you know, I'm not going to say it didn't hurt a little bit, but at, at the same time, like the, he's really good there, and and he did really good for us last year. And um, yeah, I'm sure your your I, social I, media was just like, oh, look at Ty, you shut out, you shut those AEO guys up. Yeah, uh, you know how that shit goes, right? But yeah, the yeah, kid rode good. Yeah, he really, he did. He rode great. Obviously, I mean, I yeah. So I, I don't know, man. I don't understand. Like to me, the definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over and getting the, it's the same results. I think. Jerry and Ty need to look at their program and look at what's been going on and change it up. Uh, it seems like they're not flexible, whether it's Star, whether it's AEO, whether it's anybody they talk to. The facility, people who ride down there kind of say the same thing. I don't know, man. If I could offer any advice, I'd be like, dude, whatever you're doing, do it differently. Because the kid's got talent. The kid is fast, yeah, we, you know? Yeah. I'm, I'm, like I said, the biggest thing was just our financial backing didn't allow us to, yeah. to give him what he pretty much, and that's you know, it would if we could have made our a trip out to Texas more often and stuff, but that's really hard for us when I'm running three shops. Mark is busy with the suspension. Yeah, or doing anything there, and then trying to get him to California and everything. It just, it just got. We just couldn't do it, and that that mainly was the hardest thing is just not getting the bike good enough for him. You know, we just we struggled. So yeah, it was just it ended up being. Their program, they were very stuck to their program. They think they believe their program works, and like I said, I wish them the best on that. It just it didn't it it didn't work this year for us. Yeah, no, and that happens for sure. Uh, Decal MX bringing you Jeremy Sism from OAEO Power Sports. Please check it out. Pulp code, uh, pulpmx code at decalmx.com, and uh, get some graphics, get some quality and service and knowledge behind your order. The expert staff will go above and beyond to make sure your questions are answered. Everything for Jeremy, Paul, or you just text him later? Yeah, I'll probably just text him later. I know he's on his he's driving to Arizona right now. So no, I. Oh, your phone. Your, oh. your phone broke up. Your phone broke. Up. Uh, I get, um, I I drove home early so I could take the phone call not on the road. So. Oh, oh, look at you! Look at you doing <laughs> this. Uh, well, hey man, uh, thanks for calling in. Good job on the team. Really impressive this year. I hope you keep it going. I hope you get more support. I hope the KTM guys step up. Uh, you're probably be moving a shit ton of units for those guys, so uh, you know, like let's let's figure it out, KTM. Let's make it happen, you know. <laughs> so, um, you know, yeah. Uh, congratulations on the success, man. Thanks for calling in. No problem, you guys. Thank you. All right, thanks, man. Appreciate it. Uh, that's Jeremy from AEO Power Sports. Yeah, good, guy, good, good dude, good friend. Yeah. yeah, he's just a smart businessman, I think, and he's a passionate kind of ex-racer. That I think he came from Washington and somehow ended up in Arizona. Maybe he met his wife there. I'm not fully positive but um but yeah he's a i consider him a personal friend i get a lot of uh insight and information from him on as far as like it, the dealership landscape that i apply in my job so mm -hmm. and uh and yeah he's he's running a professional team and and we support him at rental and yeah he's a he's a good dude the uh eight o'clock hour brought to you by the folks at suspension direct uh, speaking of good dudes dan Worley's over there he's the owner good guy really smart guy he launched the eclix stuff in 2018 it's been a lifelong project for him it's more than just electronic shocks it's a semi-active suspension system that constantly adapts to the road and conditions no more getting out of the vehicle to adjust suspension before getting on a road or trail they're available for jeep jk jl jt models raptors 
Gang, gang. <laughs> Toyotas, UTVs, and more. Uh, Pulp of Mexico to save it. Suspension Direct. You can get them at cl- uh, you can get them at ORW as well if you want to do that. Uh, Suspension Direct. Please check this stuff out. It's super cool, super trick stuff. You can also um, uh, go ahead and uh, um, check them out for hard-to-find suspension parts with WP, Showa, Walker Evans, Fox, KYB, and more. Thank you to the Suspension Direct guys, and thank you to the folks at the Cherbies as well. Mentioned them earlier. Uh, w, Guts, uh, all on board. Get is on board with us. Intense, Twisted T, Weisskill Pistons, FMF. Thank you to those guys as well. Works Connection. Pulpamex20 is the code to save with Works Connection. WorksConnection.com. Uh, really love those guys as well as Guts Racing. Uh, speaking of Guts, supporting the Raise It for USA. Guts. Yeah, so. s- supporting the golf tournament. Yes, they are. Um, all right, Race Tech ran of the night. Racetech.com, we had checkers on earlier, of course, uh, helping out the uh, industry uh, with some support at Loretta Lens as well. You can get your suspension and motor work done with them. Look after your bike. It'll look after you. Paul, you're a mechanic. Mm-hmm. You know this. Important. Get get the seals done. Get bushings done. That kind of stuff as well. Uh, I have two Racetech Rant of the Nights. I'll, I'll go with – I'll make them short. Neither one of them make me that angry like a lot of other rants, but I feel strongly about it. Okay. Number one, you've gone to Loretta's. With your family, on with yourself. Yep. My parents, yep. Roughly, when you went and did it a few years back, wife, kid, all that, how much did you spend? Well, I think I'm a bad example because okay. uh, I I don't spend f- for certain things because it's combination work trip, combination. But you you still... Give me uh, a number. Because um, Kiefer kind of told me. And, you probably spend, I don't know, six to... Eight grand. Okay, like Kiefer that. said around ten. Yeah, let's I'd... say eight. Okay. Wi-Fi six hundred bucks. Entries twelve hundred bucks. Regionals areas right. Yeah, gas to drive there. Your uh, trailer. To... Uh, your broken family after you leave. <laughs> you know what I mean? The therapy for your broken family. All of yes. that. See, I don't. So, I don't. I don't have that broken family no, piece because. Uh, yeah. Well, anyway, go I, ahead. I, but... I'm, okay. Just yeah, yeah. Can, go, can you just go, roll go. with this. <laughs> You do all this money for Loretta's. You spend all this money, all this time. It's the biggest amateur race in the uh, in the world in the country. In careers the can there. careers can get broken or made there. Uh, uh, everything else. You show up at Loretta's. You spend ten thousand dollars. Everyone's watching you. And you could draw a fucking spoon with number forty on it for your first <sighs> moto, uh, like. Know. It's unbelievable. And I've said the same thing about Across the Nations. You travel across the world, spend thirty, forty thousand dollars $40,000, and if you're not a country in the top eight or nine that you know are going to make the A final, you know what you are. If you're a country like Canada that's sometimes on the verge of not qualifying, your gate pick Saturday morning, you're fucked. Fuck you is what in front <laughs> says because you got gate 40. You got ping pong ball 40. Go home. Thanks for your $30,000. Go home because you're fucked, right? So, same thing. If I'm going to rant about that, I'm going to rant about this. $10,000, biggest race in the country, spoons. You draw spoons. Okay, we want to make it fair for everybody. Who says it needs to be fair? It's a race. There should be some sort of qualifying. You want to go to the regionals? You want to go areas? Whatever you want to do. If you want to go Monday practice... They have Monday practice with timers. Very easy to seed you in there. If you don't want to make the Monday a big whip out your dick contest, which I can understand. Maybe you don't, you know, it's one day. We don't want you to whip your dick out. It's dangerous, you know. We, <laughs> right. I get all that. <laughs> if they don't want to do that, okay, listen. You won the regional. 
uh, in Washington, your number one gate pick. You won the regional in Southern California. Your number two, blah blah. All the number ones, yeah, get yeah, filed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's very easy to do. It, the fact you got to draw a spoon and you get forty when your whole summer is based on this race is a joke. It's a clown show, just like the motocross the nations. And Davies told me that the reasons why I don't buy it. I don't care. I don't want to hear it. It's it's ridiculous that you draw spoons at the biggest race in the world for the gate pick where the start isn't that equal. It's not that fair. It's not bad. Okay? It's not some of these MXDNs that we go to, like your gate 40. Yeah. yeah like, yeah, just go home. Right. Just You get rammed yeah. in the ass and go home. I don't. I, so it's fairer than those races. The start is fairer than those races. You can pull a good start from a bad gate pick. Maybe not in the morning. When it's like you talked about earlier. Yeah. Anyways, that's my one rant. Joke. Yeah, I don't disagree with you. Like, I mean, and I've asked Davey about it too because I was that guy. I, I did like dedicate my summer and try to get myself in shape, and then I pulled number forty, and I was the first moto of the day. Like that sucked, and that did have an effect on the on that moto and the rest of the week, and it has an effect. There's on a an lot easy of way to stage people. There's I, an easy I, way. I would love that. Hey, all the regional winners. If there's six or seven regions, you guys pick from the top seven poker chips and then if you got Not second you pick from the hey you got seventh gate pick because your region was last yeah but then you're gonna have people go into a certain region because they know that one's prior no, no, no. Like you, 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 just, you, you draw you draw that's what i mean if you're a regional winner you draw from the top seven chips and that's okay. your first seven sure. and, but I, I i almost like the idea more so just for safety because i think if you look at loretta lynn's you have the guy that's there i'm going there to win you have the guy that's there. I'm just happy to be here. I made yeah, it to Loretta I'm a Lins. plumber. You have the guy right. that's there that said, I've been here two or three times. I want to be in the top ten this time. So you have all those different guys with all those different right. goals, all those different speeds and, and objectives, right? right? And then you draw spoons, and you randomly put them on the gate, and you could have a factory guy on the inside, a factory guy on the inside, and one on the outside, and you cause this huge You're, you know, pile up or whatnot. And, and I, I'm a plumber. I, I, I work 40 hours a week. I support my family, but I made it to Loretta's by, by just, you know, by everything else. And I don't really give a shit. Just making it to Loretta's is fine. Oh, look, here comes Mike Brown, who is a professional racer for a living with gate pick 40 coming across and taking my front wheel out. Yeah. Oh, there goes my plumbing job. I'm fucked. I know. Like, and I, and it, I don't think it, it can be done by practice times. No. I think that's going to be way too dangerous. And that's not something for amateur racing, I think. But granted, I mean, it would be nice to teach our amateurs that because that's what it's like in the pro ranks, right? Right? But I, I'm with you. I think there it's needs a to be yeah. some revision because there's so much time, money, investment. Yeah, and when absolutely. you pull 40, God damn it, that makes it so much harder. And, and like I said for Disney Nations, you spend $30,000 to get there as a country. There's only seven or eight countries that are locked in for A-mains. You know what I mean? No matter what. If they pulled gate 60, you, they'd be in the A-main. They're still getting in the A-main. Right. But there are 15 countries that battle this thing out. Yeah. And if you draw 40 on a hairpin you, uh, MXGP track, go home. Just go home. You're fucked, right? So it's just ridiculous, the money and the time spent, and it's a it's a it's a it's a clothespin or a a ping pong ball. I cannot believe it. And again, like I brought up, why don't you take the transponders times on Mondays? And I was told unsafe. Okay, yeah, no problem. There is a easy way to do it. And if you win at the regional, is it area or regional? What's, the, what's area comes first? You okay, get regional. So if second. you win the regional. You get yeah. There you go. Yeah, no, I I, it's, I agree. It's ridiculous. I, should, I agree. There should be some some way to carry a carry a gate position it based on how you do much. it at the regional because if that would every this race they tell us I don't tell them it's important they tell me it's important you're right the industry tells me important the sponsors tell me important they're printing money down at the ranch they have a machine that just prints out thousand dollar bills <laughs> it's so important to so many people 
Can you not just figure it out? It's and it's dangerous. It's, da- it's dangerous. I, I believe it is dangerous. Yes, right. I do. So, if it's a world class event, you don't see spoons at world class events. You just don't see them. Okay, that's one rant. Whew. My next rant. Not that mad about it. I've Man, said it before. I need someone to sit next to me for the next one. My next rant. <laughs> Super Motocross Series. Okay. JT and I discussed it. We discussed. Look, I'm, I'm fine with all of it. It's good. Cool. You're not doing it for the World Supercross. No problem. You are doing it for the World Supercross. No problem. I don't give a shit. It's more races, more money. Awesome. Great. I hope both series are, are fantastic. But they put out a press release. And then I get called from Sean Brennan to do a, a podcast with Dave Prater and Kerry Coombs. And they put out a press release that has a date in it and, like, some money that we that – we, I mean, look, and they don't have anything. There's the podcast I did. You can listen to it. It's a rental reaction. There's no answers in there, really. Like, like when you put press releases out, you should have some information. They didn't know qualifying. They couldn't confirm the other two races, right? Which we think we know what they are. Mm-hmm. We know LA Coliseum in October, and there's ten million dollars up for grabs. Like. I just, if you put on a press release, can we get a little more information? Again, happy they're doing it. Stoked to have it on this on the scene. But I'm asking Carrie and Prater for information, and I'm getting nothing. Not because they're holding it back. I don't think they know. Well, yeah, I think it's still a work in progress. And I think there's obviously some urgency and reasons in their plan to why they needed to release the statement. What, what that are they, they now? What, I don't, what, know, what, that. I don't okay. know. I don't know yeah. that. But I'm sure there's a reason in their plan why they, hey, we need to get this announcement, at least with this information, out I just, now. I, I, I'm I, sure there's a reason for it. But I, They don't need to open their books for me to tell me the whole secret agenda. Mm-hmm. But can you give me something? <laughs> Anything? It, what class is it going to be? We don't know. Where's it going to be? We don't know outside the Coliseum. How's this money getting divided up? Well, most of the $10 million will go into these three races. <laughs> okay, well, like, some yeah. other rant is like, great to see it. Can I get a little more details? I mean, honestly, it's coming down to you know? people, people with ideas that are trying to get a new idea across, right? This is all marketing. This is all... Would you release? We're coming out with a purple bar. Not even... Look... We don't even get the purple bar. We, uh, we, uh, we've teased things before. Everything is released in a certain way to accomplish a certain thing. Sometimes you bring these bar pads that aren't available yet onto a show because you know that's where a lot of the core customer is going to be that's going to want this okay. thing. And you want to take advantage of the time to show them, even though they won't be available for another month maybe okay um, I don't, so okay so you're not with me on the press release no i'm i i think yeah. there's you're, you're, reasons why they can't answer those questions yet I pro- i'm sure they're doing the best that's they can fine. to get the I, they don't need to tell me everything i i understand that whole thing but yeah paul there was nothing in there outside of three races and la coliseum date there was nothing else but it generated it it's done what it's needed to do like look at you're talking about it the whole world knows about it already right so it's already just big wa- enough news and now they will now they can continue to roll out news and make more headlines for the rest of the year and build more hype and i just want a little more details i, I don't that. need everything how, how do you think it's going to work like i was thinking about this on the way up here how right. do you think they're going to seed guys to I, this to I, this supermoto they want people to race the nationals i you know mx sports does of course but i also believe felt wants people to race the nationals i agree yeah so we don't go to world supercross that's yeah. what they they're never going to say that but don't go to World Supercross. Race the Nationals. And how you're going to get this $10 million in these three races 
is by qualifying via the Nationals and Supercrosses. So they're going to put some sort of like big points total or number of wins, you know, in case you get injured or whatever. Yeah. It'll be wins, number of well, points, what, and th- or whatever. And trust me, all the factories will get invited because they'll make all the rules really easy. Well, that's what I mean. So, right. So if I was the promoter and this was my business, how, like, what would the idea be to make a set of rules that is as fair and easy for people to understand as possible without these all unique I think points and wins. To still get the players that you know you points want Points and there. wins. So Eli Tomac, Cooper Webb, yeah, yeah. Ken Roxon, Supercross only guys. Yeah. How do you make sure that those guys are going to be if at the If you've ever won a race races? before, you're in, the, you're in the... If you're active and you've won a race before, you're in. If you get I mean, enough, you don't just think it'll go off, hey, like we have... Because like Cooper know, Webb wouldn't be in this year. He didn't win. Well, that's what I, well, that's what I'm saying. So you if, need if Cooper Webb way, in there, but he still earned points. He was still a Supercross rider, earning a lot of yeah, points. Yeah, but I think you yes, but I think you want um, the national points to count somehow. So it's going to be yeah, a high I number. I get that. I get that. So the the issue I think is that is we have say we're going to have 22 motos next year in the nationals yep. that are going to pay points, and we have 17 Supercrosses. So like you can't just base it, or can you? I guess you can just base it just on points, but then motocross would be more favored right there'd be you i think you so. have more motocross guys that are getting in but the, you that's not the high profile supercross every, rider everyone is, is going to get a trophy here in my opinion everyone will get a trophy very easy to make these races the only guys not getting in these races are privateers that don't sell tickets that don't they don't care about mm-hmm. other than that they want everybody there right they don't want to make it too exclusive what would make it really exclusive is like nascar where there's 30 drivers you have to win a race mm-hmm or I think you got to get in the top 12 or win a race, and you're in this playoff series. I don't to pay the attention end. to NASCAR Okay, but I think stuff. that's how it goes. Okay. The new segment is I wasn't listening by Travis Marks. Okay. But if, if he was listening, he could tell us the NASCAR playoff. You're saying Marks is a NASCAR fan? He can work the Google. Oh. Yeah, no, he doesn't know off the top of his head, but he's not listening. But he's not listening. Because it's a segment. Got it. Travis, I wasn't listening. Got it. But I think it's top 12 in points or you win a race. So you can get 16th in points, but you won. Okay. So, and I'm sure they're looking at everybody's So playoff. if you wanted to do it properly, quote unquote, that is how they would do it. Uh, top 10 in points or if you win a race, right? That is how you would get in this race. But they won't make it that exclusive. They will. They want everybody there because everybody gets a trophy. It's 2022. I don't know though. Like you want to, and at the same time, you're trying to incentivize people to race both of your series. So I, I almost think it should be based on how many points are no, earned in Supercross and how it, many points are earned in Motocross. I'm saying it will be. Okay. Like everyone will get a trophy. Everyone's going to get it, get in. That that races. You know that basically races the whole year. And okay. and, and and at that, they're gonna- but you still have to get to 22 guys across two different series, two yes. different disciplines, and you're gonna have to- different athletes racing different ones, right? Won't like, be a problem. Won't be a problem. Okay. I, I'm just interested to see how yeah. they're gonna accomplish that. Because yeah. that's a cool part for me. Like yeah. I want to see if yeah, yeah. you know Eli Tomac Supercross only say he's a Supercross champion again, but he didn't race outdoor, and the guy that went second in both of them, what does that mean when we start this playoff series? If how only we points, had a press release. How many points is Eli going to start with, and how many points is this said guy who's overall best going to start If only with? we had something in the press release to tell us at all anything about well, how someone's getting in these races. I think that information will be rolled out strategically between Great. now and January. Well, I can't wait for the other four press releases <laughs> that I'll cover in a rental reaction. Uh, what's your uh, race tech rant that has nothing to do with racing? Yeah, mine's not that difficult, but I've okay. obviously been traveling a lot lately, right? I've been in England and Belgium and Holland, and now I'm in Vegas. I was in Tennessee. I'm going to Wisconsin next week. Like, And, and I just got very jealous of 
uh, when I was driving in all these places, why can't we get our our U.S. drivers to have the same like highway etiquette that they have in Europe? Like the left lane etiquette, especially. Yeah. How where they get out of the way? Like if you're in the left lane, they're always kind of keeping an eye on their rearview mirror, yeah. and if somebody's come fast, and they move right out of the way. Yeah. But here in the states, it's like people rent the fucking left lane like it's theirs yeah. for the day mm-hmm. i yeah. apologize for my language i just got i ranted but i bother uh, yeah anyway yeah. that bothers me i it, think because if you don't get out of the way on those european highways like they're gonna ass pack you well why can't they're, we do that here uh maybe lawyers maybe arthur Drake no one those will, type of guys no one know. will ass pack you here? i don't know i don't know. but you 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 <laughs> there's plenty of people <laughs> will ass pack you. <laughs> it's not a problem I just uh, yeah uh, I just thought, I just really you, enjoyed that when I was driving in Europe because I was in the left lane. Have you ever held somebody up in Europe in the left lane? Because I have. I mean, in they a, are flashing. Yes, yes, yes. No, inadvertently, they are flashing their lights. Yes. and leaning on their horn. Oh yes, and you're like, shit, my bad, don't kill me. Yeah, and you move over. Let's have that here. Can we get that here? I mean. You do that here, someone will, like, they won't move. They'll just be like, no. oh, yeah. you want me to move? Well, well, now okay. I'm definitely America is a nation full of guns. So if you ask, try to ask pack somebody, they could pull out uh, an a- AR-47 and, and that's it. I, and you're done. So maybe that's part of it. Like, it was I, just I, I'm so, just saying. Like, it's so nice driving I'm, on I'm highways when people do that. I'm with I you, wish, man. I wish. I was quite jealous of yeah, it. Yeah, right. How was the right-hand side of the road in England? It was fine. Was it? Yeah, it's okay because they put the I've steering only, wheel over there too. I know. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> great, great, great news. Breaking news, everybody. No, it was fine. I mean, yeah. I, I rented a, I rented an automatic, so like I, 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 manual steering on the wrong side and road on the wrong side, and then you add manual to it. I think that's just kind of hard. So I take one of the yeah. variables out, but yeah. no, you'll be fine. Okay, you'll be fine. Because uh, I've only driven in England as a passenger. I've never driven. Nah, in you're, okay. you'll be fine. All right, all right. It's easy. Because I'm going to Wales, apparently. Yeah, I'm not going to England. Yeah, you're going to be driving a long ways because you're flying into London. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's, it's not England. No, it's not. There's, hey, Travis, <laughs> what's the NASCAR playoff scenario? I, I tried to look it up, and I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Pete. But I was listening. Are you still getting the phones? Only when I see them. <laughs> Great. You, you, you got a 50-50 oh, shot. You, you have, you have so one job. <laughs> yeah. Maybe people aren't calling. No, there's somebody calling. Oh, you can tell that. Oh, yeah, I yeah, see that. Do, yeah, but do you want? to take that call yes because you do Pete okay. looks at it as like hmm if i put this call yeah through, yeah it's this gonna is be a really controversial question they could end up talking about it for 30 right. minutes and i'm trying to be out of here yeah time. yeah no for sure <laughs> for sure all right that's race tech round of the night uh spoons press releases driving on the uh uh right in the far left lane right yeah yeah I'd, i i want people to get out of the way all right um Let's look ahead to Unadilla. We haven't even touched on the series, Lucas Oil. Oh, that's Pro right. We're going back racing next weekend. Yeah, we are. This weekend, coming <laughs> up. Uh, uh, Unadilla coming up this weekend. Dylan Fernandez makes his return. Number one racer, uh, number one rider from last summer. Three to five, I think. Is there any way, though, Dylan comes in and shocks the... That would be gnarly if he did. Good track for him, Unadilla. It is a good track for him. I'm sure he's prepared. I'm sure he's ready. But I just truly feel that we've seen Eli and Chase find a new level over this last stint before this break that is yeah. can't be replicated. But do they by, lose a bit on the break? Home. Do they lose a bit on the break? I don't think so. No. I think they're going to come in and be yeah, even better. Right. Like they know, hey, eight motos to win this national championship. Yep. It's mano y mano type thing. No, right. I think they're going to be gnarly. Uh, <clears> does Ryan Dungey make a podium? You have a bet. I do. Uh, does Ryan Dungey make a podium before the end of the year? I hope he does, but man, yeah. I feel like Washugo was a really good yeah. shot, and yeah. we got a yeah. bit robbed there. Yep. Uh, Ferrand is coming back. Mm. 
Yeah, tougher. That makes it harder. Tougher, yeah. And a lot of these tracks coming up for Ryan aren't – I mean, I don't I, – I really like his chances at Washougal. Um, so uh, – Antonio Caroli coming back at Bud's oh, Creek. Oh, I forgot about him too. I don't think it's happening. You're not going to win your bet. No. No. I forgot. Blocked. Tits. What do you think, Tits? There's always hope. Dungeon. When it's the Dunge, yes. You never great, give up. Great analysis. Yes. <laughs> yeah, man, it's going to be tough. That's gonna, it may look bleak, but you never give up. Yeah, we're going to have some exciting racing yeah. here to finish the summer. Um, Jet won every outdoor overall but one. Yeah, that's cool. Uh, do you think Cooper – like, we talked about the donations. Do you th- – I don't think Cooper gets on a roll. I don't think he starts winning again. Willie, could he win in one of the, one of the eight motos? Yes. Not the majority and not a different guy, I don't think. I could be proven wrong. Hard to say, right? Because you have two conflict, like not conflicting, but different. Jed is going to be like, hey, I can win this thing. I got to manage. I got to can continue to stay um, you know, consistent. Yeah. But he's already riding a 450, thinking about designations a little bit. He knows he's going. And then Cooper's like, I want to go to designations. Mm-hmm. I just want a moto. Why can't I do it again? My foot's better now. I just had another three weeks off. Like, mm-hmm. I'm going to get into the mix. So, I don't know. For the the, the, the fan in me, I want to see I want to see more competition at the top, right? Like, my Renthal hat on or not. Obviously, yeah. we want Jet to win. We want we want a Renthal championship. But I, I love seeing Cooper, um, Justin Cooper in the mix. and Schmoda. Schmoda's been great. Yeah, he's been awesome this year. Uh, I, I am ha- so surprised have. at that. Yeah. I mean, I just want to see good racing. Yeah. And but I, I tell you, I have no problem with watching Jet win every weekend too. It's almost like when I was watching McGrath win every weekend. Yeah. Some guys you don't get tired of seeing them win. Uh, who do you like for this four fifty outdoor title? Five points. Holy moly. Like that's such a hard uh, question. I, I, I really like the tracks that are coming at the end of the year here for Chase. Yep. Um I think Chase showed so much maturity getting the, all those seconds in the row and watching every single one of those interviews and seeing how he was dealing with it, I think he's turned the biggest page that he'll, he'll turn in his career, and I fully believe that he is going to be a guy from here on yeah. in, in on out, yeah. like next year, Supercross, everything. So um, I think I'm going to give Chase the nod because I know he's at down on points, but I he's so good at Paula. I think he's going to be really good at Ironman. Um, I think Dilla is going to be a good track for him too. So I think just based purely on on tracks, uh, I'll go Chase. Um, but, man, how do you – I don't yeah. know. It's also hard to bet against Eli. He's, like, on the best form he's ever it, been on, it, and he's won this thing three times already. Eli made a comment about how damn well he's riding, and he's got, he only has got five points. Yeah, <laughs> right? Like, I just – that those two have pushed each other to a different level, yep. and I think it's just really cool to see as a fan. And, and I just want to see them both fight it out and both finish healthy is what yeah. I want to see. Yeah, round nine, Lucas Oil Pro Motocross Championships this weekend at Unadilla. Should be great. Jet Lawrence, Hunter Lawrence, Joe Shimoda, Justin Cooper – Tomac, Sexton, Caroli at Bud's Creek, Dungey, Anderson, Ferrandis. Yeah, should be some really good racing. going to be good. Looking forward to it. Thanks to the folks at uh, Ride Engineering. Take weight savings very seriously over there. Most triple clamps save four to eight ounces over stock. Some of you guys spend hundreds of dollars on titanium aluminum for weight reduction. While they offer, they also offer a very inexpensive way to shed some weight off your bike. For $24.95, the lightweight bar pad is half the weight of an OEM bar pad. Bar pad, 1.2 lighter than some of the other brands, and they're designed to fit Ride Engineering's best-selling one-piece bar mount. Ride-Engineering.com. PulpFan20 is the code to say with Ride-Engineering.com. And uh, let's get to the phone, shall we? (laughs) 
That's Damon Bradshaw's bike I just fucked up. What's up, Vital Jamie? Steve Mathis, Paul P. Hello. Uh, have you seen, uh, I don't know, Paul, how much you've uh, been looked at social media lately, but uh, old Jamie here is quite the bicyclist. So I think I, I, I made it a point to listen to last week's Pulp Show so uh -huh. I could get caught up on the inside jokes and what's happening, and then I did see something afterwards that you challenged him to some sort of bicycle no, deal I didn't, here I didn't or something. No, I challenge him. I, he, he, went, he told us he's been riding his bicycle last okay. week. And I said, oh, that's cool, road bike. And I said, how long did you go for? And he goes, five miles. Yeah, and like, look, okay. I, I'm, I'm not Joe Cyclist, okay? I'm not Greg LeMond over here, right? Yep. But five miles on a road bike is not much. We have, so, we have high mileage standards here in the moto industry. So, but full props to Jamie. I don't know if you saw this, Marks, or not, but he did a 15-mile uh, uh, ride. We challenged him to do 15. And he did it. He did 15K tonight. And he, so he did 15. 15K? 15 miles. Oh, okay. K tonight, sorry. K tonight. K tonight. Got it. Uh, and then Randy Richardson said he would get, send him a Michelin bicycle tires if he did 22.2. Did he? And he did 24, didn't you, Vital? Yeah, Jamie? yeah, just over 23, yeah. How'd you feel after that one, Jamie? Uh, Not as bad as I thought I would. My legs are you know, really, it's more my balls and my ass that are hurting most yeah, of the time. Yeah, you're chode, yeah. Yeah, you're taint, dude. It's the taint. It's You got yeah. to toughen that thing up. Uh, I'm trying. I'm just, it's not an area so I'm used to I'm, getting toughened up. <laughs> I'm, more, I'm more impressed with the life change that has happened since he cut, cut off that damn pony. I remember seeing him at the Minneapolis Supercross the day after, and I was like, who is this? Yeah, this, I feel like perhaps I, this I gentleman can, needs some rental bars. I can trust this man. Yes, but before that same guy came around, and I was like, "What are we going to Sturgis later?" And did you check your wallet when you walked by? And absolutely, stuff? Yeah. absolutely, yeah. absolutely. So, yep, yeah. The, the, what a change. Kiefer and I. I mean, honestly, we want the bike back. Uh, what we've done for him. You want it back? Yeah. What we've done for so him. So you got him something, and you want it back? Because right. we've changed his life. Okay. And, so and Vital MX is getting him a bike. Oh, so you can get fucked. So now he's gonna have two bikes, is what you guys are thinking. We, we need yeah, that, but only one's mine. Um, <laughs> didn't they give it to you, Jamie? Like it's yours to keep? Yeah, yeah. Like the title, yeah, the title. Literally, the title's at the bank because I use it for collateral for a loan to build my shop. Holy so, moly! So okay. So anyway, so and then Cade said to Jamie, "Get some more elevation in, like a thousand feet." Yeah, and I'm thousand, like, thousand I'm like, feet. easy, bro. He lives he's in, Texas. in Texas. Yeah, that's but no, tough to he find. got a thousand. Great job. He got a thousand. Like every, what else can we tell you to do? Dude, every challenge, Jamie's he, been got. He knocks it out. He knocks I, it's, it out. Maybe it's time for a new one. What maybe. else do you got now? Yeah. Uh, There's literally a, like one big hill near where I've been riding, and I had to ride it like 15 times. I just made a loop. And I was like, all right, I'm going to keep doing it until I hit a thousand. <laughs> How's the polar? It's good. I, I'm starting to kind of understand it. So, yeah, I've been using it. Uh, and Polars the, are great. The chest strap. Yeah. Or what? Uh, uh, what, what, what are percentage you at? Are you at? What are you day? at for your production of your day? Productive day. What are oh, you at? Shit, I don't know. I would literally. I don't know. To be honest, I have no idea. Okay. I generally look at my distance and my my how high my heart rate gets, and I don't know. I could open it here while we're talking and see if I can figure it out. But yeah, I'm gonna keep it up with that. I'm just so he, he's trying not, not to die right now. He's working for Vital. He's bicycling. He's not laying in ditches anymore. He's got a haircut that makes him look like a normal human being. Shit is changing. No more greasy bandana. Yep. 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 No more Harley rallies. No. No more Harley rallies. Yep. <laughs> he's he's a respectable member of the media. Good for you, Jamie. Good for you. Thank you. Thank yep. you. <clears throat> yep. It's it's been but, something. I don't know. But Paul, mm -hmm. 
He has to give up the wrap-up show at the end of the year. What do you mean? The Vital's not letting him do the wrap-up show at the end of the year. He's oh. going to finish the year for us here. Yep. And then that's it. No more wrapping things no up. No more wrapping up. So wrap-up show's done. No. No. We're... Yeah. we're no? We're, we're... You're still going to wrap things up? We'll see. We'll okay. see if we can get you know our sponsors back on board, Guts Racing and Motorsport and Michelin, okay. uh, Seal Savers, and, and we'll see if they want to continue with the wrapping of the show. Okay, but it'll be somebody else wrapping it'll it. It'll be someone else wrapping it wrapping. up. There was a gentleman in Australia that did a really good job. Hmm. I've got an email from some other guys that want to do it. Really? Marks uh, wants to do so it. We I'm have... not interested, just so you know. <laughs> Count me out no, right away. No, I know no. I'm towards the top of your list, but I'm not So not there. Are you guys developing some sort of new combined series with a playoff format to figure out who, yeah. who yeah, this guy will be? Yeah, we got $10 million from Peacock yeah. if we combine them. Yeah. Okay, where yeah. and where are you exactly? Is that money going? <laughs> yeah, exactly. I want to know. Oh, no problem. <laughs> uh, but it's not going to the host of the wrap-up show, I can tell you that. Listen, <laughs> listen Mr. Guida, we are 50-50 partners on the wrap-up show, I feel like that's more than a fair arrangement. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah. You're right. <laughs> you could barely get to say <laughs> that. Uh, so are you bicycling with, with like, chamois, with a chamois, with a pad? Yeah, I, I bought, like, a uh, – because you said to get one. I, I ordered a cheap one off Amazon or whatever, but then oh, uh, Brian Fullerton from Cherubis, I guess he got a, he'd get to deal with some – I can't remember what brand it is, but he hooked me up with one that was, like, 150 bucks. So a higher end one that'll be here is it sometime a, soon. Is it a bib or a short? Uh, the bib. Yeah, you got to wear you a go. bib proper. Yeah, you got to yeah, have a bib. That's what you had said, and and Brian said the same thing. So that's what that's what I got. Once you get that, and you get rolling some bicycle. The taint will toughen up. What do you think about yeah. bib style? A bib style riding motocross riding gear. Never fall off when you seat bounce. Over your shoulders, jersey on overwards, tight fitting, but moto moto materials. Right? No yeah. no belt. Hot? Is it hot? I don't know. Dance okay. possible? I don't know. Just I'm not wondering. sure. But now you yeah, gave Vital like Jamie a, an idea. He's probably going to put this in the forum next week. Maybe. Have you been in the forum, <laughs> Jamie? How is, how oh, is the local? That's, that's got to be a tough part. How are the you locals have to go on that, huh? Treating you. If I'm being honest, I don't spend a ton of time in the forum. Right now, I'm trying to learn all the stuff that Michael has me doing. It's a lot of computer stuff that, like, Photoshop and Adobe Premiere that I don't know. So I'm spending all my time just trying to figure out how to do my actual job quickly. So I haven't just spent like free time in the forum at all. Do you do you think this official t- title and job and all the things that come with officially being part of the industry is he is is this going to change Jamie's outlook on this industry and this sport now that it's mm. become it's 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 going to be I less hope he doesn't a, get like an ego. There's you know a lot I mean? of media guys with egos, mm-hmm. you know, uh, that just think like, you know, uh, you know, just whatever. There's a lot of egos. Not a lot, but there's three or four guys that Is have that egos. Is that what you guys refer to when you when you call him like SoCal Jamie or like, yes, uh, yes, because, are you guys trying to keep his ego checked? Well, because we've gotten a head nod from him at Supercosses. If he talks, if he's talking to someone more important or a hot chick, right. he has given Kiefer the head nod. Like, not even, what's up, man? Just, yeah. You know, and yeah. we're like, Jamie, you know, we, you can't be doing the head nod because someone's more important or whatever. Mm. You got to be like, you know, hey, what's up? Got it. I had a guy, I, I had a fan write me and tell me that he tried to talk to me after a race and I was talking to uh, the Kawasaki team manager and I wouldn't give this guy the time of day. And I'm like, yeah, man, because I don't know you and I'm probably talking to Dan Fahey about something important or you know like something i'm getting a job knowledge here Mm -hmm. 
and I'm not going to just stop and talk to you, Joe fan. That's different from Jamie knows us. So he can be able to say, hey, man, what's up? He doesn't need to stop and bro us down. But a head nod, Paul? A head nod? At least he didn't call you Bud. Oh, yeah, you don't like that. I don't like Bud, no. Uh, I don't see a problem with that. But What do you think, Jamie? You'd have to know more of the details of the situation, Paul. You know how Steve and Keeper like to blow things out of proportion. No. Oh, okay, I read you. I was in the middle of it. I was in the middle of a fairly personal conversation with somebody, and I saw Chris walk by, and I was like, "What's up?" You know, just the head nod. He's right, but it, it wasn't any ego or anything like that. That's not it. That's not how I'm wired. You were engaged in the conversation because something important. Do you feel? Yeah. Listen, Paul. You were. Um, you were uh, not. You were. You are a uh, major player um, in the industry with Renthal. Really? Oh, yeah. Okay. Championship winning mechanic and everything. Um, how do you feel about Vital hiring Jamie and Jamie working there? Jamie looking like a normal human now. Um, it's 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 a way that Vital has connected themselves to a piece of pulp, which is probably strategic. But um, honestly, from what I've heard from Michael, Jamie's a hard worker. And he produces a lot of goddamn content for, yeah, like so maybe his passion right. is something that's uh, hard to find in the industry. So Okay, uh, here's another thing that we're, Kiefer and I are a little worried about Jamie. Okay. we got the head nod. I can't wait. Okay. He's also posted a couple photos on his social media okay. of him talking to oh. riders. And he said, like, I got caught. What do you mean? Uh, somebody took a photo of him, and then he posted the photo. So-and-so caught me talking to RJ Hampshire. <laughs> like, yeah, gotcha. I don't, oh, like a I media knew, super fan know. guy? Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. who knows? But, but he's posted photos of himself caught in the action of being Tagging you know, doing the job. Yeah. Tagging oh, yeah, the rider? Yeah, always, always. Okay. Mm. I haven't got my Supercross, Motocross, media handbook with all the rules in it yet. I'm sorry. You need to spoke to Mr. Anton. Uh, he is the chairman of the board, so please uh, okay. talk to Anton about that. He makes the rules. Like, I didn't realize the word caught was such a big deal, although it's funny how much I see it now that you guys have pointed see? out from other yep. people. Yep. Do you not have but it? But I don't see it as a problem. I don't know why. Why is that a problem? Like, if I had posted no, no, uh, just no wording, I just posted the picture, would that have been Okay. No, no. You could post a photo of yourself, okay. like, at the races, like, you know, hey, hey like, make a funny caption about, like, uh, you know, I didn't know what yep. shirt to wear today. Or, don't I, take I, yourself too seriously, right, I think, right. is, our indus- is the yeah, industry there's, vibe, there's right? too like, much seriousness. We are a tiny little you niche. You are a loon ball. And, and yeah, nobody's, nobody's cool, really. Like, everyone thinks they're giant movie stars in this industry, but we're not. We're tiny. We're insignificant. Right. <laughs> Well, I'm learning the rules as Steve tells them to me. Well, I don't. I don't make them. <laughs> I don't make them. Who I does? just. Oh, I just pass Anton. Yeah, you're I passing just, over the around, yeah, around the torch. I'm trying to help you. Like I think I've done a lot to help you, Jamie. I mean, you can't deny oh, of that. Of course, right? Yeah. No, I, and so, I never have. So here I am helping again, and you're shitting. Yeah. Me. <laughs> yep. So. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, of course. Yep. Hey, speaking of your your YZ250 you want back, I uh, yeah. got to ride it this weekend at, at Masterpool's place that you were just talking about. Oh, wow. Check you out. Uh, yeah. Got the race tech stuff on Must it. Must have been hot. Everything? Oh, it was so hot. So rough. <laughs> yeah, the race tech was good, though. PDR suspension. PDR are, you, uh, 
It's, hey, two strokes a lot of work, man. You got to shift that thing. You got to. Yeah, I don't want to. Yeah, I don't want to do that anymore. I don't want to ride no, a two stroke at no. all. I, I I like that they're at Redville Straight Rhythm, but I think they're pretty useless after that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's probably going to be like a, a woods bike because I'm going to start doing some cross country bike riding. Yeah, but, four stroke uh, would be better for I'm that bring, too. I'm going to drive out for Paula and Bible's going to let me bring back the 23 Husky 350. Oh, you're coming. You're all. coming out to Paula. Yeah, yeah, I'm gonna drive out, pick up a bike, hang out for Paula. Well, if yeah. I, heard, I heard he's going golfing on Sunday too. Oh, are you? Yeah, nobody's gonna want me on any of their teams. That would be bad. Well, listen, I've never it, played golf in my life. I want to. Um, Just as a member of the media, he he plans to. Attend. Oh yeah, yeah. Okay. I need to remember yeah. to do this closer to Paula, but I'm gonna announce right now a contest for our listeners. Oh boy. $100 for the best person who catches Jamie <laughs> in the action. <laughs> And they post it and just oh. tag you? Yeah. And they say, caught Jamie yeah, interviewing. Yeah, caught Jamie. Caught like, Jamie doing I, this, I need, caught Jamie I need, doing that. I need our listeners to catch Jamie doing media work, and the best one gets a $100 gift card to motorsport.com. Wow. Yeah, it's going to be fun. Okay. All right, I'm this down. Is, yep. This is between now and Paula? No, just because he's going to be at Paula. Paula. At Paula. Paula. Yeah, okay. but I'm going to forget this, so someone needs to remind me. Right. Because I'll forget that I said okay. that. Okay. But $100 motorsport.com. It'll probably be like Emory or something. Emory is always taking shots. I, I, I don't get caught in the action at all, ever. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know why. So are you asking for these photos? Or are you like, hey, Emery, do you have photos know. of me? No. They Emery, just send hey, them to me. Do you got any photos of me, Emery? Do you, are you saying that? No. No, they just sent them to me. Please, Jesus, tell me you don't say that. I, I just told you I don't say that. Oh, I know, I know, but just yeah, be honest. You shouldn't It'd be so. awesome if he was tipping him off. like to, Yeah, like a celebrity. Like, like a celebrity. Like, like hey, hey the paparazzi's gonna... coming around. I'll be showing up around this time. I'm going to be hey, over by Suzuki come catch at me. 4 o'clock. Emery, I'll be talking to Pipes at 4. <laughs> <laughs> FYI. Just, just, just be there. Yeah. yeah. I need the content. I, I believe you, Jamie, but please don't. Yeah, don't do that. Okay, no problem. <laughs> what I don't get about these photos... So, today... I posted a photo of Jeff Matasevich on my Instagram that I bought from Chris Haltner. A photo. I gave him a bunch of money. And oh, yeah. You told me. This, bought yeah. photos, right? Yeah. Just to post on my social media. And I think it's so awesome that he's taking these cool photos. And so I post a photo of Chicken Matasevich on my Instagram. Bell Helmets takes it and just puts it with Bell Helmets. Like, what are you doing? I bought that photo from Chris. Mm. You just took it and put your logo on it. Didn't give Chris any credit or me or anything. So, okay. So that's, so that's weird. And I don't think that's cool. Yeah. My next it's, point it's is bad etiquette. My next point is is these riders come back from practice and they have these photos from practice up on their Instagram within one minute of getting off the track. Mm-hmm. Are these photographers like, hey man, hey man, here's my photo. Here's a I photo mean, of you. Like dude, honest, those, honest, those photos Chase Sexton he, they should pay for those photos. Chase Sexton is paying a guy to come to every single race with him to take content. For okay, him. so that was a bad example. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so for him, Cooper so, Webb, I mean, that's like, that's the level a lot of these guys. No, are that at. and I'm down with that. That's yeah. cool. But <clears throat> if I'm Emery, Cubby doesn't go to the races anymore. But if I'm Anton, if I'm Emery, if I'm any of these guys that take photos, Rich Shepard, I am not letting a rider post a photo that I took without paying me. I don't need the cred. I don't need to be caught in their Instagram caption. Mm. Like, I don't get that part. I don't understand that. Like, that's your camera. That's your skills. That's your work. And, you know, I assume they're sending it to the guys. I would think so, too. I, I mean, I, I'm I just pretty sure a lot of photographers share their links I, with riders. I wouldn't do that. I wouldn't give a, my photo to, for free to the riders. Like, mm. you you make millions of dollars, bro. You can pay me. And mm. if you don't want to pay me and get it free from someone else, then cool. 
I don't get that part in the industry. Mm, I don't know. I don't get why Bell Helmets took my photo of uh, the Chris Holtner shot in 1989 and put it on. Some, I mean, sometimes it's like, hey, it's already on social media. That's on. That's that's fair game. That's fair game. It's been posted. Like it's no one's there. You can't protect anything. Tough world we live in. Yeah, it is. Like, and that's some. Some people feel like that, but it it really it's just an etiquette thing. Yep. Uh, Wrap up show. Go ahead. Some some of the photographers have deals with the OEMs, though, right? Would that not be part of the same deal? Like if a photographer could be, yeah, could be working for KTM, then they just yeah they automatically goes to Cooper or whoever. Yep. Yep. I don't know. That could be. Yeah, that could be too. Yeah, for sure. They could be paying them some roundabout way. Uh, All right. Wrap up. Wrap up show this week. Yeah, uh, Pro Filters Trevor Trevor Reese. Oh no! Oh, you, oh wait, wait, wait! Are you serious? I like Trevor. Yeah. Fuck. Why? What? I was just talking shit on him. No, you weren't. You were you were praising him for no. being a good and then I said cyclist. He, I said his rating went down because he crashed on this easy part of the track. Yeah. Well. So yeah, like. He did. Now and now, and now normally spend... he wouldn't listen, right? There's no way Trevor listens to this show every week. You never he, know. He is now going to listen because he's doing the wrap up show and yep. he's going to hear me talking shit on him. I get to hang out all all next week with Trevor in Madison, Wisconsin. He is a rad dude. Trevor's a good person. And he's an amazing cyclist. So are you covering it all up right now a little bit? Yes. I'm I'm trying to (laughs) back. How do I backtrack? How do I? I I don't know. Marks, cut that out of the show. (laughs) Cut Uh, cut that out where I say he's a He's busy. He wasn't listening. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. There's a new segment. There it is again. He wasn't listening. Cut that out where I said he crashed on a really easy section because, yeah. Pretty sure we don't have the technology for that. I'll just cut it out, but I'll just tell him in person next week. Ah, Steve yeah, said you shit. crashed. This it. is really coming back to bite me, Dark Side. Thanks. Who else you got, Dark Side? Jamie. Uh, Clay Olson, owner of PDR Performance Race Tech Suspension. He's the guy that did my my forks. Oh, how convenient! Uh, my, my shock. Get suspension yeah. done and puts them on a wrap up show. There is a deal there. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. There yep. was a deal there. Jamie's already learning the the media is, game well. Yeah, he is. Yeah. He is. I actually hit up Paul. But Paul was at Loretto's and didn't get the message before I hooked somebody else up. And then Paul also thought it would be very weird to do the wrap-up when he's in studio. I asked so him that. I was like, how does that no, work? People do, people do that. Really? Yeah. You, so Jamie I would comment on what I say? Jamie did it last week with the great Australian guys. Hmm. Um, and Jamie did it. but Because like, Nick was saying, what did you guys do in the commercial? What did you guys talk about before the show? What did oh. you guys talk about after the show? You know, all that Besides, kind of stuff. BTS. Behind the scenes, yes. Yeah. Got it. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah, he texts me, and I, right. you know how Loretta's goes. Yep. Your phone goes dead. You're no service. I was too cheap to buy the Wi-Fi for the two days I was there, so right. I went 36 hours right. or maybe, so with maybe, no contact. Maybe you, draw, maybe you should have drawn a spoon. Maybe that would have helped you. Oof. It's poker chips nowadays. but yeah. Oh, it is? Yeah. Oh. Well, because, you know, the old school trick when there were spoons there, the whoever you go down to, the, you know, the whoever has the first race and whoever pulls the good spoons, you you're down there and you see who they are and you start marking them up marking up the end of the spoon so you can see what they look like. So when you roll up for your first moto, you can pick How do you dirty. mark it up? What do you mean? You go down there with the first class and have the guy who pulled the one fucking mark it up. The, what, do you mar- what do you mean mark it up, though? Like Mark up the tip of the spoon. Oh, with so a it, marker? No, just oh. r- scrape it on your, fort pe- on your foot peg. Something to make it look different from the other 40 that are in there. So they don't hold the bucket up high? They no, just... no. Now they have brand new rolls of 40 poker chips that, are, that go into the bucket. You pick one, and it's yours to keep. And they just keep – they have a new sleeve every single time, and that's your souvenir. Hey, there's my gate pick. I got 40. Oh. At the the spoon trick okay. got to be outlawed yeah, because yeah. people were cheating. So back in the day at a Canadian Loretta Lens, yeah. there's clothespins. <clears throat> yep. And a guy got caught because he just, like, wrote number one and, like, put it in the bucket and then pulled that out. 
You know what I mean? Like yeah. held in his hand and yeah. Then yeah. pulled out number one. They're like, well, this guy got number one. So my question for that guy was always like, did you think you weren't going to get caught? Because now there's two number ones. I know. How did you think that was going to work? That's why the poker chip solves all that. Because right. there was people trying that too. Man, if you, again, you need to come to Loretta's. There's lots of... This is a serious race. There's lots of it's not that serious. angling they, they happening. Just, they just pick poker chips for I mean, the the Electric 50 class, they're they're spraying their bikes with the cold spray, keeping them in a van next to the start <laughs> to keep them cold, to keep the battery cold. They don't go on the parade lap. They skip the parade lap. Yeah. I mean, there is this, lots of strategy. Yeah, right. that we are exploiting every angle we can down there well, at the ranch. The, the spoons is, need to go. Poker they, chips they have need gone. to go. Oh yeah, the, the poker chips. The need random to go. start positions need to go. Absolutely, too much money on the line. Yeah, I don't. I don't disagree. Right. All right. All right, Jamie. Are we bicycling tomorrow? Are we bicycling tomorrow? Uh, yeah, every morning, man. I, I hit I hit the play, uh, the trail up at six thirty every morning. Look, Mark. Mark. So, what a life, dude. I was just going to Marks, say, he doesn't work? Unbelievable. He bicycles every day? So wait, did you quit your other what was he yeah. doing? He he dig he dug yeah. ditches. You've quit that. Yeah. Your full-time like vital. Yeah, my last day was the 20th of last month and the 21st was my first day and of vital. Wow. I don't want I don't want to give out the amount of money, but his vital job is a significant amount of of money, raise. Mm-hmm. So he's, oh, he's, he's making yeah, more he's money. He's making more money. He's bicycling every day. He's not digging ditches. He's got a haircut. He's got a YZ250. He has switched industries and switched lives, basically. Right. When and he all... parted with that hair, he parted with... He left that guy behind. Dude, and it's all due to me. Well, you do like all to of take it. credit for a lot. All of it. You don't think it has to do anything to do with him? Michael Lindsay, nothing. <laughs> nothing. He's a piece of shit. Nothing. He, uh, nothing wow. to do with him? Uh, I'm kidding. <laughs> Michael Lindsay called me. Michael Lindsay called me. Should I hire Jamie? Like, what do you think? Yeah. Like, I I feel like I I gave him a good you know good re- yeah good yeah. reference yeah and how and how does anybody hear about Vital Jamie when he was greasy dark side on this show? I think I again I heard about him through like a uh, sister Harley Brandon Tucker I believe. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you. <sighs> you know Jamie, you got you got what is it August? You got four more months of this. Imagine what he's going to look like in a year. Shaved legs. Yeah. Um, you know, slicked back hair. There's no fit. chance, Jamie, you move out of your, your, your bumfuck Texas town, though, right? You're not moving. Well, kind of take offense to bumfuck Texas, but no, I'm saying, man. My granddaughter, <laughs> yeah, yeah, my, granddaughter yeah. my kids here. Right. Texas right. sucks, yeah, yeah. though. I don't think Texas sucks, but where he lives sucks. I think it. I would not want to live there. You wouldn't live there? No. I, think, I think I'd live in Dallas. I nope. Dallas. No, thank you. Okay. All right. Moving on. I'm outside of Dallas where it's, it's quiet. Like, there's, I don't have any neighbors. I can ride dirt bikes in my backyard. Oh, so, uh, yeah. Jamie, what's the status of the attacking dog on your bar, your bike rides? Oh, yeah. I've uh, I've moved places. I don't ride there anymore. Actually, okay. There's like a walking bicycle trail in the town next to me that I didn't think was very long, but apparently they've, you know, they've added onto it. So that's where I go every day. It's, he he yeah. started, he couldn't ride by his house next door neighbor because the dog literally would eat him. Really? Yes. Mm. Called oh, the cops yeah. on the dog. Yeah, and that's everything. inconvenient. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I said. Yeah. I said. So what? If you just kick him, like he's like, no, no, this dog keeps coming. There's, there's no stopping wow. this dog. So he had to change his route. Yes. Alter. Right. Okay. Great hey, neighbors, you got. Go, yeah. Before I go, I got a challenge for you. Okay. Um, have you decided yet if you're doing vet nationals? No, I have not. Okay, because I'm coming, and I'm moving up to your class. Oh, you are? So, oh, oh, yeah. Oh, I think he's challenging oh. you is what I just oh, heard. So that's, what that's what I'm training for. So, oh, you want to beat Steve. 
I mean, it would be nice. I don't know that I can, but it's a, we're going to give it a shot. I, as, as Mark's just said in our Slack, Jamie's now giving challenges out. Like he's now right. He's now cocky. Yeah. Ego. He's the captain. Ego, the yeah. ego on this guy. Right, right. <laughs> Honestly, Jamie, I haven't ridden much. I may not be oh, much of a factor. Hey, what that would be the ultimate flex. Don't ride. Show up. Beat him. Yeah. Let him do all the training. Oh, man. Then the, you you sit him down for the rest of the day after that. Like, he's done. <laughs> Never a challenge again. Uh, the new Blue Crew is going to be announced on Wednesday. Yeah. And you can so, get yourself one, get, maybe. Get Make sure he doesn't have one. Yeah. Yeah. You can affect that. Yep. 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 What do you think about that, Jamie? Bring it. Let's go. So, you you don't normally ride B-Class, though, right? No, no, I've uh, I've been a C class lifer, but I'm gonna go ahead and move up. Okay, all right. Hmm. I mean, honestly, I should be in C class the way I ride at that thing. Right. Yeah, you've you, you reached the professional level in Canada, but you're a C class right now. Okay. I went four, twelve, nine last year, or nine. That doesn't mean twelve. It. You've for, still I, I you've still know. been a A rider before in the past. You yeah. can't be C now. You can't. That's, That's not how fun. it works. I don't know. I I base it off when I go to a race if. The guys in the B class, if I were to race with those guys and they take off and I can't see them anymore after the first lap, then I'm not a B class guy. Well, that's what happens you know, to me when I race 30 pro at Mammoth or something. I can't see, right. I can't see Josh Grant after a while, but I got to race that class. Yeah, I don't see, care. About, I just, like, I've, I've, I've been mid pack. I've been happy with the mid pack, like, you know, in the B class, mm-hmm. like for my age group. I'm, I'm in my mid pack. I'm not stoked, but I'm not. The, right. I don't want to be the last place guy. No one wants to be the last place guy. Mm-hmm. So. No, or, or just I don't want to go out there and pay to race, and there's literally no way to race with. I'm just practicing for 50 bucks, a, uh, you know, for 10 laps. <laughs> right, right. Well, look at you, so, Paula, World right. Vets, bicycling. Yeah. It's, that's it. I mean, I'm eating. I haven't had a Coke. Hey, good for you. Really, in like over a week, which cut soda out. Friday, uh, Friday or Saturday, coming home from Master Pools, I would have probably killed somebody for a coke, but I <laughs> held off. Went into In and Out, ordered a water. Wow. What would you? But you got a burger and fries, I'm sure. <laughs> I got a cheese. I got a cheeseburger, <laughs> and I didn't eat the bread. But that's. I look. Look. I don't know shit about eating healthy. I've been just, trying to do some research, and the keto stuff says hamburgers and fucking steak are okay dude the easiest thing to start with is just cut dairy out try to do that and you'll see great results you don't need any dairy that does nothing for you i get a lot of different differing uh try that one first try that i'm sure you get a lot of opinions but try that one first to see if you can do that even that's hard enough tastes good it's good for you (laughs) wow i mean he's not wrong you guys were yeah, if you were to see my cabinets and all the cookies and the ice cream that's still sitting there, that tortures me every day, but I haven't touched it in a week. So, Right. And okay. No, I'm, trying, I, well, I'm trying to do better. We, right. Listen, we got to go because yep. Pete over in the corner is – Is he texting you saying, hey – Oh, yeah, yeah. No, he's on – this, this hey, number? He's on Slack Keep right it now. going? Yeah. I've been doing that for the last yeah. 45 minutes. <laughs> yeah. It's almost midnight here. I'm, I'm fine with that. It doesn't matter. You don't work in the morning. You're fine. I gotta get up and go for a bicycle ride. Oh, oh. wow! Wow! See, you don't have to get up and go to a job either. He's I not complaining about the yeah. Time I don't. Now. I don't complain about. It. I oh, go on sure. bicycle in the morning. Yeah, Paul and I That's went true. up. Wow, we were out at eight. It wasn't that early. It was late today. Yeah. Well, I'm normally I'm team Pete, so I get it. I'm yeah. Team Pete, even though he didn't want to talk to me when I called in. He's what? Team Pete. Said, even though he didn't want, he just put me straight to. Oh, Team you guys. Pete. You're not I'm Team Tater. Really Pete. busy over here. You're not Team Tater. I'm Team Pete too. I don't think yeah. I've even met your new guy. Don't need to. It's been a while. <laughs> I, I always. <laughs> I'm, when, when I when I'm in, 
Pete rolls in. We have a contract. And I like Exclusive. it. Exclusive. I like it. Oh, He's yeah. my producer. Poor yep. tater. <laughs> All right. Thanks, Jamie. Uh, we'll, uh, we'll talk to you uh, later. Good luck with uh, the bicycling and everything else, and you're welcome. <laughs> Thanks, Steve. All right. See you. See That's uh, Dark Side, everybody. Catch him at Paula. Earn yourself 100 bucks. <laughs> Catch him at Paula. Get 100 bucks. <laughs> All right. Motorsport.com tweeted tit segment. Let's do it. We interrupt this broadcast to bring you this important bulletin from Motorsport.com. All right. I'll ask the questions because tweets at tits Q&A segment where your twatted questions find answers. He hit that intro button before you finished your sentence. All right. Go ahead. Go ahead, tits. First one is from Kevin Foster. Uh, he caught a rumor that Deegan uh, will be racing Ironman National in a couple weeks. Is Ryder D still going pro uh, sometime this season as well? Uh, we covered this already, so next question. Uh, we don't want to waste this. That's old news, right? <laughs> oh, I'm glad you laughed. That was funny. <laughs> Come on, man. He's out of there. What's the next segment? Let's keep the show moving. What do you do for employees like that? How do you discipline I don't know, man. You got your hands full, just, I feel. You just let like, them go. I think you it's a lot say, of things. Thanks for your service. We're moving on. I think the way you can fix it is you take <laughs> all your, your service. You need to take all your pulp staff to Cabo for a long weekend. And just oh reset boy. everybody. Yeah, a golf trip to California would be nice. Uh, Veterans Day or um, yeah, Labor yeah, it's, Day. It's that weekend. Yeah. Labor Day. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. Uh, from Patty McMullen. Uh, any update on Beta or Triumph? Um, no. Next twenty twenty four. Both of them. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Where will Dino end up? Uh, Firepower Honda. From Simon. Yep, Simon. Uh, is Jordan Smith going to ride the last four rounds for Star Racing or wait for Supercross? I didn't hear about Jordan Racing. Did you? I don't. I don't know. Yeah, I don't. Uh, I wouldn't foresee him racing any nationals, but maybe he would. It's not outside the realm. Okay. From Lucas, are you aware of any protests or disqualifications at Loretta Lynn's this year? Um. Yeah, I'm. A, I'm aware of some like docs, like so. Uh, da- Dax Bennett. Uh, the second 250B moto, I think, his bike wouldn't fire. He missed the parade lap, and he had multiple people working on it. Um, excuse, excuse me, behind the starting line. Uh, you can't do that. You have to push it off to this corral to have multiple people working on it. So they let him have his moto finish, but he had to start the third moto for that class with last gate pick, and he was in contention to win the title. He ended up winning the title, but that was something. Um, there was a Michael Essie thing. You talked about it, I think, Steve. We talked about the claiming rule. The claiming thing that happened. I'm trying to think of any other protests. There was, I think Heath Harrison got protested for running the gate over, or, or docked for running docked, the gate yep. over. Yep. Um, that's all I can remember or know of. Okay. From Rocket Roy Orberson. Uh, what's more important, a Loretta Lynn championship or a top 10 at a national? Top 10 at a national. All right. Uh for you, Paul, from Brock Moran. Uh, why do pro prospects spend a year running the 125 BC class when they will never ride a 125 again? Just a lot more time to to mature before you go into the A class. You know, it's like another step. If you can ride a two-stroke for a while, you ride it, I guess. It's just Evan Ferry did it. Uh, Logan Best is doing it right now. Uh, Casey Cochran's doing it right now. So, I don't know. Delay the process. Stay an amateur longer. Great Yeah, based on your age. I don't know. Okay. 
from Steve Matthews Baseball Bat. Uh, for you, Steve, do you really think a more busy schedule will be good for the writers, especially mentally? No, I don't. I, 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 I've always said we need less races, and we're getting two more now. And especially like we talked about with the races coming in October, the LA Coliseum, nobody's taking time off. They're going to work, 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 work. And that's not a good thing. These hours these guys put in, Paul knows. I know. It's insane. And it sucks for these guys. It sucks for the teams. It sucks for the mechanics and the riders. Um, how, what are you going to do? How long is like uh, other sport seasons? Like how long is NFL and how long is? Uh, well, NASCAR is long. NASCAR goes longer than moto. Yeah. Uh, but they have two crews and stuff too. They have crews that work at the shop and crews that go to the races, right? Right. So, and it's car racing. I wouldn't. Yeah. I, I don't consider it as physical as motorcycle racing. Well, I mean, for the crews, it's the same. Like, it's all the same. But I would think. I guess, yeah. Yeah. But, no. It's uh, yeah. Okay. It's not that long of a season, but it's a lot of work. Yeah. From Crispy111, uh, do you ever hear of riders drinking pickle juice between motos when it's hot out? I hear it really helps yeah. with cramping and dehydration. Yeah, that's a real thing. Pickle juice. Have you seen it done? I haven't seen it. Yeah. but Really? It's a real thing think so but i i think i would imagine there's better solutions to that nowadays I think there is, than yeah. there's pickle juice might have been the old school fix right <laughs> uh from slow joe dirt with antonio dino mookie dylan and phil all possibly returning to the nationals when is the last time the field has gotten deeper at the end of a season well, no phil anymore phil broke his arm again mm, you saw that right sucks yeah yeah, yeah. uh yeah good point i no, can't remember when it gotten deeper yeah. at the end yeah Normally they don't, for sure. Yeah, it doesn't usually happen, so it's cool. Okay, from Sean Moore, Steve, how different is the new YZ450F going to be? Well, it's Monday today. The, sh the spike's out Wednesday. So I don't know if I can break any news. It's only two days, not even. Yeah, you can break a it's little. Fine. I'll break a little bit. Just be like dark side with the fly There's stuff. not much Just... parts the same. Okay. I learned that. There, there's two parts that are the same. The shock and the rear wheel, I believe. That is it. Every part is different. Okay. So it's a radically different bike. Uh, by the way, thank you to Trevor Paul and Sport and Wood 303 for the YouTube Sport. donations. Sport and Wood. Yeah. Okie dokie. Right. <laughs> uh, next one is from Rotocross. Uh, Never heard of them. What from Loretta's is more shocking, Martinez winning Open Pro or Alessi with zero hole shots? <laughs> That's a good question. That is a good question. I'll go with less zero hole shots. As more shocking? Yeah. yeah. You would think they're both get shocking. at least a shot. They're both shocking. But yeah. I mean, he raced six times. He didn't get one. Right. Did he race six times? Yeah. Yeah. Wow. That's crazy. Yeah. You're right. That's what you said. Okay. From Kurt Lucas. Uh, Paul, why are bar pads so hard to put on? Uh, they're. I don't think they are. Are You think they're hard to put on? Not really. Hmm. You find the crack and you put it in there. Go you check out Renthal's YouTube series. We uh we go over how to install a bar pad. We can show this. What's his name again? I don't know. We can show him how easy it is to put a bar pad on. He'll know. Kurt. Go on the go on the tube. I just ass pack it. I mean, this is what I do. You that's the way you do it. Oh yeah. I'd like to see yeah see how you do that actually. Fuck my ass. <laughs> oh, you ass pack it. Uh, from Spunk Nasty, Paul, why doesn't Yamaha put Renthals or Pro Tapers on their production lines? You know, I don't know. I think it's um, it's their, it's a choice made by someone that they feel their the cost to add a prominent brand to their handlebar does not, I guess, does not bring the value 
um, yeah, it's a cost thing, right? Yeah, yeah, I would guess so, right? Like some brands really want to, you know, like like what Intense is doing with their Intense Taser. I mean, they think it, you know, brings a certain value to have that rental name on their handlebar. So um, some companies don't, I guess. You know, it could be like, hey, like we know people are changing their handlebars pretty quickly. Could be one of those things. Right. Yeah. From Keelan Wright, uh, Paul, what was the reason why you didn't race Loretta's this year? Um, I put in a pool, to be quite honest with you. We just talked about how expensive it is to go to Loretta's, and I spent every kind of dollar that we had to put a pool in. For I'm a family, pool guy. So I'm a pool guy. I, I think I made a really good choice, to be honest with you. You guys got pools? I'm not rich. You got a Raptor. You got a $90,000 Raptor. It's not at all what it cost me. Yeah, but it, it is. <laughs> you have $90,000 Raptor. Nope. So. Uh, you got a pool? My parents do, which is good enough. I'm a pool guy. I'm a mooch, yeah. <laughs> pool over Loretta's for me this year, I think, was an amazing choice, and that's why I didn't go to Loretta's. I'm, and and like, I'm kind of just been burnt on riding and racing motorcycles. I really enjoy riding and racing bicycles now, and not getting the pressure washer out after every time I go riding is really cool. No maintenance either. It's 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 yeah, it's fit, yeah. fitting life better. Yeah. It allows me time to do things like raise it for USA. Okay, is there anybody whose life has improved more than Jamie Guida's in the last five years in the world? Yeah, there's got to be. I just can't think of Who? something. Like some somebody Ethiopian, that's won the lotto, maybe. Some Ethiopian kid that got adopted? I mean, somebody that's like, yeah, I, I don't, I'm sure okay. there's somebody. Okay. But Is he top five? Don't know. But you... Just go I, with I the get the, Yeah, Say I get yes. the... Yes. I'm the sorry. Is yes. Move the Move the show along. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Uh, from lacrosse defense coach uh, Paul, with electric bikes coming, will Renthal start producing separate bars of different characteristics due to no engine vibration? Uh, it says not same acoustics of an internal combustion engine. Not a bad question. No, not a bad question. But no, I don't think we're there yet. There still isn't that like dominant electric player that really we have to pay attention to yet. I think. Um, yeah, there's not a lot. It's a small customer base that's buying electric bikes or interested in right now still so no not yet um, uh somebody asked what would deegan's handicap be right now in fantasy oh i don't know i'd have to look at that what did okay. some of the other rookies come in at at hangtown oh, like romano me. what did he come in at marks you remember what romano was at at the first national uh i don't so let's say within two or three of that okay. whatever that was take a talk what was the first one uh, what would Deegan's handicap be? No, I mean, what was the first race for one of those guys? Oh, uh, where where were we? Paula. Romano, Paula. This year? Yeah. <clears throat> See? He's, he's, he's not on there. Yeah, he raced oh, Paula. I spelled it wrong. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> eight. <laughs> eight. He's an eight. Yeah, so he would be between um, six and ten. There we go. Wow. What? Okay. <laughs> Riveting okay. stuff, I know. Uh, from Joe, Steve, what is crazier, Ryan Hughes giving a speech on mental health or Brian Deegan believing in chemtrails? Does Deegan believe in chemtrails? Is this a, I'm taking oh. him at his word. I don't know the answer to that. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Uh, Rhino talking about mental health has got to be. I hear it didn't go well, that thing at Loretta's. Wow. Hmm. <laughs> Shocker. <laughs> Jesus, knock me down. <laughs> That's old news, right? That was pretty good. Actually, it wasn't it. bad. I was just saying, don't give me that bad. look. I, no. I went through them. Yeah. It's not bad. You know. That's more than I thought he was going to give yeah, you. Yeah. And like Tater, though, Tater hangs in there. 
Yeah, well, that's why mm-hmm. he should be here more often. <laughs> oh, you got your hands full. I got passive. I, gotta, I think I got to get going. I got going. passive aggressive employees. That's yeah, what I got. I got a real problem I, with that. It is the tone is so much different here than when the last time I was here. When people complain about free mechanic work and time frames and things like that, it really See what I mean? doesn't. Let's yeah. get it. Do we? Do these guys get a rant? Do they get to have a rant? They can have a rant. I, the, the, I, the problem I is they don't listen. Rant about. They don't I listen. Oh, rant about. Okay. I give that gentleman in the corner. A seven thousand dollar mountain bike. Just here you go. Give. Yeah, just loan. Loan. Yeah. Oh, here, ride get it, this out of my garage. You it, can use it in the ride it, ride <laughs> earlier. He it, goes. Up you just want your shit out of your own garage. Is that's what not, he accused you of. That is not true. I have bike holders in my garage. I have more than enough room for that for that bike. But out of the kindness of my heart, the generosity of my heart, I give that gentleman a seven thousand dollar intense taser to do with as he pleases. And, hey, and Steve, do you expect anything in return for nothing. that? Nothing. Oh yeah, bike work. <laughs> oh, I, th- I thought you were I thought you were talking like money. Right? No, oh. Yeah, 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 yeah. He has said I'll work on your on your mountain bikes for you. And are are you um one of those riders that requires a lot of bike work? No. You know, he are you hard? Are you tough on equipment? Yeah, it seems like, it seems like it's stages. good for like yeah. a month. Yeah. And then there's a shit show of three weeks. Oh, yeah. yeah, things go bad. Right. Got it. Uh, right. Speaking of shit show, Arthur Draper. <laughs> Have you been in a car accident lately? Motorcycle accident? I don't know. I don't want to be either. Arthur Draper, friend of the show. He's a slow moto guy turned attorney. In fact, ambulances chase him now. If Mark's at his $90,000 Raptor runs you down, <laughs> contact ArthurDraper.com. Help is only a phone call away. And Arthur only gets paid if you get paid. And take Mark's to the cleaners if you can. Consultations are free. Just call ArthurDraper.com. Turn the giggles mic off over Yeah, there. I know, right? Yeah. Yeah. He's like the uh, Muppets. The, 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 he's like the, the old man in the balcony. Unbelievable. Yeah. ArthurDraper.com. Thanks to Arthur for coming on. Uh, Jeremy Schism, Chris Riesenberg, Jason Wygant, Cole Martinez all on tonight. Jason Thomas as well. Good show. Yeah. Uh, we, always, we, just, we just underrated how good he can get his point across. And yeah. He's, he, he brings it. He brings it every yep, time. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, one of my favorite people in the industry, without a doubt. Uh, we're giving away some purple edition Renthal bars. Uh, we've got, done two tonight. Cloth pads. Uh, DMs are flying in right now, so we'll give ship those away for people. RaiseItForUSA.com. Uh, R-I-A-S-E-I-T. The number four, USA.com. Uh, for more details. Yeah, say that's, that's, uh, you got that backwards. That's R-A-I. We just want see you what to, I get? You see yeah. what happens? You we, will get people going to the wrong website, and then they will be upset at you for right? giving you yeah. the wrong September info. 4th, Red Hawk uh, Golf Club in Temecula. Go to the website and uh, read all about it and donate and help Team USA. Sign up to play golf. Sign up to play golf, yep. And uh, maybe there'll be a Pulpamex. Uh, maybe you get put with the Pulpamex Force. pretty sure uh, there'll be a Pulpamex team there. Yep. I think we might have a silent auction there. I think oh, we got okay. a lot of cool stuff right. that's going to happen here in the next, the next month. Uh, all right, I'm going to donate uh, one app builder, Travis Marks. <laughs> He'll build an app if you get the silent auction right. <laughs> Time frame no, is I, I, determined. I have, your, uh, I have your Pulp MX You have no proof here. of said app. So. <laughs> <laughs> the uh, app's coming on Friday, I thought, right? Yep. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Coming out on Friday. Okay. All right. Uh, thanks for listening, everybody. Uh, good show tonight. Paul, thank you for coming in. Renthal.com. Uh-huh. Always fun to have you in. Thanks for the mountain bike ride today. Always. Uh, thanks to Swiss Core Moser, Roto, Pancake as well. Mav TV guys. Marks? Yep. Thank you. Okay. You're welcome. <laughs> Pete. It was nice seeing you. Nice seeing you. We'll yep, see yep. you Thursday. Yep. We won't have sushi here, though. For Fly Racing Moto 60 show on Thursday. That's okay. Uh, tune in for that. And, uh, yeah, I appreciate everybody listening. Check out the sponsor deals on PulpMexShow.com. Appreciate that. And, uh, yeah, with that, uh, we'll see you next week.
I'm a kinky bastard, okay? There's something I want to get off my chest. And it's about that summer when you went away to community college. I got an offer to do Playgirl magazine. And I did it. I did a full spread for Playgirl magazine. I, I mean spread, man. I pulled my butt apart and stuff. And I was totally nude. And it was weird. I, I mean, you probably didn't hear about it because I went under the name of Mike Honcho. I just wanted you to know that, if you could hear me, if it got into your brain somehow, that I spread my butt cheeks as Mike Honcho. Just 